Hey guys, it's uh, Andrew from the, the, the podcast, and Dusty's getting married today. It is Sunday, September 25th. He's found a beautiful woman that uh, he, he has taken as his wife, as in the traditional way of uh, force, obviously. But um, yeah, because of that, we didn't record an episode this week because Dusty's doing all these wedding shits. So um, we decided to put together a compilation of all the booking shows because we think they're great and uh, we'd like people to listen to them. Um, so that's what you opened. You know that. That's what the title says. What are you doing? Um, but without Dusty here, I'd just like to take this opportunity to say without challenge that Face Off stinks. It's a terrible movie. Um, it's a bad premise. It's poorly acted. Uh, John Woo sucks. Uh, I, I don't like Doves. Um, it's, it's just, it's just bad. It's just bad and it's embarrassing that Dusty thinks it's good. Uh, so I just, I don't have very many opportunities to say that publicly without Dusty sitting next to me. So I will scream it from the freaking mountaintops, right? But, uh, I also want to say Dusty, uh, you're one of my best friends. I'm very proud of you and I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to be at your wedding. I'm not stoked to drive to your wedding because you had it in Fresno, which was selfish of you. You should have had it in the town in which I live and none of your other friends live. But, you know, it'll be fine. Um, I, uh, I, my, my life has been forever improved by having met you. And um, I'm uh, super happy, super happy for you, man. Um, Face Off still, still stinks. Um, you, should, you should really reevaluate that part because Sarah's cool. Like I met Sarah. She's cool. She's, she's awesome. I, 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 I fully endorse that partnership. How can you like both Sarah and face off? I don't understand that. I don't understand how you can make such a good decision and such a bad decision. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll take that offline. So, um, I love you. Um, I love you all for listening and uh, enjoy our one, two, three, four, five-part booking show saga that was way more of a pain in the ass to edit than I anticipated. Let's play that theme song. Um, so a couple weeks ago, Dusty had a wonderful idea. Uh, he said that he wanted to do a draft, a draft of wrestlers that we have encountered in shows that we have reviewed thus far. And after that draft, we each book our own wrestling show with the wrestlers that we drafted. Um, and Dusty, I gotta say, this is a fantastic idea. I'm excited. Thank you. I've stolen it uh, as all great art is stolen from uh, many of the draft related podcasts that exist in the world. Listen, what's the uh, guy? What, what's the all fantasy everything guy? Uh, Ian Carmel. Yeah, he is like pissed all over it. Like it's his thing. He didn't yeah. in- invent drafts. You know what I mean? Right. He 
I go on his Twitter and like, he's always going after the other drafting podcasts. And it's yeah. like, dude, you stole the idea of drafts dog. Yeah. Like, like we, we do wrestling reviews. We're not breaking the mold. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not spoiling the Adam all fantasy, everything. Very funny. I do Very feel like, I feel like we are in a different lane because they're not doing a wrestling centric show. I don't think at any point. However, if this somehow gets to the office of Ian Carmel and you want to have us on to do your wrestling draft, I'm in. Yeah. And if you want to fist fight us, I'm down. Yeah. That's (laughs) then we'll, we'll have to get a third guy in our squad. But it'll, you know, <laughs> we've had your brother on the show. It could be, be, I don't care, but, dude. It'll be a handicap match. You think yeah. Ian Carmel, you know, the <laughs> ultimate six... me from a nerd melt. He's going to beat me up. <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate six man tag. Me, you and Jacob versus <laughs> all fantasy, everything. That's the real main event. Um, so what I, I like to imagine this, like uh, anyone who's uh, into comic books or anything like this is our secret wars. Uh, which is a Marvel storyline where two of the Marvel's heroes, they, they essentially get drafted to a planet to fight out the ultimate good versus evil. And they get to pick their team. And there's like this uh, sentient overlord that makes it happen, that transports everybody there. Yeah. And it's just to see who would ultimately win one on one, you know, and that's, I like to imagine that we got abducted. Like I was playing drums or doing something, you know, and then you were practicing your, your backswing or your forehand, whatever golf people do. Mm-hmm. And we got transported to a very nice alien planet. Yeah. You know, top shelf. And they just said, you can draft. We're big. Fa- First of all, big fans. Of course. Yeah. Nice. Nice we're intergalactic. Hear. I looked at our analytics. It's Germany yeah. and Andromeda. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, they said, we exist outside of space and time. And we're going to give you infinite resources. You can draft any wrestler whose match you've watched as a part of your podcast. And uh, you're going to build an ultimate card for our entertainment. And then we'll decide the winners. So, you know, if it sounds, the production value sounds a little bit better, like it could Hmm. possibly sound any better. Certainly, It's because we got the alien tech we're working with right now. Yeah, intergalactic T, whatever IT stands for. I don't know. Information yeah. technology, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, D- Dusty uh, Dusty recorded an intro that I will play before this. We will record after this. Yeah. Because <laughs> I forgot to let you record the intro. Uh, that kind of lays down what happened with the aliens. Um, they're, they, they drive a hard bargain. They want to see. They're, they're, they're kind of forcing our hands. I, I, I have one with a phaser pointed at me just outside the, the, um, the screen because he's made some of his, my decisions for me. Right. You shouldn't have tried to woo his life mate. That's your fault with that hair. Bro, the tentacles. I just couldn't get over it. <laughs> I thought I didn't like that stuff. You know, I always right. make fun of that stuff. But I, right. once you see hey. it in person, you know. Right. I'm not here to kink shame you, dude. Yeah. You know. By the way, this this is so out of nowhere. Uh, is there a person who looks more like a Sigourney than Sigourney Weaver? <laughs> is there another Sigourney besides Sigourney No, Weaver? but that's why. Right. That's the Sigourney. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Lily Sobieski. That's our, that's our Lily. Like yeah. there's, there's never going to be another Sigourney. 
It's Lila Lila Sobieski. I think I, is actually. I don't care how you say her name, her co- complicated ass name. Yeah. Dusty. That's... I ain't drafting her tonight. <laughs> uh, she didn't appear in WCW in 2000. Everybody no. else. Have you uh, decided your uh, organization's name? No, or are you I'm, not ready to reveal. No, I'm I'm <laughs> keeping it close to the vest. Okay, uh, which is code for I have to still think of it. Yeah, uh, but I'm I'm working on it. Okay, you know? we're workshopping it. I get it. I yeah, get it. Yeah. The aliens have to approve. Um, so we we went over some ground rules. We're gonna do uh, guaranteed twelve rounds. Shoot for sixteen today. It depends on our runtime. Because uh, we don't want to put out a four and a half hour podcast. I know like that's going to be hard. So um, we're going to do 12 rounds. We're going to shoot for 16 rounds. Um, if you draft a tag team, you draft them as a tag team. So like the Steiner brothers, you draft the Steiner brothers and you have to use them as a tag team. If you want to use Rick Steiner or Scott Steiner, you, you uh, draft them individually. Yeah. And that is one pick. Um, do you have any other rules? Uh, no, I've also thought of there are three essentially what I'm going to call whammies. Yeah, uh, that we can drop at any point, which is something to try to screw with the other person's uh, draft or card or some stipulation that we can add. Something that the other person has to work into it. Yeah, and uh, I've got mine, and mine probably should. Well, it doesn't really at least one one of them probably should be announced before we draft anything. Um, so I'm thinking maybe we we just we just lay those out before we start the draft. OK. Um, and we take turns. OK. Yep. So so what D- Dusty decided is we both have like a funky thing that the other uh, three funky things that the other person has to follow. Uh, they don't have to be that funky, but just stipulations, basically. Um, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, well, I'll go first because it okay. affects the actual draft. We'll take turns. One, you 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 say one, I say one, you say one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you have to draft Tank Abbott. <laughs> I'm glad I picked the first fucking one I picked. Then, all right, I got to write down on my must-haves Tank Abbott. <laughs> Doesn't matter what round you take him. He's going oh, late because you're not going you to draft him. <laughs> You have to take Tank Abbott. Oh, okay. and he has to win his match. Oh, oh, that's a tough one. I have to now. I have to draft somebody to lose to Tank Abbott. Um, yeah, I have an idea for that. Um, okay, um, you, yeah, Dusty Godwin, mm-hmm. have to have Mongo McMichael <laughs> wrestle a yeah. cruiserweight. Okay. Yeah. Uh... All right. In your serious wrestling organization. I know. I dude, you're you're in my head so hard because like I'm uh, mine's gonna be so boring because it's just work rate. I just have good wrestling <laughs> that's hey, gonna take place. That's probably that, that's probably good. You should when we when we get to announcing our wrestling shows, you should probably announce yours first. Uh-huh. Um and then we go with the wackiness afterwards. Cause I, I will have some fun like some good wrestling stuff, but right. Mine's mine's gonna be pretty wild. So what's your second stipulation? Um David Arquette mm-hmm. has to be involved in okay. your show. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> uh, I have to write that down on my storylines area because I have a yep. storylines area. Um, he doesn't have to wrestle. We should he have, just an have an- to be there. 
we should have an ancillary category. So in my mind, we draft our wrestlers, which we're allowed to do anything with. And then everything else is free game. If you want to have celebrities, if you want to have personalities, yeah. if you want to have special ring announcers, all that stuff, none of those count as part of the draft. Well, unless you really want them, because we're doing like a dibs system with all this, because we don't want to overlap any of this stuff. So if you really want to lock down a specific personality, you can use a draft pick for them. Correct. But okay. I'm saying uh, the aliens, actually, they showed me a tech. Oh, okay. like, say we say we both want Mean Gene Okerlund to do yeah. interviews for us. Yeah, they can actually they can actually split them into two consciousnesses. Dude, I don't care. I want I just want one Mean Gene. I'm going to talk to the aliens because I, <laughs> okay. I want we need to handicap showing, ourselves. They're just showing me the tech. Yeah. That's it. No, you know. I appreciate I appreciate them. They they want us to have full creative control. I yeah. get it. Do wait till some of this shit gets to Earth. Woo! You oh, they're no. Yeah, they're gonna love this next one. You, at least, part of your event, like it, yeah. it, it, it doesn't have. It can be one segment. It can be the entire event. Has to take place at the Sturgis uh -huh. Motorcycle Rally. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow, that that hurts. Yeah. Doesn't have to be the whole thing, like I said. Yeah. Um, all right. My that's last, my fun, that's my most fun one. <laughs> my last stipulation is one of your matches mm -hmm. has to be booked as though Vince Russo booked it. Okay. Okay. Well, my show, my whole show's gonna be <laughs> no no no. But one of them has to be specifically Russo. Okay, okay. And I want I want footnotes. Yeah, as to, I'll, as I'll to point why. It. Yeah, as to why it is specifically Vince Russo. Okay, okay, I've got that down. Um, okay. Your last one, and this isn't as fun, so I should have done the Sturgis one last. Is at least uh, one of your segments has to include a fan. Okay, one segment with a fan. Yeah, doesn't have to be a match. It could be a match. Whatever you want to do, it's got to include a fan. Okay. Um. So. So, uh, I'm trying to think of how we're going to decide who goes first in this draft, who gets the number one overall pick. Um, I imagine that we, uh, have, uh, different ideas as to who will be the number one overall pick. This is what I'll do. Heads, I was going to tails. Okay. Uh, you pick one, two. Uh Heads. It is tails. Okay. So, so it's 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 gonna be me going well, number one overall pick, and we're doing. Do you want to do snake draft? Like I pick, you pick two, and then well, that would be two each. So we could just take turns. We can just take yeah. Turns. yeah. It's a two person serpentine. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Um. Huh. All right. The twenty twenty one snart marks draft spectacular starts. Now, Andrew Idell, you are on the clock. Number one overall pick. He's he's been a darling of mine. He uh, he never really he's never been a number one overall guy. And you know what? Yep. God damn it. Uh, this is just him as his work back then. This is not him as a human being today. Uh, <laughs> sure. One Glenn Gilberetti, the Disco Inferno. All is right. My number one overall pick. That is. You know what? I was going to make one of my... You got to uh, have a top baby face. That's true. I was going to make one of my steps. You had to draft the Disco Inferno, but I knew you wanted to draft the Disco <laughs> Inferno. So, yep. 
Okay, here's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going boring with my number one pick mm-hmm. because uh, he's the best wrestler in the world at the time period for which we are drafting this uh, this crop of talent. I, I just I just picked Discomfort. I <laughs> second best. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, got to do it. It's not my boy toy, but he's my number one pick. Oh shit! Shawn Michaels. Off oh the board. shit! I kind of wanted Shawn Michaels too. Um, uh, and okay. then stays with me. I'm gonna play a little defense. Got to oh, wait. No wait. Out. So are we doing two? Yeah, I figure. So does that mean want... that I go two then after this? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's fine. Does that work? Yeah, that's cool. All right. So. The, the aliens are riotous in the fact that we did heard, not figure this out I before. Heard, I, I heard the, the, the phaser start to charge up. I just yeah. wanted to make sure. I have to play a little bit of defense. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. The, the boys from Detroit mm-hmm. taking the Steiner brothers. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. I was gonna... God <laughs> damn it. Yeah. I was going to draft them both individually and have yeah. Rick go over him so hard <laughs> and have Scott get fired. Yeah. That's one of my main storylines you just burned. Uh, I... Okay. Well, I'm going to take Bret Hart. Well, I knew yeah. it was a risk because I was leaving, I was leaving him there, you know, and Eddie Guerrero. God damn it. So right. yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't have picked the Steiner brothers dog. <laughs> well, don't, you know what? Don't so, worry about it. So, Bret Hart, obviously, he's my favorite guy to watch in ring at the time. He's not very good on the mic. He doesn't really fit in that well with the Idell Wrestling Federation. But the Idell Fest Wrestling Federation understands that there's a lot of different demographics of wrestling fans. You know what I mean? Yep. Some yep. of you, you sometimes you just want to watch a banger match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So we we got Bret the Hitman Hart. We got Eddie Guerrero. Uh, we got we got <sighs> banger banger. Man, and I listen, wanted Eddie Guerrero so listen, bad. Listen, I'm open. I'm open to trades. You know what I mean? Uh, what? But yeah. we'll talk about it. So you'll you'll never get Rick Steiner. That was gonna be try. my top baby face. I was <laughs> lying gonna... about the disco inferno. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That Next hurts. up, I gotta take him. The the hottest baby face in the country, in the world, in the galaxy. I may say. Mm-hmm got to be stone cold it's got to be stone cold got to take stone cold can't not have him on my team you know what we don't want him <laughs> we're fine without we're him. fine without the stone cold Steve uh, Austin. and to make sure that you don't get the 1997 wrestling observer match of the year mm. he jumps out of the sky oh, all the oh. way to andromeda taking one raw mysterio jr I, I had ideas with ray yeah. uh uh, I had ideas with Ray, but that's okay. I, I'm more I'm more cheesed off that I didn't get Rick Steiner. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> I've tried to find people on my list that are left that you might actually care about having. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, for my fourth pick. Yeah. Um. I I've got to do it. I need some demonic presence in my life. It's got to be Kane. That's got to. It's got to be Kane. It's got to be Kane. Uh, so Kane will be will be joining the Idell Wrestling Federation. He's going to be paid handsomely. Yeah. Now uh, we did not determine. I I think you get Paul Bear with Kane. 
I like think you it's get a, their you get their guys. Yeah, you get their you get their seconds. Yeah, okay. unless unless like I'm not unless gonna, it's another wrestler. Or like unless like you're you want to do a Paul Bearer match or something like that. If you get if you get Paul Bearer with Kane, you just have to use him to walk Kane to the ring, basically, and maybe like interfere in the match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um okay. My next pick is going to be uh miss jackie <laughs> okay i've got uh I've got, some, I've got some ideas I jack uh-huh <laughs> you kind of know where that's going i feel like i kind of know it's a there's revenge a, there's, a, there's a there's there's a bone to pick yeah that's <laughs> there's uh so it's back to me yeah. Oh man, I just realized who I should have gotten instead of Jacqueline right there. But I, oh, hopefully is you it, forget. Is it something you can smell? No, but you, go ahead. Yeah, can you smell it? Because no, no, no. I can smell it. I cannot all smell the way it. From, all the way from here. I got the rock. Yeah, taking. Also, did you hear his song with Tech Nine? I didn't. I actively avoided it. <laughs> about pride it's about power he's yeah. he's not bad yeah like <laughs> problem is he's in there with straight killers it's all choppers like it's tech nine tech is one, nine. Of, it's one of the best, one of the best rappers best of all times <laughs> yes and so uh now it's a personal favorite there are other guys on the board it's not that this guy isn't a bona fide star yeah in his own right Man who can play many roles, man who knows how to throw a hell of a Pardukey. I'm taking mankind off the board. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I gotta that's a good do one. it. That one was in my back pocket. Yeah. All right. Um to start off, um this is this is this is a, a versatility pick. He can do a lot of things and he will be doing multiple things for the Idell Wrestling Federation. Okay. He is a uh, he's he is an announcer, he's a booker. He's he's one of the great, greatest in ring talents in the history of wrestling. Yeah, that's the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> God, yeah, man. I know. Right. Yeah, I got, I got. Yeah. We're making movies, baby. <laughs> we're making movies, baby. Um, he's plundering. He's plundering. Ah, he's coming a mud hole in him. <laughs> no, uh, what is? Oh, he wobbled it. He wobbled it. He wobbled him. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Um, and, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take, um, the Sandman. ECW, the Sandman. Okay. Okay. I have to say that I did not anticipate the Sandman, uh, coming off the board. He, He left, he left quite an impression on me. You know what I mean? It's, Hey, he's. He's delightful. Yeah. Yeah. You got um, a beer drinker. I got to get a beer drinker. It's true. Well, that means you got to take, he's crazy like a fox. If he's crazy at all, it's goddamn Terry Funk. Oh, man. We got to oh, have man. him. That <laughs> zombie old, walk he does. <laughs> yep. You got to take old Terry with me. Uh, and you know what? He's still on the board, possibly because people didn't see him. In the rafters, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, got to take Sting. Hopefully he's in shape. Hopefully he got a tan. Uh, seems like he would be into it. Listen, you get Sting, you also get Jerry. Yeah. Giving you Jerry. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, and I do hope he has a tan or things are it's going to be an issue. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, this is going to be maybe the shock of the century. Um, yeah. Probably even somebody I didn't even need to draft because yeah. I'm, I'm guessing you can, that... You get him in the ancillary rounds, certainly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he's got the stroke. <laughs> you know what? I'm drafting right. Eric Bischoff. Wow. Yeah, you thought I was okay. going for Jeff Jarrett, didn't you? I really, I really did. Yeah, I'm drafting, uh, I'm drafting one Eric Bischoff. I feel like I... We're going to have some what? fun with Eric Bischoff. You know what's going to be... You know what's a little fun for me? I'm gonna try to get. I'm gonna try to guess your card <laughs> because I feel like. Yep. What's happening I'm is settling some scores. There are axes to grind. Yeah. For you. I'm. I. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and write my next one down because I know you're not gonna draft him. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get another. Uh, oh yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, uh, Big Stevie Cool from ECW. <laughs> okay. What's his name? Steven Richards. Yeah, Stevie Richards. I have an idea with him too. <laughs> well, I'm scared. I'm scared now. So I too have to dip my toe into the land of the extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a hero. He's a advocate. He's a pot enthusiast. It's also the whole damn show. Rob Van Dam. Got to take him off the board. Never a bad pick. Never a bad pick with no, Rob no. Van Dam. Uh, recently married, Mazel Tov, Rob Van Dam. Dude, he's got he put so many like hoochie mamas on his Twitter on his Instagram. It's crazy that he's that he just recently got married. She must be a very uh, understanding woman. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Can have Rob Van Dam and not get the next man on the board. I imagine that his uh that uh, his. His particular personality traits uh, translate to any language, mm-hmm. any country, any state, any galaxy. He's homicidal. He's suicidal. He's genocidal. Got to get, got to get Sabu. Oh shit! Got to take Sabu. Okay, off the board. I like that. I like that pick. Um. Oh man, I got a match for yeah. Okay. I like we're, it. We're gonna go with. Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna draft two tag teams. Okay. I'm gonna draft Public Enemy. Okay. Do you know who the <laughs> other one's gonna be? Give me their names, Andrew. I'm gonna ro- I'm gonna I'm gonna draft <laughs> Rocko Rock. Uh huh. Jerry Sags. Uh huh. And uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Johnny Grunge. Uh-huh. And uh there's zero chance. <laughs> dude, it's been so long. Yeah. I can't believe I gotten this many. Uh Rock or Rock. Knobs. Uh Brian Knobs. <laughs> Jerry wow. Sags. Yeah. Johnny Grunge. Rock or Rock. Don't ask me which ones belong to which. I, I can uh-huh. pair them up, but I don't know which ones. I'm yep. drafting Public Enemy and the Nasty Boys. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yep. That 
is a delight. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do I need here? What do I need? I have quite the lineup. <laughs> like I have. I also think we should go more rounds. Just yeah, play. yeah, yeah. It's gone a little faster than I thought we were gonna go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um okay, I need to I need to because of your Mongo McMichael stipulation. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get Tank Abbott next round. <laughs> I, I need to pad, I need to pad a little bit. Yeah. In my well, let's say you don't have to you, you know what? Amendment. Mm-hmm. You don't have to burn a draft pick on tank. I don't have to burn a draft pick on Mongo. I they just, just we are, just have them. We have them. Because I wasn't gonna draft Mongo and you probably weren't gonna draft tank. So like right. so but I need cruiserweights because I need options yeah. <laughs> for, yeah, for who Mongo McMichael has to wrestle. So I am going to take off the board one Taka Mishinoku. Ooh, okay. Okay. So like a Taka Mishinoku. Uh, and I'm also going to take Dean Malenko. Nice. Did you see uh, Cain Velasquez wrestle, wrestled La Parca this weekend? I heard about it, but he's, I have not seen it. I've, he, he smoked Cain in the forehead with a fucking steel chair. <laughs> I mean, that is the risk you run with a La Parca. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> he's going to do it to you. Um. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Edge, number twelve, Adam Copeland. Okay, you you know what? I completely forgot about the 1998 stuff we watched. <laughs> so I was like, Edge. <laughs> we didn't watch Edge. Oh man. Okay, and. And uh, my next pick will be The Wall. <laughs> didn't see The Wall going tonight, did you? I, I didn't know. The Wall was too high. That's why I couldn't yeah. see. All right. I got to take him. Mm-hmm. You weren't never going to take him. So I probably could have got him in the ancillary rounds. You've made your, your feelings on this man very clear. Yep. He walks strange to you. He moves yeah. bizarrely. Yeah, I was never going to draft this guy. <laughs> I'm taking the Macho Man. Right Ooh, Dusty. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, brother. We're going to put together the best goddamn wrestling show in history. I can't believe I fell through the 26th pick, brother. Uh, <laughs> I'm the macho man. You're getting me in the 26th. You better just leave me at home, brother. You can't afford me. That's 26th overall, brother. The wall uh, went before me. <laughs> and uh, then I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go outside of the what I imagine most people think, but I got a particular role that I feel like these guys can uh fill. I'm gonna take Doug Furness and Phil LaFon. Oh. Oh, so you are yeah. booking like just a really good wrestling show. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. At, at fucking Sturgis. Uh, <laughs> hey, only partially at Sturgis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had another idea for like a, a wrestling spot. Like, a, like part of your show has to take place, bland, but I'm yeah. actually going to take that idea. I think <laughs> so <laughs> I had to go with Sturgis. Uh, right. uh, okay. Um, 
now I'm I'm in seat of my pants territory. I, okay. I I do not have really anything else uh planned. Ex- Let me see. Oh, I want Howard Finkel. Oh, <laughs> specifically was not going to be drafted, but I'll take him. Okay, you get the Fink. Um, and then uh, my next pick will be. Uh, psychosis. Okay, nice. Okay, so I am going to grab off of the board. Here comes the axe, and here comes the smasher. Mm-hmm. It's demolition, baby. <laughs> Walking disaster. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I almost made that dude's face, but we can see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh that one i went with the i went with the tongue out guy you went with uh sucked in oh we're we're we're, we're, we're a team that's why yeah, yeah, yeah. um uh, and then okay. okay i have a funny idea here but i think i'll be okay if i get it later um can't believe he's lasted this long gotta take the diamond man oh shit take okay. a diamond dallas page that's one that slipped by me. Yeah. He would have fit right in. Um, all right. I'm going uh, first as uh, my 16th pick. Yeah. Um, I'm taking Laud, the Legion <laughs> of Doom. All right. I, you know, I almost grabbed him. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly so, am not taking Nod. So, uh, okay. You can have Nod if you want him. Uh, um, I am fine. Thank you. <laughs> are you sure? You don't want, <laughs> be okay. You don't want nod. Um, um, trying to think of another like serviceable tag team from back then. <laughs> um, I will take. I don't know. Uh, uh, Brian Pillman. Oh man, you wanted Brian Pillman? No, I completely forgot about Pillman. Oh. Uh, which is upsetting because I love me a Brian Pillman. Mm-hmm. All right. It's my favorite wrestler as a kid. I feel like I would be doing a disservice to myself as a true, if this is supposed to be a true exercise. Mm-hmm. Got to grab Jake the snake off the oh, board. Man. America's sweetheart, Jake the snake. Yep. We, we love you, He's- Jake. He said I was the shit. I got to get him in there. He's a good old boy. <laughs> I'm going to grab uh, Buff Bagwell. Oh, fuck. Off my That's life. Aside from the Steiner brothers, that one hurt the worst. I forgot yeah. about Buff Bagwell. He's the stuff. He, yeah. How are you going to forget? All right. I'll take the ultimate warrior. Yeah. I figure we'll go 20. It's 20, all right? Yeah, that's good. Um and um, I'm going to go with Ric Flair. Oh, man. <laughs> the nature boy. <laughs> Brian Greasy. <laughs> Brian Greasy. <laughs> okay. Is there anybody on this list? Oh, so I got one pick left that I like that I need to get you know what 
feel like it's a versatile pick. I'm going to take Chris Benoit. Why? Because he can be super entertaining and a murderous psychopath. <laughs> hey, 1997 Chris Benoit. Oh, this is when we liked him. <laughs> super entertaining. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Then my last pick. I'm gonna get Lex Luger. Oh my God! I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I you have have specific... him, you're gonna have him. I okay. <laughs> you're, gonna have have a... him, you're gonna have. Um, not giving away your. I'm not giving away your card. Yeah. <laughs> um, for my but, final pick. Last pick, fortieth overall, the Tom Brady of this draft. Just to burn him, I'm 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 gonna pick Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> All right, I have an idea. <laughs> he wants to go straight to hell. <laughs> I want to go straight to hell. All right, so now we got to go ancillary. All right, our ancillary. Uh, members extra people we want well i don't know about i think here's what i'll say Mm -hmm. um i don't think that it should be wrestlers because they should have had to have been drafted yeah yeah yeah. you can pick anybody else yeah yeah, okay but uh (laughs) i grabbed i grabbed bischoff the fink and mcmahon instead of wrestlers (laughs) i got but like your announced team your venue, your ring announcer, all that stuff is Ooh, a venue. Thing. Okay, I didn't even think about that. Okay, um, we're we're talking endless, uh, alien technology, baby. We can do whatever we okay. want. Okay. Um, do I have Dusty Rhodes dibs already? You do. You drafted okay. them, so yeah. I just want to make take... sure because I I'm having him wrestle as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He can. He can t- he can he can take uh, dual roles, yeah, and then we can get celebrities. Uh, you could map any match types you want, and you might want to add. I'm going to go ahead and add as the spare person on my team, Mongo McMichael. So I remember <laughs> that I have to put him in a match. I can't believe neither of us drafted Hulk Hogan. Hmm. I actually didn't. Even, he didn't even make. Hold on. Did he make my. I don't know that he even made my top list. <laughs> I wrote down 56 wrestlers. <laughs> just so I would have like more than enough. Yeah. To do something with. Right. Uh, I've got Psycho Sid. I've got Mike Awesome on this list. Oh, I do have Hulk Hogan. He came in. Just he came in between Lex Luger and Phil and Furnace and Lafon <laughs> at a whopping number 31 for the he whole came in season. between them, but you drafted both of those guys and didn't draft Hulk Hogan, so <laughs> uh-huh. he's technically below them. Yeah. As it turns out, he fell his draft stock fell pretty substantially. Well, yeah, he hasn't lost a full step, but he's lost half a step. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> his 40 time left much to be desired. Yeah. You know? Now, uh, after this, the aliens are going to uh, usher us away again to our lavish rooms. Mm -hmm. Put this card together. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> I, I have some ideas for my card. I honestly, I'm a little more interested <laughs> in what you're going to do yeah. with your personalities. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to, it's going to be, I have an nothing. idea. For, I have an idea for like my main storyline. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and I have an, I have an idea for, let's see. Disco Inferno, I have an idea. Bret Hart, I have an idea. Eddie Guerrero, I have an idea. Kane, kind of. Jacqueline, I have an idea. Dusty Rhodes, yeah. Uh, the Sandman, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with him. Uh, but like a lot of people, I have an idea of what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'll let you go first in the ancillary draft. Uh, okay. <clears throat> whatever you want. Okay. So I am going to go ahead and grab... We're going to have up to a three-man announce booth. I'm going to grab Jim Ross off of the... Oh, shit. Okay. The goat. You got to get the goat. Got to get the goat. They know how to fall. (laughs) Um, I'm going to take Jesse Ventura. Okay. That is an excellent pick. Uh, he's my heel announcer. Yeah. He's a perfect heel announcer for the Idel Wrestling Federation. Now I need a heel announcer, so I'm gonna go ahead and take he might only he might not get himself he might get himself canceled by the second match. I'm gonna go ahead and take Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette, yeah. My heel announcer. <laughs> hey, he hasn't been in anything we've watched. He was in ninety seven. Oh yeah, he was. He was. They. Uh, 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 he. Sh- Vince shook him down in the yeah. backstage. Yeah. No, he was. That's okay. Right. Okay. Good. I'm. I'm glad because that that makes sure. I like that. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I will take. Um, I'm Tony Shavani. Okay. I was blanking on his name. You got Shavani, and then so I've got. I've got JR. The problem is I two play-by-play guys is tough. Yeah, see, I've, I've got put, it. I've got it built right. I've got Tony Schiavone and then I've got Dusty Rose and Jesse Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Maybe and the I've best got, booth ever. Maybe. It's possible that that would be the best booth of all time. Be you nice know to what? Have JR in there, but. I'm gonna go ahead. He's done a little bit of announcing. I'm gonna go ahead and take Shane O'Mac on oh, my announced team. I'm surprised you didn't draft him. In no, I was I, I was very very close to drafting yeah. Shane McMahon, uh, That's true. but I, I I thought it'd be funnier to get Vince. <laughs> it's true. Um, okay. Um, for my uh venue. Okay. Gotta have that Alamo Dome dog. <laughs> All right. Alamo Dome. I thought about Saitama Super Arena, but that's not that's not <laughs> that's not uh in the Idell Wrestling Federation's uh brand. Right. You know what? You know what I'm gonna do? I want it. All right, let, tell me if this flies. Yeah. So I have an idea. It flies. I'm gonna I'm gonna go where I'm gonna go I'm gonna hit you in the heart. Yeah. Place you love the most. 
They've got a short right field. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you said that, I was like, he's doing fucking Yankee Stadium. <laughs> not gonna be a pro- it's not gonna be a problem though, because the ring is in the center. We're doing Yankee Stadium. Yep. Yep. That's good. You just got to make sure that some of it's at Sturgis. <laughs> I have to put a slash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slash Sturgis. Yep. Um. Okay. Um. Hmm. Ring announcer. Unfortunately, okay. You got to pick Yankee Stadium. I'm gonna yeah. go outside of what we had. I'm not taking Bruce yeah. Buffer. You're gonna take a. You're gonna. You're not, I'm not gonna take him. I'm not taking. As much as I want to, I feel like it's cheating a little bit. What I am gonna take though is Jimmy yeah. Lennon. Jimmy Lennon Jr., who oh. is the ring announcer for like Showtime boxing and shit. He's yeah. like the. It's Showtime guy. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna take Jimmy Lennon Jr. as my in ring announcer. I'm gonna go ahead and forego Bruce Buffer. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm taking. You taking the lesser buffer? The lesser buffer. Fucking a. All <laughs> I'm right. taking Michael All right. Buffer, All right. so that he can announce Lex Luger uh, as being famed for his torture rack of doom. Torture rack of doom. Finishing maneuver. Okay. All right. Now, this is an action-packed event. Two great shows. I'm assuming. Oh yeah, hundred percent. The world, the world has never seen. It's bigger than Avengers Endgame. Something for everybody. Everybody. We should co-promote. Yeah, if anything, that's that's true. Uh, so many celebrities. Mm-hmm. Celebrities are plenty. Oh yeah. Uh, who you got? Oh, um, well, I mean, it is your pick. Do you want me to go first? Because I have one. Oh, in mind. I, I'm gonna. I've take, got two in mind, actually. Well, the world of celebrity. Let's say it is. Uh, it is never ending. You get anybody you want. Okay. You know who I'm going to take? Mm-hmm. He's a movie star. He's a wrestling star. He's been the champion. David Arquette is at my event. He's already in my event. You, you stipulated that he's at my event. Did I stipulate he's at your event? Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, you can watch mine on closed circuit then. I'm getting Jay-Z. <laughs> Jay-Z. Yeah. <laughs> Up your ass. Yeah. His uh, name is Hove, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick somebody who we know is a wrestling fan. Yep. Um, we, we've seen this person uh, prominently displayed at a big show that we watched. Uh, she is a, she's, a, she's a comedic icon. Um, yeah. I'm going to pick Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> I almost took Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. She's uh all right. That's that's fantastic. What's all right. One? Oh yeah. And uh I want one more celebrity. All right. I want Bob Probert. <laughs> the, the hockey player <laughs> who fought Tank Abbott. Yep. Um, that is not the person that Tank Abbott's going to beat. I'm going to tell you okay. that right now. He's not going to be fucking Rob Bob Probert. I got to yeah. figure that out. I have an idea, I, but I didn't draft the guy. So I got I got I got to dibs the guy who I think take Evan yeah. right feet. Now this lives outside of time, this event. So yeah, it does. Rest in power to my man. We know he's a wrestling fan. We saw him in the crowd. I need musical icons mm-hmm. at my show. I've already got Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Who's who's sharing the the suite the 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 box with Jay Z? 
Oh, it's Dusty Hill. Oh, shit. From ZZ Top. Yeah. I thought yeah. you were going to go with Robert Goulet. <laughs> nope. He's, okay. He's bad. He's nationwide, dude. Okay. Um, this will probably be my final ancillary pick. Okay. Um, a show like mine, you know, it's, it's a lot of bells and whistles. There's pyro. There's there's everything and so far everything but a musical guest and god damn it we had a great musical guest during our time watching these things I got Motley Crue. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. You're... I don't even like Motley Crue. <laughs> you know what? You've inspired me. Yep. Because they uh, they weren't necessarily featured on any of the shows that we watched, mm-hmm. but they were featured prominently in the podcast that we did for 1997. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. They don't want nothing but a good time. <laughs> it's yep. poison, baby. They Talk were... dirty to me. Maybe my favorite running joke so far. Yeah. On the podcast. Uh, now I want to backstage. Look, there's a lot happening in the forum. Oh, you we need backstage interviewers. Okay. We do need backstage. And I couldn't find a spot for him in my announced team. Mm-hmm. It's too crowded. I got two legends. And uh, but I need him. I need him there. I'm taking Joey Styles, ECW oh, announcer, okay. as my backstage as a backstage announcer number one. Okay. Backstage announcer number one for yep. Uh, the Idell Wrestling Federation. Um, God rest his soul. The one, the only, Gorilla Munson. Very nice. <laughs> he's gonna tell you about the patella tendon. Yep. He's gonna he's gonna have a little bit of banter with Ventura, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because they have such great chemistry together. You stay back there and shut your mouth, Monsoon. <laughs> oh, Jesse, stop it. That's, uh... <laughs> oh, Jesse, stop it. <laughs> now, uh, backstage, mm-hmm. it's uh, possible that it may also require, well, there's a lot of testosterone in this room. Mm-hmm. You're the only one who drafted a woman on your on your team. That is true. Thus far, she got far a big match. Far more progressive. Yeah, I'm going to use. Uh, just wait to see. <laughs> wait till you see how I use her. There's, she's been used poorly, as we saw in WCW 2000. Yeah, used more effectively. WWE. I think there are still greater things for her. Taking Sunny as my second backstage. Okay. Interview. Okay. I like that. I like that. She's she's got some chaps. Um, oh, backstage announcer number two. Uh, he he was big in. He was a big part of WWE in the uh, 1997. Uh, he did a lot of intros, did a lot of vignettes for him, did a lot of in the crowd stuff. He worked on a. a, a a, uh, a contest or two with the fans. He moved uh, over to the big show, New York no. Radio. <laughs> yeah, he's he's brought phone scams to the world. He's he's got that stupid voice. 
and God damn it, Todd Pettengill is getting wow. he's getting a one dollar contract in the <laughs> Idell Wrestling Federation. That's so kind of you, given uh, your personal animus towards Todd Pettengill. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to work out for him. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely definitely not uh, a hack who you're going <laughs> to embarrass on an alien planet for a whole new audience. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely not. Definitely, Dusty Rhodes is definitely not going to pants him backstage or something. That's <laughs> true. I think that's it, man. I feel like I've got a solid team I'm working with. Yeah, I think uh, I th- I'm pretty happy with what I got. Um, can is love, I is love what you got? Can I uh, can I dibs a wrestler right now? One that I do not, I, I would, I would bet my life that you're not going to use this guy. Okay. I just, I, I want to dibs him now. I, I'm not sure I'm going to use him, but I'm, I, I, I have a spot for him unless I do something else. Can I dibs the blue meanie? You can dibs the blue meanie. Okay. Okay. If you'd like to dip somebody else right now, you can dip somebody else. Cause I've got a plan for him. Oh, you've got a plan for it. the Blue Meanie or for the somebody no, you're going to no, announce? For the wrestler I'm going to announce. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, he's an angry man. Mm-hmm. He's a powerful man. Not one to be above cheating. Keep him away from your scissors. I need Psycho Sid. Is it Psycho Sid? Yeah. I Psycho Sid. I thought about drafting Psycho Sid as well. So, yeah, good call. Yes. Okay. Um, so... Uh, the Idell Wrestling Federation to break it down. Uh, we've got Disco Inferno, Bret Hart, Eddie Guerrero, Kane, Jacqueline, Dusty Rhodes, The Sandman, Eric Bischoff, Stevie Richards, Public Enemy, The Nasty Boys, Edge, The Wall, Howard Finkel, Psychosis, Laud, Brian Pillman, The Ultimate Warrior, Ric Flair, and Vince McMahon. <laughs> and then I dibs Blue Meanie. Yep. And uh, your, uh, your backstage personnel? Uh, my backstage personnel is Jesse Ventura as my heel announcer, Tony Schiavone, play-by-play, and Dusty Rhodes as the uh, color commentator for all but mm-hmm. one match, probably. Um, yep. It's gonna be it's gonna take place at the Alamo Dome with a big uh, "Suck It, Michaels" sign on the outside. Uh, <laughs> yep. uh, Jimmy Lennon Jr. Jimmy Lennon Jr. is gonna be my in ring my in ring announcer with uh, Mary Tyler Moore and Bob Probert on a date outside outside the <laughs> ring. Uh, uh-huh. Motley Crue is gonna be your musical guest uh with my backstage announcers gorilla monsoon and todd pettengill yes and the as named uh dusty wrestling federation okay okay uh is going to put on a spectacular it is spectacular be quite a show. uh so important that it had to take place uh, baseball stadium with the greatest history in all of the united states from yankee stadium you're going to see Shawn Michaels, the Steiner Brothers, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Rey Mysterio Jr., The Rock, Mankind, Terry Funk, Sting, Rob Van Dam, Takamisha Noku, Dean Malenko, The Macho Man Randy Savage, Doug Furness, and Phil LaFon, Demolition, Diamond Dallas Page, Jake the Snake Roberts, Buff Bagwell, Chris Benoit, Lex Luger, and... If he ain't there, he ain't anywhere. Steve Mongo McMichael. I'm so pissed I didn't get Buff Bagwell. <laughs> I'm so and, mad uh, about that. He's somewhere. He's lurking around because I got dibs on him. 
Psycho Sid. Psycho Sid. Calling the spectacular. It's going to be the three-man booth. Jim Ross, the legend. Jim Cornette, the legend. Greatest wrestler in the world, Shane McMahon. There was a tournament. <laughs> he won it. Ring announcer. Are, are you ready to rumble? Because Michael Buffer is. We and, are uh, ready to rumble. Thinking <laughs> that, that fucking movie. <laughs> I've got it's got ninety nine problems, but a ticket to this show was not one of them. Jay Z, mm-hmm. Hove, and Dusty Hill of ZZ Top are going to be my special guests. You got Joey Styles handling everything happening in the backstage. Poison going to provide a moment <laughs> of levity. For my show, uh, and then probably be interviewed by Sonny. Who was my other backstage announcer? Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm excited. I've also yeah, I've also got uh, apparently Tank Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you don't have Tank Abbott, Andrew. You get to have Tank. That Abbott. is true. That is yeah. true. I'm gonna I'm gonna have him do a 45 minute uh, monologue <laughs> in the ring. My I don't know a wristwatch from a wrist lock. <laughs> You don't know. You can't fight me. <laughs> you can't talk. Tank. Yes. Um, you mush mouth. Tank okay. Up. So uh, send me your list. Uh, like you can even take a picture with your phone or something. Yep. I'm going to make up a couple of things and I'm going to release uh, t- tomorrow um, to the to the to the listening public uh, who we chose. Yep. Um, uh, who we have available to us? I'm all. I'm not going to because tomorrow night. Do you want to? Do you want to book the show tomorrow night? Oh, I'm I'm booking it in my head right now. Okay. So um, I'll be ready tomorrow night. So tomorrow night we will reconvene. We will go down our card and uh, present the greatest two wrestling shows. This is like the Tenacious D tribute. Yes. A, a, is it a, sh- a shiny alien. <laughs> <laughs> told true. us to book the re- best wrestling show in the world or he'd eat our souls yeah soul yeah and we looked at uh, each other and said okay yeah the uh it is also like uh the song tribute because is it the greatest wrestling show in the world or is this just a podcast about the greatest wrestling show in the world who knows you gotta believe it <laughs> i wish you were there it's just, just a matter, a matter of, of opinion. I got big plans for Takamishinoku on this show. Do you? Oh yeah. I've got uh, a, I'm 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 pretty stoked <laughs> for what I'm gonna do with uh with with Tank and with uh Jacqueline. <laughs> And I don't know what I'm going to do with the Sandman. I got to figure that wait. out. That was a, that was a curveball even to me. Can't wait for Rick Steiner to get pinned in three seconds on this show. Oh, dude. I was like, it, <laughs> Scott was going to get so squashed by his brother. And the crowd, <laughs> the crowd was going to be so stoked about it. Yeah. He was going to be heartbroken. Like the Scott Steiner, the person was going to be heartbroken at how yeah. happy the crowd was that Rick Steiner went over him. Yeah, that's. He's gonna. He can. He'll be the sad, sad booty daddy. Yeah, but I've, I've got to. I've got to pump. But oh, I've the got big, to pump. The big sad booty. The daddy. big sad That's booty the... daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's right there, waiting for me. Uh, just, anyway, just... as 
as Andrew said at the beginning, he dropped all the socials. Please uh, follow us on all that and uh, pay attention to what's coming next. Uh, hopefully you enjoy this idea. I had a real fun time doing this draft. I imagine the, the rundown of the card will be just as fun. Oh yeah. Uh, and thanks everybody for listening because kayfabe may be dead, but we're alive on an unknown alien planet putting together the greatest wrestling cards anyone's ever seen. On a Saturday night in the near future, we find that our intrepid podcast hosts, who are both delightful and handsome, are pursuing their non-wrestling podcast interests. Dusty is at home, and he's nearly mastered the bass drum triplet technique made famous by the legendary John Bonham, when suddenly the house begins to shake, and a UFO appears, transporting him just before he could get it, and he was going to get it for sure. Meanwhile, Andrew is at the links, his, his sanctuary, his home away from home, in the middle of the perfect backswing, playing the best round of his life, when suddenly an incandescent light surrounds him, messing up his hair, which really he's going to have a problem with, and they're dragging him skyward before he can hit the perfect shot. But unknown to him, the shot goes in anyway, and he actually nails a 68. Personal best. Great job, Andrew. They arrive in a room outside of time, confused, because normally they only see each other when they record on Monday. Turns out these aliens are big fans of non-famous people reviewing classic wrestling shows while breaking down Adam Sandler's filmography. The aliens have made a wager among themselves as to who could book a better wrestling show. So they have placed us in limbo to create our perfect supercard with wrestlers that we have watched from the podcast. You know, you want Bret Hart in 1997? You got him. British Bulldog from 1992? Sure thing. You want the Bolsheviks from WrestleMania 6? Seems like there are a lot of better picks on the board, but you know what? You live your truth. The aliens have mastered interstellar travel, transportation technology, but they tell us in confidence that the serpentine style of drafting was invented by humans and cannot be approved upon. So that's how the roster will be determined. To the winner, oh friends, what could our galactic benefactors provide from the vastness of all space and time? Uh, well, apparently like a cool trophy, like a really cool big ass space trophy. And so the first annual Snart Marks Intergalactic Draft Spectacular begins now. All right, guys. We've done it. 24 hours have passed. Uh, we have drafted our teams. We have thought about it. We've sat down. I've made a couple of changes to my preferences, which I will uh, address when it is time for the Idell Wrestling Federation pay-per-view to uh, be announced. But the groundwork has been laid. It is time to reveal our wrestling cards. Oh man, I've, I did so much work on this today. Did <laughs> like, you? Yeah, like a, a obsessive amount of work. The and funny thing, so... the funny thing is, I I started writing mine before I went to bed last night, and I was I was like, I'll just do like half of it, and I'll do the rest of it um, after I get off work the next day, and I wrote it all last night. Just kept going. Um, there was one thing I had to decide on that. I finally decided on in terms of like a finish, uh, but I'm pretty happy with, I'm pretty happy with the, the, uh, the Idell wrestling federations 
uh, first foray into wrestling booking. I will tell you, I am not booking this as if this is the inaugural IWF pay-per-view. I know this is a one-shot thing for the aliens. They want us to do it to do the greatest show in the world, but there's yeah. some IWF lore already. Okay. And, and uh, cause what's, what's more, what's, what's more fun than having some uh, tradition? You know what I mean? So yeah. um, anyway, I have, I have some backstory. I'm imagining that I've had some TV leading up to this. Okay, cool. Yeah. And mine, mine, yeah. I have had some TV leading up to mine as well. I think it, it would be kind of boring if you're like, ah, these guys are going to wrestle each other. And we made the story tonight. That sounds like some Russo shit. So, yeah. um, and I do we're have a Russo match. <laughs> That's true. I do have and, a Russo. Uh, I, look, we're here to please the alien overlords, certainly, but creative license has to be taken, you know to uh to give them the best show possible we can implant memories in these guys heads uh fucking inception style yeah and, and build this thing up you know yeah we've been working with their techs telling them what we want them to remember yeah. about the preceding weeks and years or however long in in wrestling history in the history of our organizations and we're gonna knock their alien socks off i imagine they wear socks i don't know it's still cold in space. They probably have sweat glands. You know, it is particularly cold in space. You are correct about yeah. that. Thank you. Um, so I would say since mine's a little more zany, mm -hmm. I would say it is probably prudent if you went first. Okay. I um, am. If you are okay um, with that. I'm more than happy to, to do that. Okay. So, uh, all right. Oh, Indeed. should we should we recap now? We because they just listened to it. I was gonna say, should we recap who we have? But we're the ones who haven't recapped it in 24 right. hours. They recapped it 15 minutes ago or 10 minutes ago. So yeah. no, they can go fuck themselves. Re rewind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this is Godwin Championship Wrestling Federation, the GCWF. Okay, I like it. Four letters. All right, bold. Presents. Dusty's annual wrestling grand stamp grand slam spectacular okay. dogs are that's my annual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Dusty's Dusty's annual wrestling grand grand slam spectacular. I dogs <laughs> dogs. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right, so we open. Are we going to dogs with two S's? Or are we? Are we just spelling a D A W G S? Oh no, D A W G S. Okay, okay. Yeah. We, so okay. the I GCW, like the GCWF presents the D A W G S. <laughs> I'm into it. I fucking love it. We open with a vote with a voiceover from Joey Styles from the most famous and decorated stadium in all the world, where Babe Ruth called his shot. Lou Gehrig said he was the luckiest man in the whole world, and Reggie Jackson became Mr. October. Tonight, the Bronx will be burning again with the fiery action of the Godwin Championship Wrestling Federation as we present the first annual Dusty's Annual Wrestling Grand Slam Spectacular. Arr, 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 arr. <laughs> and the whole crowd's barking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because we open with a helicopter shot of Yankee Stadium. And we've got 54,251 patrons. We're sold out, baby. I was going to say, that sounds like a sellout at the Yankees. That's State. from the rafters. That's, that's every single one of those seats. Now, is this is a question I forgot to ask you. Since yeah. we are outside of space and time, right? Yeah. Are you yeah. at the original Yankee Stadium or you're at the current Yankee Stadium? I'm at the original Yankee Stadium. Thank Come you. On. Okay, good. Yeah. 
I want to be where Lou Gehrig's shrine to money. This, yeah, I know this, 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 this abomination that they built. I'm a Yankee fan. That place <laughs> disgusts me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I want it to uh, smell like piss at my baseball stadium. Yeah. I, I want all, I don't want the statue of Babe Ruth out front. I want to know that Babe Ruth uh, probably caught chlamydia at this particular stadium yeah. that I'm also in. Yeah. Uh, they, they banned liquor one time uh, at uh, Yankee stadium. And there was a, like a black market liquor uh, uh, dealings in the men's bathrooms. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Of course there were the, the uh, what's Homer's name. the, the beer baron the beer baron that's right i'll, I'll get you a beer beer no you won't <laughs> so we get our helicopter shot of yankee stadium showing the ring in the infield and the stands filled with fans as 99 problems by jay-z plays over our intro then they show jay-z in one of our sky boxes so he's there in person he made the yankee hat more famous in the yankee game that's right he's got to get the dirt off his shoulder uh, we go to an on-camera with our announcers, Jim Ross. Welcome, everyone, to the first annual Dogs event here live from Yankee Stadium. I'm good old JR, and gentlemen, we are expecting a lot of fireworks here tonight. Jim Cornette, well, JR, I can't complain, and I can't contain this excitement. we got eight great matches tonight, and I can't wait to see them. I'm as nervous and excited as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. <laughs> That's, that's that is that is very much Jim Cornette. That's a he's Jim got, Cornette-ass thing. To if say. he's got anything, he's got fucking one-liners. Yep. And, uh, he speaks way older than he is, and he's like sixty. Yeah. And then uh, Shane O'Mac is letting us know that uh, he can't wait to see what the guys are going to do tonight. He's expecting pandemonium. He's looking for something to jump off of. Is what he did. That's what he did. true. He's got. Uh, and Jim Ross lets us know that we're going to the ring because we have the Steiner Brothers music playing. So my opening match for the GCWF tag team titles is an elimination match between the Steiner brothers, Doug Furness and Phil LaFon and demolition. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's a fun match. Yeah. I, uh, the build like up, that's going to be a trend. <laughs> the buildup that I got is uh, demolition stating that they're the greatest WWF tag team champions of all time. And therefore they're the greatest tag team in history. Wow. So uh, the Steiner brothers, of course, they're not going to take that. Yeah. So Rick and Scott challenge them to a match, but they also say any other tag team in the world that wants a piece, go ahead and uh, try to lay your claim to being the best tag team in the world. Doug Furness and Phil LaFon come out and say, well, we would be the tag. We would be the greatest tag team of all time, but we were going ahead and, and uh, taking care of business on another continent entirely. Mm -hmm. We were dominating Japan. So yeah. we weren't worried about what you guys were doing, but if you guys want to fight, then we're gonna have we're gonna have a fight. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna go down. We're dogs. <laughs> we're dogs at the dogs. Yeah. Uh, so demolition dominate early with power on Furnace and Lafon, but Rick Steiner ends up hitting an overhead belly to belly on Smash, and Furnace hits a top rope reverse suplex, eliminating demolition from this match in eight minutes. Get him out of here. Who's who, of you think demolition's gonna win this match? You know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, Furnace and LaFon, of course, then isolate Rick Steiner for several minutes uh, until Scott gets that hot tag. And, oh, you know, he's going crazy. Yeah. Throwing his suplexes. He hits a Frankensteiner on LaFon. They'd hit the double team Bulldog. The Steiner brothers are the inaugural uh, GCWF tag team champions in 14 minutes and 32 seconds. Uh, Meltzer went ahead and gave this three and three quarter stars. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was that. That might be the highest ranked demolition match of all time. <laughs> and, I'm not saying uh, they're bad. I'm just saying they were no. from the early '90s. <laughs> but they're but they're out because and they're not really. Yeah, it's really just about uh, Furnace and Lafon and the Steiner brothers. Yeah. To me. So. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's, and I had, we. We saw them in the ring at the same time, but we never really saw a straight up Furnace and Lafon v Steiner Brothers match, right? No, they never wrestled against each other. Oh, they never did. No, we saw Furnace and Lafon against the Bulldog and Owen, which was pretty good. Oh yeah, Furnace and Lafon were a WWF yeah. uh, tag team. Okay, okay. So uh, they then, were very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, backstage. Oh, I, get, I like the first the first match. Thank you. Uh, also, is this too much detail? Or did you, you keep, do the similar thing? Keep going. Keep going. Okay. I, I have uh, I have storyline detail. <laughs> okay. So um, I think it'll even, out. <laughs> it'll even out. So backstage, Joey Styles is with Dean Malenko. And he's uh, cutting a promo where he says, I'm not a, I'm a wrestler. I'm not some kind of circus performer who's going to shimmy up a pole. But I'll do what I have to to take on Taka and Steve McMichael to make sure they don't walk at the end of this match because my second match <laughs> is Dean Malenko versus Taka Minchinoku versus Steve Mongo McMichael in a silver dollar on a pole match. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, because uh, Steve maybe Mc... the second of all time silver dollar on a pole. Match. Yeah. Uh, because Steve McMichael in the storyline has been bullying the cruiserweight wrestlers saying that they can never make it in a real man sport like football, like he did. Mm -hmm. And the only reason that they're allowed to wrestle at all is because they just wrestle each other. They're wrestling a real man like Steve McMichael. They'd never stand a chance. So we'll see how this turns out for Steve McMichael. (laughs) Right. So uh, Dean Malenko stepped up and said, if you're so tough, how about you wrestle two cruiserweights? And uh, Mongo agreed and but it has to be a stipulation of his choosing. Mm-hmm. So he chose the silver dollar on a pole match because he feels like it favors him. Because he's a tall guy. Because he's a tall guy, big guy. Yeah. Uh, of course, Mongo can't keep up with Taka or Malenko, and Malenko keeps tying him in knots the whole match. The real highlight of this match is a short sequence between Malenko and Takamichinoku mm-hmm. while uh, while they've got Mongo down. The end of this match sees D Malenko. Uh, he's got Mongo in the Texas Cloverleaf. But uh, Taka Mishinoku cuts him off and hits him with the Mishinoku driver and then goes ahead, climbs that pole, grabs the silver dollars. Oh, shit. Taka Mishinoku wins this match. Okay. Okay. Taka Mishinoku goes over in 10 minutes and 42 seconds. This only gets two stars from Meltzer because even in an alternative universe, uh, Mongo McMichael is... He you brings your average do. down quite a bit. We talked about yeah. the Mongo McMichael effect in WCW. So, uh, yeah, that's 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 probably the highest rated. This is what you could have expected. The highest rated Mongo McMichael match and the lowest rated Dean Malenko match. Yeah, <laughs> it is. the It is. It is a uh, inverse relationship. To yeah. One and I think that is what we had in, w, in 97 WCW. I think the lowest rated Dean Malenko match was a. 172 man tag team match that included Mongo McMichael yeah. in Mongo McMichael's highest rated match. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, anyway. so we got Sonny backstage with Mankind, and Mankind cuts a promo where he says, Tonight I'm gonna take on a living legend and Jake the Snake. I'm gonna beat them both all over Yankee Stadium. Did baby did Babe Ruth use that locker? Now it has an imprint of Terry Funk's face in it. 
And is that a pop corn machine Billy Martin used? Jake's going to get up close and personal with it tonight. So have a nice day. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Joey Styles is with Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake has a promo where he says, you know, Joey, they say legends are made here, but I sense ghosts out there in that stadium. Men whose only accomplishments were hitting a ball thrown to them. A child's game played by men. Tonight, I'm going to play some games of my own. But I assure you that when I'm done, a few more ghosts will be heard by anyone who walks these halls. Trust me. Weenie, weenie, yeah. weenie. It's got to be metal. If it's Hell Jake yeah. The snake. It is yeah. Jake the Snake. He's a good old boy. Yeah. So my third match, I've got a no disqualification tornado tag team match. Oh, shit. All, so okay. all four guys in the ring at the same time. Got Rob Van Dam and Sabu teaming up to take on Chris Benoit and Rey Mysterio Jr. Oh, fuck. That's quite a match. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the impetus for this is real simple. Who's the best high flyer in the world? Yeah. Uh, and Sabu and Chris Benoit are trying to settle a score from years ago when Chris Benoit broke Sabu's neck in uh, not storyline. So... In a not storyline, so he yeah. he he accidentally broke his neck. Yeah, he they were doing a he was going for a northern light suplex where you like grab the dude and then you flip and bridge with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sabu thought that he was doing a flapjack, so fl- Sabu f- tossed himself in the air and landed on his head. Just the mistake that everybody makes. You always think <laughs> Cla- it's a flapjack. Always think it's a, just a classic mix em up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um. Obviously, this match is crazy. Uh, Sabu hits a triple jump dive from the ring into the infield. Uh, Benoit and Sabu fight in the dugouts, where Benoit gives him a suplex on top of the dugout. So oh, shit. Like, yeah. Dugouts, are that's the hardest part of the, of the uh, stadium. <laughs> the baseball stadium, yeah. yeah. Uh, before Sabu knocks him off and then hits a moonsault off the top of the dugout. God damn. Uh, Rey Mysterio <laughs> hits a 619 on Rob Van Dam while Benoit holds a chair over his face. Oh, uh, shit. That makes it hurt worse. Definitely makes it hurt worse. Yeah. Uh, Rob Van Dam does a frog splash through the top of through the table on the floor to Benoit. And then the finish, Sabu throws a fireball in Benoit's face, which is a Sabu ass thing to do. A goddamn fireball. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then Sabu and Van Dam hit a double leg drop from opposite corners through a table on Ray to get the win in 15 minutes, 22 seconds. That's a four star match, right there. Dude, that would be such a fun match to watch. Yeah. Sabu, all of them at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> Yep. fighting on the dugouts and shit okay yeah. okay uh, i gotta be honest i would love to watch uh the the dusty the the godwin what is it? godwin uh i don't know something championship wrestling. wrestling federation there it is the godwin yeah. championship wrestling federation dog i would like to watch that so far yeah uh we're how much is your pay-per-view Eighty dollars. Yeah, dude. yeah. Mine's yeah. mine's like eighty five bucks, and I yeah. and I and I I shit on the fans every week about like they probably can't even afford this pay per view. Yeah. It's a it's a uh, it's in five K, dude. Yeah. I got new, new tech. Uh, <laughs> it's so, in Bob Singer, dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> it's in five so we go back to the announcers and Jim Ross lets us know, ladies and gentlemen, while we get the ring and ringside area cleaned up here at Yankee stadium, we have a special treat for you as we'll take you via pre-tape earlier today to the annual Sturges motorcycle rally for a unique challenge match. <laughs> so we get 
uh, piped in. We're in Sturgis as the and we, they have the ring on that elevated platform yeah. that they use for Hog Wild, and it's surrounded by bikers. Right. Match number four: it's Buff Bagwell versus Lex Luger. <laughs> because <laughs> what else are you going to do at Stur- Sturgis? Even in my wildest dreams, I can't get rid of Buff Bagwell and Lex Luger. <laughs> So I'm sorry. Uh, I, I blew that fucking joke. I'm going to try to beep out that joke yes. on the first, on the first uh, portion of this. Uh, Buff and Luger come out and they circle each other in the ring and they do a lockup and Buff pushes Luger to the corner and poses. And then they lock up again and Luger pushes Buff to the mat and then flexes over him and Buff gets scared and uh, runs out of the ring. But whenever they get back in, Buff kicks Luger and throws him to the floor so he can hit his pose. And as Luger is trying to get back in the ring, Psycho Sid appears on the entrance ramp with Vlad, the super fan. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're getting uh, at least two of them out of the way here. Yeah. And Sid power bombs Buff and Lex Luger. As Vlad pushes Luger to the floor, Sid power bombs Buff again. Uh, and then the crowd chants one more time so Sid obliges <laughs> number three to Buff Bagwell Sid gets on the bike says I'm here in Sturges to make a challenge <laughs> GCWF world heavyweight champion to the winner go the spoils and the spoils are a match with Sid the master and ruler of the world and then Sid fist bumps Vlad and they take turns yelling, who's the man at each other? Um, <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Before one of those power bombs, like when he, when he power bombed uh, uh, Shawn Michaels, did Sid yell, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Or, or I smell a power bomb. Which one? I, <laughs> well, it was, I definitely, I smell a power bomb. <laughs> yeah. What's that in the air? Not just bikers. Powerbomb. Powerbomb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Buff Bagwell versus Lex Luger ends in a no contest in five minutes. And that's a dud rating from old Meltzer. But uh, a high, high entertainment from Sid. That's a high level Powerbomb. dud. That's a high level that's, dud. Yeah. So we're back to Yankee Stadium. And Jim, Jim Cornette says, what a turn of events. Usually the new champion would be celebrating tonight. But apparently they've got Psycho Sid to look forward to. And Shane says, uh, now the match that he's been looking forward to, let's go to the video package. Fifth match. Mm-hmm. You got Sting <laughs> the most electrifying man in sports and entertainment. Oh, Rock. shit. Yep. The, is this Crow Sting? This is Crow Sting. Crow Sting. So, like, I'm, I'm guessing, like, early, like, 97 Crow Sting. Yeah. So, so we're doing top. it right this time. Yeah. It's he's not it's not too pale. He's got a tan. He's got yeah. a pump. You know he's motivated. Uh, Sting. Yeah. The Rock cuts a promo saying he needs to face an icon level opponent on this show. Mm-hmm. But who could stand in the ring and go one on one with the great one? So Sting drops down from the ceiling and pushes the Rock with his bat, accepting the challenge. That was on the pre. That was on the the TV leading up to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Rock, of course, arrives, but he's got his boss ass uh like army car that he that he has in fast five. Oh he, he, okay. he drives into he drives into the arena with that. Okay. While... Is this is this young rock in the car or is this he's wrestling old rock? This is nineteen ninety eight 
1998 rock but he's got to carve from ps5 all right all right i love it okay cool uh and then not to be outdone on the entrance front sting repels down from a helicopter that's flying above yankee stadium oh shit and was the helicopter there before you think it's like just the camera helicopter and he happens okay that's and then it's like like then sting's creepy crow music starts playing and he repels down from the helicopter um and these two guys they have an excellent match uh of course they do because it's the rock and sting what are you gonna uh the finish is sting hits two stinger splashes and as he goes for the third the rock moves sting hits his head on the turnbuckle pad or on the post above the turnbuckle yeah he overshoots and hits the corner post with his head rock hits him with two rock bottoms and a people's elbow the rock picks up the win 17 minutes 24 seconds do you need to ask that's a five-star match that's a five-star match thank you very that's much gonna, i was, I was gonna say if, if you were like that's yeah. three and a half stars i was gonna end the podcast <laughs> uh we have joey styles backstage with terry funk terry funk said i hate the new york yankees i hate new york and i hate new yorkers and every single some bitch that's out there tonight but I don't hate him nearly as much as I hate that egg sucking dog, Jake, the snake Roberts. <laughs> tonight, I'm not going to go out there to win, but I'm going to make sure that people bleed. Cause that's what I do best. So and then, you know, Terry Funk ass shit goes down. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah uh, he's a zombie walking, bleeding. <laughs> yeah. My match number six, mankind versus Terry Funk versus Jake, the snake Roberts. In a falls count anywhere in Yankee Stadium match. Anywhere in Yankee Stadium. <laughs> anywhere in the stadium. Uh, man, Terry Funk's like, you mean to tell me we can't leave this stadium? Yeah, we'll never leave. I got to be surrounded by these New York bats. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, this match is chaos. Yeah. Pure chaos. Uh, mankind does his elbow drop off the apron into the infield. Mm-hmm. Uh Funk uses a ladder windmill, obviously, yeah, uh, to bust open Jake the Snake. So Jake's got juice. Uh, they fight back in the locker room area, all the way to the back. Mankind suplexes Funk in the locker room. Uh, then Jake uses a chair and wipes out Mankind. DDTs Funk on home plate to get a year. Oh, God damn! That's that's not even the finish. No, that's. The, they bra- then they brawl into the stands where ZZ Top's own Dusty Hill punches Jake the Snake as Mankind holds him and, uh, with and his hands behind his back. That's a, that's a heel turn by Dusty Hill. You don't punch no, Jake the Snake. Jake's the heel in this situation. <laughs> uh, Not for me. Not for me, ain't <laughs> Jake and Mankind fight back to the field, and, of course, Terry Funk does his moonsault off of a ladder that he set up in the stands into onto the field because like on the warning track or some shit yeah he's middle-aged and crazy yeah uh jake ddt's funk and then mankind immediately puts the mandible claw on to beat jake the snake at the third baseline in 20 minutes and four seconds god damn what a match i know sweating classic yeah four and a four and a quarter star this match gets yeah, I could, I can, I can see four and a quarter because Terry Funk matches get a little bit out of hand sometimes. It's the things will happen. Yeah. You know? emotions run high. Uh, as Funk is coming to and he's walking to the back, he hears Shane McMahon saying that he respects Funk, 
but that he's clearly washed up. And Funk just goes apeshit. Yeah. He brutally attacks Shane and Pallor drives him through the announce table because I'm not thinking about today. I'm booking for the future. Also, oh, Terry Funk versus Shane O'Mac. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We we should do we should do a follow up pay per view yeah. uh, at some so, point. Like these are our guys, yeah. and we could do yeah. trades or some shit if we want to. But these are our yeah. guys, and we got to keep booking. Uh, and then Jim Ross yells out, "By God, he's middle aged and crazy." <laughs> uh, and I'm sure that there's a. Uh, they know how to fall in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. My God, half his life is gone. <laughs> so my <laughs> match, match number seven, my co-main event for the GCW, uh, the GCWF North American championship. Okay. Heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels versus Macho Man, Randy Savage and a ladder match. Oh shit. Okay. And Sonny's backstage with Shawn Michaels, who says that when he first broke in the business, he looked up to Randy Savage as a wrestling's wild man. But he surpassed him because now he's the icon, the showstopper, the main event. And tonight he's going to take Macho and put him out to pasture. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, and, and Macho's in the bag. Oh, <laughs> that's what I see. And uh, Joey Styles is with Macho Man. He goes, oh, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> The last time I was in an arena this size, I stole the show. And that makes me the showstopper. And I've main evented against the biggest stars in wrestling history while Shawn Michaels was throwing temper tantrums and losing his smile. Oh, brother. So I'm the main event. And tonight, as I climb that ladder in front of 50,000 people, I'm going to see the whole spectrum of color, brother. And I'm going to trip the light fantastic and show the cream always rises to the top. Dig it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh. Macho Man Randy Savage has been taking Mushroom Man Randy Savage. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna mushroom. see the whole spectrum of color, brother, and I'm gonna talk to all my dead ancestors. Oh yeah, I'm on a vision quest, brother. Yeah, uh, so I've been licking toads again. <laughs> I'm not not licking toads. <laughs> uh, so this match is brutal. Uh, both guys injure their knee in this match. Savage does an axe handle from the top of the ladder to the floor and twists his knee up on uh, on that one. And then uh, Sean is climbing to get the title at one point and Macho pushes the ladder over and Sean twists his knee up that way. So we got two hobbled guys trying to climb the top of this ladder. Uh, Sean misses his big elbow drop off the top of the ladder because you can't elbow drop the Macho Man. Mm. You know, that's, mm, that's his thing. Yeah, can't power Bob Kimbin, can't elbow drop the Macho Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Savage hits a vertical suplex to Sean off the ladder. Sean's on one side, Macho's on the other side. Suplexes him over onto the onto the mat. God damn, that's some strength. Yes, uh, and the finish sees Sean going for a super kick, but he misses the super kick, and his leg gets tied up in the rope, and he falls out of the ring, and his leg's all wrapped up in the ropes. And so Savage climbs the ladder, retrieving the belt right as Sean gets untangled. So... Macho Man Randy Savage leaves this event as the GCWF North American champion in 20 minutes and 32 seconds. I'm saying that's a four-star ladder match. I am shocked that you put Randy Savage over Sean the Hitman. Uh, Sean the Heartbreak Kid. Gotta have somewhere to go, you know? That is true. Gotta, is true. gotta, gotta book for the future, you know? Yeah. Uh then we had Jim Ross before the late, before the main event, ladies and gentlemen, they're here for nothing but a good time. We give you 
Poison. Unscan it. Bop, bop. Uh, it blows me away. <laughs> uh, Poison come out to play. They play Unskinny Bop, nothing but a good time. And uh, Brett Michaels grabs that acoustic guitar and he's starting Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Yeah. As he begins, Every Rose Has Its Thorn, uh, Sid and Vlad the super fan arrive. Fuck yeah. And <laughs> wreck the set. They choke slam Brett Michaels. Uh, they powerbomb CC DeVille. And Vlad, who's uh, acting as Sid's mouthpiece in this situation, says that Sid is here to watch the main event to see who he's got to beat for the title. And that leads us to the main event of my show. Uh huh. I think I know what's coming here. The GCWF World Heavyweight Title. Got Stone Cold Steve Austin taking on Diamond Dallas Page. Fucking a. Yeah. I. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page is backstage with Sonny, and he says, you know, he he remembers whenever he was a rookie riding down the roads with Stone Cold Steve Austin and listening to Steve Austin's stories, and he thinks that Steve Austin and him, he would consider them friends outside of this situation, but there's only going to be one heavyweight champion. So tonight there's no friends. And remember, Steve, you can only hit the Stone Cold Stunner one way. I can hit the Diamond Cutter a million ways. That is true. That's true. Uh, that, that is that is why it comes out of nowhere nowadays. That's true. So uh, Joey Styles is with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Steve Austin says, "Damn, son, you think that whenever I was riding down the road with you, that I gave you all the tips and tricks that I knew along the way? No, of course I held some of them back. Now you're pretty good, Dallas Page, but I wouldn't consider us friends. In fact, I ain't got no friends. I don't, the Rattlesnakes DTA. I don't trust anyone. And tonight, I don't need to hit you from a bunch of different angles. I just got to hit that stunner, and this thing's over." That is true. That also true. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of truth. Uh, in <laughs> uh, Stone Cold and DDP have a great match. Of course, Diamond Dallas Page has got the, the taped up ribs. Uh, so <laughs> Guess, uh, Macho Man. He wrestled Macho Man last week. <laughs> yeah. Even outside of space and time, those heal those ribs don't heal overnight. Yeah. So Austin hits him with a stun gun. Uh, that mess that that's where the ribs get injured. And uh, Austin attacks the ribs. Then Austin goes for a sl- for a scoop slam. Page reverses it, hits the diamond cutter for a uh, near fall that everybody pops for. Uh, then DDP picks him up, goes to go for another one. Austin reverses it, flips him around, hits a stunner, uh, and then waits for DDP to get back up because he only got half the first stunner. And then hits him with that with the kick, straight up stunner, and we got Steve Austin as the first GCWF heavyweight champion in 15 minutes and 22 seconds, and that was a three and a half star match from Meltzer. Hey. And the end of my show is Sid Vicious getting in the ring with Vladimir to face off with Austin, and that's how we go off the air. So is Vladimir like his valet? <laughs> Yeah, his Vlad, his Vlad Lay, Vlad the uh, valet, Vlad right. the valet. Yeah, I like that. I like this uh, show. You didn't, you didn't only go great wrestling matches. You went, you went great wrestling matches with good storylines. You went matchups that we haven't seen in a long time. You went good ideas. I like that it was at 
Yankee Stadium that adds a lot to it. The only reason I'm at the Alamo Dome is to fucking shove it up Shawn Michaels' ass. That <laughs> we sold a bunch of tickets at the Alamo Dome. Yeah, they uh, weren't eight dollar Taco Bell tickets, neither. No, none of them. No. None of them. You got you got to spend fifty dollars at Taco Bell to get one of my tickets, <laughs> and it's in the nosebleeds. Yeah. Now, now you own that Taco Bell. You co-op that Taco Bell. Yeah. You spent fifty dollars there. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. I think you did a great job. Uh. I do think uh, I have I, I, I have an idea. I do think we need to continue to book our, our wrestling companies intermittently um, yeah. uh, and, and have new pay-per-views and, and new storylines with all the guys that we got. But uh, we will see. We will see. But great job. Thank you. The hardest the the hardest thing to do was I ended because last night I put my I put my matches together yeah. and then I wrote, I wrote all the stories and everything today, but I had Dean Malenko just sitting there and I didn't have anybody to pair him with. And I was like, oh. I, I was like, what do I do with Malenko? Cause I had Taka versus McMichael. And then, because I didn't want to do Dean Malenko versus Mysterio, like any match we've ever actually seen, I tried to stay away from. Yeah. And uh, so I, so I was like, why not just make it a three-way dance? And that's my, yeah, uh, that's what I'll do with Dean Malenko. So I think in future uh, iterations of this series, I think that we should be allowed five ancillary draft picks from things that we've watched. So we can because you got to bring new guys into the promotion all the time. Well, like I yeah. said, yeah, like I said, you uh, we it's a dibs system. You could have hit me up and said, hey, I'm, I'm going to use this guy. I got yeah. dibs on this guy. Like, that's totally fine. And I'm totally cool if you want to do more draft picks and stuff like that. Um, pretty much everybody's on the table that wasn't drafted. Um, I don't think I brought anybody in. No, I didn't bring anybody in that I didn't tell you about, and I didn't use the blue meanie. Uh, so, um, <laughs> you know why he couldn't use them? Because he was watching my show. That is probably true. He was probably in the crowd of your show. Um, yeah. So the one change that I am going to make: uh, yeah. Jimmy Lennon Jr. got COVID. Oh no! Um, the poor guy. Yeah, he's yeah. he's it's really struggling. He's a he didn't get the jab. It's a long story. Um, <laughs> the announcer for all of the matches. I don't think this has been done. I've never heard of it being done. I, I, I it could have been done at some point. I don't know. But the announcer will be the commissioner, Andrew Idell. Oh, very nice. So okay. um, just to set the stage, we're at the Alamo Dome giant sign outside the Alamo dome that says suck it Michaels <laughs> and uh and a picture of him like crying or something like that right. you know what that, I mean? that picture from when he lost his smile yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's, it's a permanent permanently gone that smile um <laughs> and uh it the 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 show opens up um with uh it's it's uh an empty or it's it's a it's a dark arena spotlight on the on the um on the ring and then second spotlight hits the crowd on a on a big old like throne looking chair um it's oh. not like a red and gold throne it's like a like a little classier not a gaudy you know what i mean yeah sitting kind of like it's in the crowd but there's like steps that have to go from the crowd like up onto it you know what i mean yeah. and uh commissioner idell walks in and as he's walking in, his uh, his supporters in the crowd are chanting, "Oh no, oh no, someone's <laughs> gonna go go," because he 
and Mr. Idell historically has loved to fire people. He just fires people on a whim um, right. all the time. Um, and usually, and a lot of times when he fires them, they don't come back. Okay. But uh, since that has happened, uh, the, the talent has unionized. Oh, you've got, yeah. a, you've got a rebellion on your hands. Yeah. So the, the, the talent is unionized. Uh, the, the Legion of doom are the, are the heads of the, of the wrestlers union in the Idell wrestling federation. Um, and, uh, so I, I can't fire people as often as I used to, uh, they right. really have to break some rules for me to fire them. Um, I can't just not like them basically. Um, so, uh, that's my, my hands are tied a little bit, but the the Idel the the commissioner Idel character is it's it's a it's a, it's a it's a complicated character because the crowd overall doesn't dislike him like I he's not being booed you know what I mean because uh, as as you'll see like there's there's certain times when he 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 uh, he understands what what needs to be done he's just part of his quirk is that he's occasionally just a gigantic asshole you know what I mean like he's he's a he he doesn't care about uh, the, the, he almost has like Asperger's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, anyway, so, oh no, oh no. Someone's going to go, go for, uh, Idell wrestling, wrestling federation, a long time coming is my, is the name of my, uh, okay. The Idell wrestling federation presents. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. Um, so the, the setup for the first match, um, uh, the, the Disco Inferno has, uh, he's kind of been a character where people have um, been a little bit clamoring for him to get another shot at the title. He's lost some, uh, some, some pretty close title fights before. He's a fan favorite. He's, uh, he's had some good matches. He's a, he's a beloved character. Um, and a couple weeks ago, he won a number one contender match um, against... Uh, anybody of his choice on the roster, he won a number one contender match by uh, catching a uh, a sweatband like a garter at a wedding. You know what I mean? So uh, the the our our current champion is the Sandman. Um, okay. And the Sandman stood there with a with his sweatband, and everybody stood behind him, and he threw it over his head, and the Disco Inferno caught it. So he gets the he gets the number one contender match for the title at the end of this pay per view. Uh, but the number one contender match is on now, and it's against whoever he wants. So he comes out and he's doing his disco dancing, right? Mm -hmm. he's, he's disco dancing. He disco dances all the way down the um, all the way down the ramp. He's got his smile on and he's doing all this like come to my disco party shit. And then as soon as he he gets past the bottom of the ramp his eyes start glowing red and the lights turn off in the whole, in the whole arena. And uh, the disco inferno walks up to the ring and he, he gets slowly into the ring and he stands up and somebody rolls him a microphone. He picks up the microphone and uh, he yells, Jacqueline, get your ass out here. <laughs> and uh, the, the light, the, the house lights turn back on and, uh, and Jack, Jackie comes out and she's, she's, she's confident. She beat him right. last time. Yeah. And why wouldn't uh, she be the crowd kind of likes this? Like they kind of cheer for it. Cause it's kind of a smart crowd and the crowd knows that like part of the, the part of Disco Inferno's storyline in the Idell wrestling federation has been that he was so wronged 
at his previous place by having to job to Jacqueline. And we just happened to sign Jacqueline because um, she's talented. And so uh, it's been really awkward in the, in the locker room. So there's going to be, they're finally going to ease this tension. You know what I mean? Sure. So Jacqueline walks out really confident until she gets really close to the ring. And then she gets really nervous because she could see the look on Disco Inferno's faces, unlike anything she's ever seen on his face. Um, she gets in there. She gets in her fighting stance. The bell rings. He just walks up to her like a robot, grabs her and both legs, puts her on her back, picks her up in a power bomb and almost power bombs her through the canvas. Uh-huh. He slams her like Eddie Guerrero slamming fucking Crispin Wong. Yeah. And uh, t- and pins Jacqueline to avenge his loss at uh, 30 seconds in the end of the match. Yeah. And um, the, the crowd doesn't know how to feel about this. <laughs> Because they they felt bad for for uh, Disco Inferno for a while, um, but he they didn't expect it to go down like it went. Right. So Disco Inferno then rolls out of the ring, kind of like under the under the bottom rope, like uh, Stone Cold style, and he he walks out kind of zombieish until he gets to the ramp, in which his eyes stop glowing red and he dances his ass back all the way up the ramp. Um, okay. So um, the the <laughs> so. Uh, we then cut backstage and uh, Eddie, Eddie, so uh, Commissioner Idell walks uh, like when Disco Inferno is walking up, Commissioner Idell walks away from his uh, post. He, he walks away from his throne. We cut backstage and Commissioner Idell is in his office with Edge and Stephen Richards standing in front of him. Uh, Edge and Stevie Richards are have been in a, in a, <laughs> They, they both wanted. They both were given a new gimmick by Commissioner Idell, but they didn't realize that they were both given the same exact gimmick. <laughs> they're both given the uh, the a lover boy gimmick, where they both okay. they're 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 wearing silk red shirts, uh-huh. and they're uh, they they have their long hair, and they're wearing uh, like sunglasses that are shaped like hearts and shit, and uh, they even have the same entrance music, and 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 everything, and uh, so. They they're they're really confused. They didn't know that this was going to be the case until they both started trying to use the gimmick while they were wrestling. They even have some of the same move sets. Um, and uh, so he's sitting there and he goes and he's like kind of uh, Commissioner Idell's kind of laughing <laughs> at the situation. He's like, "Yeah, I gave you guys the same gimmick. Uh, you guys are very similar. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, what's going to happen here is this gimmick going to be very uh, lucrative." Like I'm gonna put a lot of momentum behind this, but the own the true owner of the gimmick will be will be decided tonight. Okay. At long time coming, mm-hmm. and when when he's talking in the background, it, you can that there's an open door behind them, and there's a door on the other side, like across the hall, and you see the Disco Inferno walk into like walk up to the door and open the door and it glows red coming out of the door and he walks in and shuts the door. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, so the, the, the owner of the lover boy gimmick will be decided tonight. He points to a TV in the room showing, uh, both, uh, edge and Steven Richards mothers showing up to the arena. (laughs) Okay. Um, the mothers will he explains that the mothers will be sequestered in in separate rooms while they are told to wait for their sons. 
and the first wrestler to get the other wrestler's mother's phone number <laughs> gets the lover boy uh-huh. uh, gimmick and becomes the inaugural IWF lover boy champion of the world. Okay. Now, is this, uh, is this song the inspiration for the Lonely Island's mother lover song? I don't know that song, but yes. Okay. <laughs> so, so, um, so she, so, uh, that is my second match. Okay. Um, trying but, to get the mother's phone numbers. Yeah. But you, okay. you have, you have to do it. Like it, it, it's, this can't be like a, they're just going to run into there. They got to figure out how they're going to play their game. So we're going to go to the third match. <clears throat> uh, so the public enemy and the nasty boys uh, are <laughs> there. Uh-huh. There are two tag, ta- apparently two different tag teams. And um, Commissioner Idell has been mixing these two tag teams up for months. He doesn't uh-huh. know one from the other. He can't, and he always gets it wrong. And he is sick of being corrected about this. So he decides that the only solution is to have a match with the losing team breaking up for good. Um, this is yeah. called a there can only be one ladder match okay uh, oh it's a it's a ladder match with the nasty boys and the public enemy yeah yeah it's gonna be pretty okay. good and so there's a uh in instead of a belt hanging from the top because this is not a title match you know right. uh it's it's a generic uh number 69 sports jersey yeah hanging from a hook above above the ring so um uh, the match starts great. Uh, there, uh, you know, Rocco Rock is 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 doing his flippy shit on onto ladders. I mean, onto tables, and uh, and uh, Sags is is hitting some hitting people with uh, with crowbars and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they uh, they fight all the way up into the crowd, um, towards the throne where Commissioner Idell is is hanging out. Um, and uh, they fight all the way up to the throne, and they both teams simultaneously turn and start attacking Commissioner Idell. Oh shit! Um, and well, he's a dude. He can't. He can't fight back. Like he's he's yeah. he's, he's he's dainty. And so they they grab him. And I forgot to mention the the um, the uh, the um, there, there's a balcony where he is. You know, you gotta. Yeah. You, it's like it's like thirty feet up. Uh, it's right, like yeah. right by the ramp. So they have him by his ankles and they hang him over the side and force him to say that they are both allowed to exist. They don't have to break up. And uh, this match uh, ends in a, in a no contest at, at nine minutes um, with, with the commissioner crying and, and giving them their, uh, their livelihoods back. Um, and he, it cuts to like there there's there's confusion they're doing like crowd shit and all that and then they, it cuts to gorilla monsoon catching up with commissioner idell in the back he says you know commissioner I, I know it's not the best time to talk to you but i have to do my job um is this gonna stick what are you gonna do with this and the commissioner says look sometimes it's the cost of doing business you know i i like to <laughs> i like to swing a heavy stick sometimes i i understand that i overstep my bounds sometimes sometimes you just got to give them what they want they can stay and, and getting, getting some, you know, the crowd likes it. The, the nasty boys and public enemy like it. We almost had a good ladder match. It's, 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 it's a win, you know, you're tough. You're tough, but fair. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, 
we cut to uh, Stevie Richards. Um, he's he's holding flowers and looking at himself in a mirror, like giving himself a pep talk, like like pumping himself up to uh, go talk to uh, um, Edge's mother. And um, he's he's like, you've never been a champion. You're going to be a champion tonight. You're, you're going to be a millionaire, all that stuff. So he uh, <laughs> he finally walks out of his dressing room towards where Edge's mom is. But Ed, he has to cross over like right past the commissioner's office. And right before, like as he's pa- passing the commissioner's office, um, the the door across the hall opens and it's glowing red and the Disco Inferno walks out and just one punch knocks out Stevie Richards onto the ground, uh, shuts the door behind him. And as soon as the door shuts and the glow goes away, uh, he kind of seemingly like turns into uh, the Disco Inferno again. Like he's back being normal and he looks down and he sees Stevie Richards on the ground. He just like fucking like walks away. Um, disco dances off. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't mean to do it, but he 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 just absolutely smoked Big Stevie Cool right now. <laughs> um, so uh, we we cut to the ring, and um, uh, so the 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 Fink uh, has been has been uh, sneaking around, uh, telling on everybody in the company for for uh, for a year. Like, and it's been it's been this really long storyline because Commissioner Idell kept getting this weird. Like all he knew everything about what was going on. It's led to uh, firings, blackmail, uh, drug test failures. It's been it's ending big fan favorite storylines. Just as something happens, Mr. Uh, Commissioner Idell finds out about something and nobody knows how he found out. And uh, it turns out that um, there was a mole in in the um, organization. It was the Fink and the Fink was like sitting in the rafters like he was he was hanging out like you know like you can move tiles in the yeah. in commercial buildings like he's up above in the ceiling listening to people and he's got all the rooms bugged and all this shit just to get favor <laughs> with commissioner idell um they found out and so uh the legion of doom <laughs> approached oh. the fink and said um You'd escape by the, like the whole roster wants to fuck you up. Basically, yeah. um, the you can escape that by uh, by uh, matching up with us at long time coming. And um, so the Fink was like, "Well, I mean, you're part of the whole roster anyway, so like I might as well get beat up by two guys instead of fifty guys." And they're like, "Yeah, we know." <laughs> so um, unless those two guys are Hawk and Animal, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is it's dude. it's tough, isn't it? Because you can only yeah. get hit by so many people at once. So it's like you sure. might as well get hit by fifty people. Yeah. Um, so uh, Commissioner Idell had a because in unionizing you you negotiate, you know. Yeah. So Commissioner Idell negotiated with Laud and said that's okay, but you have to allow a former champion of a of any of the big organizations to accompany the Fink to the ring and back him up in this fight. And um, so that happened, that, that was agreed upon. And so the Fink went to just to every champion in the organizations and nobody would say yes. And um, nobody wanted to betray the boys basically. 
Um, so Commissioner Idell was like, he told the Fink, like, hey, you did, you did me a solid for a long time. I'll find you a champion. I don't care if I have to pay millions of dollars for one night. I will find you a champion. So Legion of Doom comes out. Uh, the Fink comes out, and there's a big pause. And uh, that's David Arquette's music. Okay. He's yeah. a, it was it was only the only person that would say yes. Yeah, he's is, got a good heart, David Arquette. Yeah, so he's yeah. coming out, and he's gotten a little bit of like he's gotten a little bit of uh, confidence. He's 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 become one of the biggest wrestlers in the world. You know, I mean, one yeah. of the he, he's become a real pro wrestler. I mean, yeah. uh, Hawk and Animal were never world champion. So that is true. Yeah, how many death matches was Animal? In? I'm every match is a death match. That is true. He's animal. Yeah. 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 Um, Goddamn animal. (laughs) So, so, uh, the mat, the match starts with Arquette in the ring with Hawk. Um, they, they dance around a little bit. Hawk gets some, like every time they lock up and Hawk like throws them across the ring. You know what I mean? Like the big guy versus little guy stuff, the wrestler versus non-wrestler stuff. Uh, but Arquette is like, focused like he is he is treating this as like a real wrestling match so like but he's like he i think he forgets who his tag team partner is and he he walks over and he's like trying to look tough and he tags the fink and he he gets out of the ring and as soon as he gets out of the ring hawk and animal just jump him they go after arquette and they beat the dog shit out of david arquette while the fink's in the ring uh being like what's going on and they throw arquette under the ring and they get in the ring and they just proceed to just tie the ring, the the fink in pretzels, like the ring, yeah. the bells ring in, like all this shit. But they, they don't care. They beat up the ring for the. They beat up the fink for um, ten minutes, and then uh, and then uh, I thought you were gonna say roughly twenty six and a half minutes. Yeah, I know it's the longest <laughs> match of the night. Uh, yeah. and they they tie him up in the tree of woe. Uh, and they leave him there, um, and the the debt has been paid. Um, okay, thus far, they drive a hard bargain. You know, they do. You you cross you you cross the roster. You cross the lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, it cuts backstage. Stevie Richards wakes up with a black eye, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "He's he, he's he says I've never been hit like that before," and. Uh, he goes back into the locker room and talks to Eric Bischoff, who is now an advisor to the talent and an underboss for Commissioner Idell. Commissioner Idell calls him an underboss because he, he oh loves God. he loves running it like a mafia ring. Yeah. Um, Bischoff tries to talk to Big Stevie Cool about like, you got to be smooth, man, and gives him like, <laughs> he's like, you want to borrow my leather jacket and hands him his leather jacket and is trying to like talk him into like trying to figure out how to be cool so he can go get Edge's mom's uh, a phone number, even though Big Stevie Cool is like, but I my fa- I have a hematoma, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. But he's like, you want to be a champion or not? You know? So uh, the fifth, the fifth match, it cuts to the, it cuts to the ring. Um, uh, Ric Flair, um, had been feuding with uh, the Ultimate Warrior for about a week. Uh, okay. it, was, it was a quick build. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rick came out and he he shit on the Ultimate Warrior because he said that the Ultimate Warrior gave him the two worst matches of his career, 
and that he wouldn't do a job for anybody and he wouldn't uh he never wanted to lose and all this stuff completely blowing kayfabe because every fifth match in the iwf the idel wrestling federation is the vince russo match of the card <laughs> okay so every every fifth match of every pay-per-view is is the vince russo memorial match um so uh, Flair's been sh- just shitting on Warrior this entire time. Uh, Warrior finally responds, and he calls Flair Richard, and he shows up in a suit, not with his Warrior makeup on, and he's just like, I'm just here to secure the bag. I'm here to uh, whatever you want. I'll win. I'll lose. Whatever you need, I'll, I'll do it. Just yeah. point me to, to the ring and, and point me to where to sign. And so he shows up. Uh, they get in the ring after about three minutes of obviously fake wrestling. They're missing their punches by a mile and flares doing his over the top lampoony fucking uh, floppy shit. Um, the, uh, the, you hear a siren and uh, commissioner Idell walks out onto the, onto the ramp with, <laughs> with police officers yep. and he's holding the warrior's bag. You know, it's the warrior's bag because you saw him walking in with it. And it's like it's it's in the warrior paint, basically. And he pulls out a bag from the warrior's bag, like a smaller bag that says steroids on it (laughs) and another bag that says cocaine on it. And then uh, so and he so warrior like starts to freak out and the 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 cops uh, encircle him and, and arrest him and take him away. Um, as the as the fans throw um, tomatoes at him that they got um, handed the first 10,000 fans got tomatoes. Um, And then so the 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 warrior is escorted out of the building and booed and and uh, and and exiled. And then um, Flair walks out, leaves a minute later, the warrior and Flair walk back out onto the ramp, holding hands bowing as if they were in this play uh just in a stage play and the other 10,000 fans cuz 10,000 fans get tomatoes the other t- another 10,000 fans get roses and they're throwing uh, roses at them okay uh for uh because of the 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 phenomenal fake wrestling performance that they just put on right um, and that is the <laughs> Vince Russo portion of the <laughs> Vince Russo portion of the evening um <laughs> Uh, so it goes back to <laughs> Stephen Richards, uh, finally walks into Edge's mom's room. Uh, and she, she goes full mom mode immediately. She, uh, no matter what he tries to say to her, no matter how close he tries to get, she won't stop talking about the gigantic black eye he has, worried that he has a broken orbital bone. She insists that she's that he stay right there while she, while she gets an ice pack. Okay. Um, and so she's like running to, to get all that shit ready. Okay. Uh, we cut to the the stage. Um, Motley Crew has set up. Uh, they're ready to play a performance, and everybody is stoked uh, because the Idel Wrestling Federation fans love Motley Crew. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, Commissioner Idel stands up and is like, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Motley Crew. He, he's he's not a very uh, verbose guy when sure. he when he's announcing because he knows he knows what his, what his job is uh just yeah. get out of the way you know what i mean let the crew speak for themselves yeah, yeah. so the crew uh gets into dr feelgood they start with dr yeah. feelgood good thing because they, about 15 seconds in 
the music cuts and they're still playing, oh. but the, 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 the sound is completely cut and it, and the camera pans over to Eric Bischoff holding the end of a, of a power cord, like a single power cord with that yeah. stupid Eric Bischoff smile on his face. Yeah. And he throws it like he tosses it up in the air and he starts walking towards the ring with um, his new wrestler. Uh, Eric Bischoff is now the manager of Tank Abbott. <laughs> okay. So uh, this has been booked as um, Tank in the most important fight of his life. Um, Tank Abbott does not know who he's going to wrestle tonight. Uh, he has not been told. Commissioner Idell brought him in. He he uh, he signed him a while back. Tank finally showed up and was like in in his office and was like, "Why did you hire me? I don't have anything to do. You haven't booked me for any matches. What gives?" And the commissioner's like, "In time, it'll it'll show up." And then so he finally told him, "Your time is long time coming. You're showing you you. This is when you're going to have the biggest match of your life. So Tank and just show up." So even on the posters, it's like, you know, um, Flair versus uh, uh, Ultimate Warrior and all, and all these things and Tank in the biggest fight of his life. So Tank walks down with Eric Bischoff as his manager. Um, the fans hate Eric Bischoff. Um, right. He's been he's just been a cunt. Like imagine Eric Bischoff with no power. You know what I mean? Like, right. Because Dr. Uh, Commissioner Idell has not given Eric Bischoff much power at all. He just kind of <laughs> hangs out backstage. Um, the people don't even know why he hired him. Um, and uh, so they get to the, they get to the ring and Commissioner Idell stands up with his microphone and, uh, and says, uh, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Tank Abbott. And for his, uh, for his, um, adversary and he goes you know eric i never really liked you he says uh, he says you were you were bad when you ran in wcw you're a bad understudy you're a bad co-worker you've never done anything good for our company and but unfortunately because of this new union situation i can't fire you i hired you to fire you that's all that's all i, I need to tell you now i wanted to publicly fire you in a humiliating fashion after not using you, but I can't do that right now. So the worst thing that I can do to you is book you in a match with tank Abbott. So, uh, so tank Abbott, uh, uh, is, is obviously now going to going to just pummel Eric Bischoff <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he squashes him. He, he beats the shit out of him in like three minutes. And, uh, pins him the whole crowd's going nuts so and uh commissioner idell stands up and he, he's doing like the villain clap sure you know in, a, in like in yeah. a in a movie and um james, some james bond stuff yeah he explains that part of the deal that he struck with the boys about the whole fink debacle <laughs> is that they get some they the if they don't get to get beat up fink they still want their blood so he has to let this happen. And right when he says that, the entire <laughs> roster starts walking down the uh, the ramp and they all walk towards the ring and they just take turns just beating up Eric Bischoff. And um, and they're they're stink facing him, even though Rikishi's not in the in the thing, and they're they're just humiliating him, right? And they take turns. 
taking pictures with their foot on his chest in the middle of the ring, like flexing <laughs> and like, and all that uh-huh. stuff. And like picking his head up, like he's a, like he's a deer they shot. And, uh, and uh, Mary Tyler Moore, Mary Tyler Moore jumps out from the, from the crowd and goes and takes a picture with, uh, with her foot on his chest, all that shit. And Bob Probert, um, <laughs> they're doing full on uh guy who owns Jimmy John's photos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, so the, uh, the uh laud uh picks him up by his hands and feet and carries him out of the arena um and so they <laughs> they cut to stevie ray uh eating soup with a wrap around his head holding ice with edge's mom calling edge to uh to tell him about how hurt his friend is <laughs> and um so then it cuts to um uh, the ring again for our seventh match and uh, the wall has gone full, like white nationalist heel. Like, oh no. Yeah. And, but he's going like, like vague, like we're not going to like, even for storylines, we're not going to be saying sure. all this like horseshit rhetoric. You know what I mean? So like really vague stuff and he's on 4chan and Reddit a lot and like all this it's, stuff. And so pr- proud boy, the wall. Yeah. Proud boy, the wall, basically he's okay. got a tiki torch and, uh, um, yeah. He, uh, Eddie Guerrero was going to whoop his ass, uh, obviously. Um, but he got scared and got a restraining order from Eddie Guerrero, um, for harassing him. So and, the, the wall needed a safe space. Is what you're yeah, saying. exactly. He, he was terrified uh-huh. of the consequences of his actions. Sure. Uh, so, um, one day he was cutting a promo. Nobody really wanted anything to do with him. So he was like cutting a promo to nobody. And finally, um, uh, Dusty Rhodes just couldn't couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> and he gets up and grabs a microphone and cuts a big promo on the wall saying, uh, we all Americans, daddy, and ain't no wall going to stop the dream. And so <laughs> uh, so Dusty Rhodes versus the wall is like a big hyped up match. Yeah. Um, he uh, the, the the they come out the wall's looking like the wall he's all wally you know what i mean and then right. um, dusty comes out in like the like the the Amer- the the polka dot singlet but like where red white and blue you know what i mean oh and, daddy oh daddy. Now. yeah and so he uh the wall gets like early momentum like this isn't going to be a back and forth swingy swingy match this is like the wall gets some momentum early um it's like beating the shit out of dusty roads at the beginning because dusty's old and he's rusty and um dusty gets a second wind um and with the crowd chanting usa usa he has a giant comeback on the wall he hits the wall with his finishing move and uh and pins the wall at nine minutes into this match a big bionic elbow baby yeah and um and the the uh even uh, the commissioner Idell's got like popcorn. He's fucking excited. He's stoked watching yeah. the walls get the shit kicked out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we cut backstage. Uh, Edge Edge goes into Stevie's mom's room, um, saying like, "He's like, uh, ma'am, uh, I, I my name is Adam. Um, I, <laughs> I, I I I I'm friends with your son. Uh, your son has been attacked backstage." My mom is actually tending to him right now. She wants to call you. Um, can I get your number so my mom could could give you a call and let you know how your son is doing? Um, 
She obliges, obviously, immediately. As sure. soon as she provides the phone number, um, uh, not not sirens, but like the police lights go right. off in the room and rose petals start falling from the ceiling. And then the wall, <laughs> the, the wall of the room opens up, revealing a, uh, a, a, a red belt with rubies on it that's shaped like a heart. And Adam Edge Copeland is your new Loverboy champion of the world. He owns the Loverboy gimmick. And uh, he is he is now one of the hottest commodities in the Idell Wrestling Federation. Damn. I I don't know that you know this. Uh, Edge's Edge's old gimmick before he got to WWF. His name was Sexton Hardcastle. So <laughs> this works, works perfectly. perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Um, All things return, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So we got two more matches. Uh, All right. The, the, the first match is. Uh, uh-huh. This is called a wouldn't it be cool match. It's it's a yeah. it's it's a, a a title of the best wrestler in the organization, which is different than the champion. Um, there's a there's a, a clear delineation within that uh, in the Idell Wrestling Federation because the the champion like to get title shots is different than a meritocracy, and they at least acknowledge that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, this is Eddie Guerrero versus Bret the Hitman Hart. Um, all right, I'm in, I'm I'm in. I'm into yeah. this one. Yeah, Dusty has now entered the building. Uh, yeah. So there's there's no drama to this one. There hasn't been a storyline. There hasn't been any like any of that like like manufactured stuff. But there's been a lot of buildup. There's been press conferences. There's been um, uh, face-offs. There's been there's been all these things. Um, uh, HBO twenty four seven. Yeah, and neither of them have wrestled for two months. They have just been taken off of television. Um, because they are getting ready for the match of their lives. Um, and after a, a 30 minute back and forth match, um, uh, Eddie Guerrero hits a flog, a frog splash, um, for, for a very close near fall, Bret Hart kicks out of it. Uh, Bret gets up, he, he gets Eddie in a headlock. He hits him with a couple of uppercuts in which, uh, Eddie lands on his back. He's exhausted. And Brett, he can barely move himself. He gets Eddie in the sharpshooter, and he submits Eddie Guerrero in 30 minutes with the with the and and they both as soon as the the as soon as the uh, Eddie taps, the ref calls it off. Uh, the Brett falls on the ground right next to Eddie, and they're laying on their back and they're embracing on the ground next to each other. They can neither of them can stand up to even celebrate. And uh, even Commissioner Idell is giving him a standing ovation. It's the greatest match you ever saw. It's the only five star match on the on on the docket. <laughs> and uh, but and a true Brett, classic, I Brett, can see a it. true classic, instant yeah. classic. Um, it's something for everybody, baby. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, We're making movies. <laughs> so, uh, match nine, the final All match, right. the main event. Finally, it's a long time coming. The Sandman has to defend his title. Again, the Sandman was the champion. He's the champion. <laughs> he's the champ man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he has to defend his title against the Disco Inferno, the the IWF World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Um, so the the Sandman comes out. Every title fight in IWF is no DQ. Um, okay. Every one of them. Um, that that does lend the advantage to the Sandman. That's 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 his wheelhouse. Yeah. But we got we got a demon on our hands. The Disco Inferno comes out with the demon Inferno. He he comes out with Kane. Oh, uh, 
who walks him to the ring wearing a lar- a long robe and carrying a giant old book. Um, and the, the Disco Inferno is like walking forward, like trying. You can tell he's trying to look kind of tough and trying to look confident until he gets right. to the end of that fucking ramp. And as soon as he crosses right next to the ring, his eyes start glowing red and he's a fucking robot again. And the Sandman is just looking at him and kind of like studiously looking at him, smoking a cigarette in the ring. And as soon as as soon as uh, uh, Glenn's eyes turn red, he takes the cigarette out and flicks it, and he's and he's getting ready. He's limbering up, ready to fight him. Because yeah. uh, Sandman don't give a rip. We know no. that. He don't uh, give a good gold darn. Yeah. You know? So, um, in the match begins, and Inferno is a monster. Like he is just, he's tossing the Sandman all over the place. He's no selling everything. Yeah. He, he he at one point he just grabs the Sandman's face with both of his hands and just throws him over the top rope like that. Um, <laughs> okay. it's, it's from just, pillar to post, from coast to coast. We've never seen anything like it before. Okay. The the Sandman climbs back into the ring. Uh, Inferno. As soon as he gets back into the ring, Inferno grabs him and throws him over the top rope to where he lands and rolls up onto the ramp. He stands there for a second, trying to get his faculties back. And he and the, so Inferno gets uh, impatient. He rolls out of the ring. He starts walking towards the Sandman. As soon as he gets onto the ramp, his eyes stop glowing, and he's and he's Glenn again. And he's like, he's like looking around, and he's still trying to fight, but it's not doing what it was doing before. And um, he realizes that there's a line that he crosses where he's not the monster anymore. Right. And so the match becomes the Sandman trying to stop the Disco Inferno from crossing that line over into where he like that right on the bottom of the ramp to where he, right. he becomes the, where the, wherever the curse is to yeah. try to stop him from that. And so um, the Inferno actually, cause he's not the worst. I mean, he's, he's a decent, he's a good wrestler on his own. You know what I mean? So he, he gets some offense in, he hurts the Sandman. And, and uh, as, as he's like hitting the Sandman on the ground, uh, Stevie Richards and uh, Jacqueline run it, run out from the backstage. Uh, they run out there and they, they don't touch them, but they run all the way to the bottom of the ramp and they both have weapons like, a, like a Stevie Richards has a sledgehammer and uh, Jackie has a, has a chair. And uh, anytime Disco Inferno gets anywhere near where he turns into the monster, uh, uh, they're just swinging at him. Like they're just, they won't let him get anywhere near it. They don't want the monster to come back. Uh, Steve Richards still has, he's not wearing the lover boy stuff anymore. Cause he lost the gimmick, but he still has like his, his whole head is wrapped up. Uh, Cause he, he got <laughs> right. fucking smoke cityed earlier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can I ask you a question? Uh-huh. Uh, can Stevie Richards have the, under the jaw, uh, three stooges, thing also for like, oh, like he's toothache. got a toothache is that what you're talking yeah. about yeah, yeah yeah no yeah it's perfect okay yeah yeah okay yeah um so uh inferno that does put up a fight but ultimately the sand he he just gets out crazy by the sandman who uh who hits him with a uh a, a tombstone pile driver on the ramp um which is really that's hard the hardest part do. of the ramp yeah it really is yeah. um and w- wins and defends the Idell Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship in 17 minutes, sending the crowd home, uh, wow. confused but happy, uh, because this was the problem. The Sandman. I'm, shock- 
I am shocked and amazed that you did not make Disco Inferno your champion. Yeah, it's but too go, easy. But go ahead. But it was go a ahead. layup. So yeah. the Sandman was a baby face. Disco Inferno was a baby face. So yeah. everybody, but everybody's been like kind of clamoring for Disco Inferno to get his shot as the title, as the champion, because yeah. uh, he hasn't gotten that shot yet. So he got his title shot. Everybody was confused because he did it by fucking absolutely brutalizing a woman in the middle of the ring. Sure. There's obviously some weird demon shit going on with him. Yeah. And so it got the people to actually root against him for the first time in a long time. Uh, this is going to be part of a heel turn for the disco Inferno um, okay. and Sandman, his title run reigns Supreme. All right. And it's been a long time coming. It has been a long time coming for a lot of them. Yeah. That's uh. <laughs> You know, you found a perfect way to uh, to integrate all of the things that you enjoy into a wrestling show while also still giving a 30-minute look. Bret Hart versus Eddie Guerrero, that gets my money. Yeah. Uh, Demon Curse, <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Wrestling Federation. I'm still interested as long as there's at least some good wrestling that I could watch. My show is all just, you know, uh, wrestling. So I like that you've uh, incorporated uh, spooky elements into this situation. Oh yeah. You got to have a lot of different things going on here. You know, Yeah, um, it's going to turn out uh, like we got to, I, I like uh, Kane saw some like spooky shit on TikTok and doesn't really know what he's doing. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, opens, I, up, opens up a hell mouth. All yeah. That. So yeah. even I, like I had to, I had to, that's the thing that a lot of, uh, my problem now as, as an organization is that I have Brett and Eddie, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I have flair and I have dusty Rhodes and I have all these guys, but in terms of like a modern five-star wrestling match, I have Brett and Eddie. So yeah. like, I'm going to have to, that's the, that's the beauty of us only having, like, you only have like 21 guys. I only have like 21 guys. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'll be able to find guys to pick and choose to, to put together my marquee matches. Cause every Idel wrestling federation uh, card is going to have one of the greatest wrestling matches you've ever seen on it. Sure. But it's also going to have like the lover boy championship of the world. Right. Um, Somebody's got to defend the lover boy championship. Yeah. Yeah. That's somebody's mom is getting pregnant. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to go listen to mother, to mother lover, the lonely Island song. I guess I got because, it now. <laughs> yeah, that, that might give you ideas for what to book next. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Congratulations. That's a hell of a show. We did that you, it. That you put on. Yeah. I hope <laughs> my only hope is that it doesn't sound too self-indulgent i hope whoever listened to this thinks that it's funny and takes yeah. it in the spirit that we were hoping to take it in but i had a hell of a time a fun time putting it together writing the promos coming yeah. up with the storylines all that stuff so, yeah, so did I. and you, and you inspired me i want i want to do some more like i only had one line from a promo i had a, a few yeah. uh, commissioner idel lines but like uh i want to i want to put more promo work in it i want to put more tv production in it uh yeah. i added the motley crew thing because i forgot to mention Motley Crue when you mentioned yeah. Poison, I was like, "Oh fuck!" and grabbed my laptop really fast and wrote. That oh, I forgot. Eric Bischoff uh, I, ruins the Motley Crue concert. I forgot to put that. Uh, Michael Buffer calls him Cold Stone, Steve Austin, Stone Cold, uh, which is which Cold is fine. Stone Cream Austin. <laughs> yeah, which is you know I know who I picked. Yeah, you know I picked who I picked. You love who you love. You know what I mean? Yeah. So okay. Well, 
that 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 is uh a I, success, think that, I think I think we've satisfied the alien overlords. I think they're gonna send us back to Earth where uh the next plan is to go ahead and watch the best of Bret Hart series. Um I don't know if anyone who listens to this uh, follows along with us or watches what we watched. Um, but in the event that you want to see the matches, um, I have Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect from SummerSlam 91. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bret Hart versus Rowdy Piper at WrestleMania 8. Uh, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart at WrestleMania 10. Uh, then Brett versus Owen again at SummerSlam 94 in a steel cage. Uh, then Brett versus Bret Hart versus Diesel at Survivor Series 95 in a no DQ match. And uh, Bret Hart versus Chris Benoit on the 10-4-1999 edition of Monday Nitro. Possibly the last great wrestling match to take place in WCW. Uh, it is the Bret Hart memorial match for his brother owen who had passed away so this is bret hart versus chris benoit doing a tribute match for owen hart uh those are the six matches i chose there's a litany of bret hart matches you could have chosen um we've watched several of them from 1997 so we didn't want to redo anything but if anybody wants to follow along or wants to see these matches i enjoyed re-watching them so we're doing that next week we're back to reality because oops there goes gravity. Yeah. And I will, uh, that's another thing I'm, uh, get me, uh, that, well, you already gave me that match list. I will create, um, a, like a poster with those on there. So, uh, we'll release it early in the week. So everybody can see them leading into the release of the podcast. Um, because I think it's important to at least know of some of these matches, uh, I, especially when we're talking about Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, like two of the greatest to ever do it. And we're doing a big comparison of the, their two, their greatest moments. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I am going to, hopefully I want to make, I want to make posters for both of our, uh, wrestling federations, but it depends on, I I'm, I'm not very good with Photoshop. I'm learning, but I don't know if I'm good enough to make those look cool yet. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I can make shitty, uh, videos with microsoft paint but that's not what we need right now so <laughs> hey don't, don't knock yourself i've found that i've very much enjoyed your youtube videos oh dude so. i yeah I, I love them very much they just they are yeah. they are the the art is intentionally shitty <laughs> yeah but um anyway um that's its charm you know yeah i i think this was i think this was a successful experiment i want to do more of it I think this is yeah. a great idea. I think we should do more. I think we should also do one eventually where we put X amount of wrestlers' names in a hat. Oh. And we have to pick out of the okay. hat uh, for uh, who we have to use um, and and write, write shows based on that. I, I realized the hard thing about wrestling booking one well one of the million hard things about wrestling booking the thing that's easy for us but hard for a real wrestling booker is the human element um i don't know if eric bischoff is signing up to do what i wrote for him to do in this right. um in in this show i i think most of the other guys would have been cool with 
Like I'm not really humiliating anybody else. Like the Fink probably isn't stoked, but it's not like the he got a year long storyline where he was part a big moment in wrestling history is bigger than you know what I mean. So like, right. But I had to. There were certain things that I considered. Like um, I wanted to do, and I might. Huh, I don't know if I should say this or if I if I need to put this in the back uh, of my head just in case I do it in the future. It, keep it close to the vest, man. Yeah, never mind. It was a it was a type of match that I don't think's ever been done. Uh okay. Uh but it's dangerous. You already, <laughs> so you, already was, you already got one of those, man. The lover boy match. That is true. The I have coined yeah. the lover boy match, the 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 Vince Russo memorial match, the uh <laughs> the uh the one that I decide I like the one that I want to do, it's like I it's a dangerous style of match, and I don't know if it's better, like less dangerous for like big fat guys or for small athletic guys and i kept going back and forth as to who i should okay. put in this match but well uh, i'm i'm worried because i bet i drafted buff bagwell and lex luger for this joke but that <laughs> that they're they're on my roster now so i gotta find other stuff for buff bagwell and lex luger to do going forward just have them wrestle uh, each other every week <laughs> every time they're just stuck in a perpetual loop yeah against each other yeah uh, but anyway uh, Dusty, I think we did good. I think we did right by these. Yeah, hopefully it was fun to listen to. Uh, as always, follow us on the socials. I know I put that up. This is going to be one podcast. We recorded it in two parts. But uh, thanks to everybody who interacts and reaches out. Uh, we appreciate it. And we will be back next week because Kayfabe may be dead, but we're alive and we're watching the best of Bret Hart next week. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Um, uh, go ahead. Now we uh, we have added uh, some particular things to this one. Much like the previous one, uh, we like to give a challenge to the other Booker in this instance. Yes. Uh, so we did some uh, challenges. We each get a set. We each get three uh, three challenges to the other show where they have to incorporate our idea onto the show. And so, uh, do you want to run through those, Andrew, before we start? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll run those down. So Dusty's for me and for mine are, were, uh, very good. Um, so the number one was I have to have a match where I incorporate a shark cage. <laughs> I ain't getting in no shark cage. Uh, uh, number two is, uh, I have to have a mixed tag match. Um, so uh, there's women and man teams, basically, uh, teams of you know, intergender. Anyway, um, and number three is Commissioner Idell has to be in a match, which that one fired me up. But yeah. uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what I did with that one. Um, so the ones that I sent to Dusty are because uh, Dusty hates Double J Jeff Jarrett. Uh, You're a real son a, of a bitch for this in one. In a lot of ways, so. Uh, the first stipulation is that the show has to start with Double J, J Double J Jeff Jarrett in the ring with a microphone, uh, because this is that is right out of Vince Russo WCW. Uh, it's it doesn't have to be Smash Mouth Double J Jeff Jarrett. It can be any of them, but uh, he has to start the show in, with a microphone in the ring. Number two is <laughs> Double J Jeff Jarrett must be seen at least once more on the show. I almost made this stipulation. He has to be in a match later or something like that, but I yeah. didn't want to, I didn't want to go too far. I, I, I want to give you some freedom in that. Cause I think you could have fun either way. So I give you that. And then three, you must incorporate a mystery partner storyline. 
a tale as old as time in wrestling. That's Who's going to be the mystery partner? Um, and I, I, I was pretty excited about that one. I think I was like, I was like, I was like cutting sweet potatoes when I thought of those three. So just imagine me yeah. cutting sweet potatoes and giggling to myself when I think of Double J Jeff Jarrett being a big part of this pay per view and going, ooh, ooh, that's a good one. Uh, so to write this down. If you haven't uh, listened to the previous uh, draft spectacular slash show. Uh, go back and do that because it's pretty good. Uh, I had to I had to re-listen to it so I can remember the name of my own wrestling federation uh, because I could not recall. Dude, I was so. struggling with what you called it when I tweeted about it today, so I had to yes. go back and listen to it because I knew it was I knew there was Gus uh, Godwin Championship Wrestling in there, but I knew there was another letter. <laughs> yeah, because I uh, as this uh, later will prove, I can't leave well enough alone. I got to go the extra mile. <laughs> Yeah. And add one extra letter. Yeah. Uh, just absolutely. to make it make it a little clunky. But Listen, but I like it. The premise was that Andrew and I were taken aboard an alien ship. Uh, and these aliens, while they were discovering interstellar travel, were bereft of entertainment. Uh, because they spent so much time on the interstellar travel. They uh they really were just showing new episodes. they were just reshowing episodes of Laverne and Shirley, you know. As well as Elton John said, it's lonely out in space. It's true. Uh, Mars ain't the kind of place to raise your kids. <laughs> in fact, in fact, it's cold as hell. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that I love that line. <laughs> uh, my my favorite Elton John throwaway line is in your song when he says, uh, "If I was a builder, but then again, no, and no." <laughs> yeah. or, and he forgets the color of the girl's eyes. <laughs> he's yeah. writing her thing. He's like, anyway, they're pretty. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> look, is it green? Is it blue? Can you hear me playing the goddamn piano? Yeah, it really is green and blue anyway. Yeah. Aren't those? They're just constructs, man. Yeah. Depends on what color the frames on my glasses are or the lenses yeah. on my glasses are today. Yeah. Look, I'm the madman from across the pond. You just sit there and you listen to what I'm saying. Saturday! So, Saturday! <laughs> so uh, this time, filling out the, the backstory here, uh, when Andrew and I returned to Earth, uh, we're pretty proud of the shows we put on. I'm proud of my show. Yeah, I was, I was, I was really puffing my chest out. Yeah, um, Lover Boy title. You kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the aliens this time they didn't, they didn't just uh, come and abduct us with, uh, with no warning. They actually sent liaisons because they're offering us deals, Andrew. Oh shit! That's, yeah, they. Uh, after the initial shows we put on. We were offered deals for the intergalactic cable network because like there's infinite galaxies. And the, the universe is ever expanding. Mm. You got to put, you got to have stuff on 24 seven. Man, you know? I'm, I'm guessing you can get a lot of ad revenue for the intergalactic cable network. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of ads for uh, a lot of eyeballs. Yeah. Space hems, you know, <laughs> space, space Ray- hams. <laughs> yeah. Space Raycon earbuds. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we got to provide content to the galaxies at large. And of course I speak for Andrew in this way. Both of us are just looking for the quickest way to sell out that we could possibly get. Oh yeah. Give me that nut. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm trying to give me that bag. Yeah. I'm trying to get out of here. Well, actually you will see a little bit of that in my pay-per-view. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, now we've got bigger budgets and more freedom and you and I are running competing wrestling companies okay 
you know, but uh, with added revenue and greater budgets comes the ability to bring in outside talent. Andrew and I have yes. determined as well that uh, we, we initially drafted off of any shows that we had watched wrestlers from those shows. And yeah. since then we've watched more shows. So there's a more available roster of uh, people. So hopefully we haven't had any uh, overcross or any crossover. Um, I doubt it. But uh, we could be surprised. I almost, I almost pulled some funny business, and and had, but uh, that that might be for the next pay per view. So, some chicanery. Yeah, I almost pulled some, some funny business, but you skullduggery maybe. I think foot? you would, I think you would have enjoyed it, but I, yeah. I didn't end up working it in because I couldn't figure out a way to do it perfectly. So, so that's that's it. This is this is the inaugural shows that we're putting on for intergalactic cable. But uh, Andrew and I have also talked about, you know, we imagine in this scenario we've had uh shows building up to it yeah i kind of saw it as almost like like quarterly pay-per-view or or maybe uh, yeah maybe quarterly maybe a few months of 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 tv in between uh idel wrestling federation a long time coming and today's pay-per-view but uh it's definitely been long enough to build storylines i think that's important we, we want to have long enough to build new stories because we're not just going to do a bunch of rematches because we're not WWE. <laughs> yes. Uh, Whole fucking so... card of rematches for four months, you <laughs> sons of bitches. <laughs> uh, yeah, so those are, those are all the pre... That's the preamble for me, uh, giving us the backstory. So now this is an ongoing... Uh, this is an ongoing endeavor. So the, the, these wrestling promotions are going to show up more and more as we go. Yeah, we have we have deals now, and we might at some point. There's probably a a good chance that we'll do like a like a shakeup, like a brand, like a like a redraft, a, yeah. a, a shuffling of the order. But I'm happy with where we're at right now. I I drafted a group of people who really challenge my ability to book wrestling <laughs> i was gonna say i feel like this show has a little bit more i'm i, I have forward thinking in what okay. i'm trying to do you know like because I, I some of this builds to the next thing but Ooh, again like my my focus as always comes down to uh the in the ring work rate yeah uh, whatever that know. is um yeah. so i i went uh, second last time I am going to propose that I go first this time and let you be the main event. All right. Um, I have a lot of faith in the, the Godwin championship wrestling federation to really knock this one out of the park. Um, I did fewer matches this time because I wanted a little bit more descriptiveness. I might've went a little too in deep in depth with certain things, but we'll see. Um, So without further ado, uh, this is uh, the Idell Wrestling Federation presents uh, right. from the United Center in oh. Chicago, Illinois. Okay. With a giant sign outside that says, Suck it, punk. <laughs> uh, we sold more tickets than are available in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, just like because just just to stick it to punk. That's how loyal the IWF fans are. We, right. they, they bought tickets knowing they couldn't even come. We sent them souvenir tickets with uh, <laughs> a picture of CM Punk crying on the front of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he almost made an appearance tonight, but it didn't work out. But anyway, uh, this is IWF, Rowdy Arabia, 
I'm worried, but but all right. So this is happening the same week as one of WWF's Blood Money shows in Saudi Arabia. Okay. So this is a direct take on that, but it's done in Chicago. We're not going to go to fucking Saudi Arabia. You know what I mean? I mean, we got we got alien money, dude. We don't need. No, yeah, I don't need that. So, Commissioner Idell emerges uh, from backstage holding a bag that is soaked in blood. <laughs> He's, he no. walks out with a literal bag of blood money, <laughs> and the first ten thousand fans were given chic robes <laughs> to to wear in the in the crowd. Yeah. Uh, tickets for women retailed for twice as much <laughs> as for men. But with a 51% immediate rebate because it's a bit like, right. yeah. So the, the tickets for women ended up being a little bit cheaper and there's no yeah. way we can verify if you're a man or a woman, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, and uh, the previous week, a handful of new gay characters were introduced only to be fired immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once we signed the Saudi Arabian deal yeah. um, in reality, uh, the company did this simply to prove a controversial point. Paid the actors very handsomely. They weren't wrestlers. They just they were just guys they brought in for the day. Uh, paid them a lot for two weeks of service. It was a really big bill. And yeah. donated to charities supporting LGBTQ uh, initiatives. So this is all a bit. Right. Way to go, man. It's, it's, there's a lot of irony in this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say that anymore. Um, I, Commissioner Adele makes his way to his throne in the crowd, uh, which is now like a gaudy gold because they're doing the Saudi Arabia thing. Right. And takes a drink from a big goblet that says the blood of my enemies on it. <laughs> and then he declares that IWF Rowdy Arabia has begun. All right. Uh, so the first match, uh, Dusty Rhodes uh, had previously beat up the wall, if we remember. <laughs> I, I do recall, yes. And he, uh, he came out the next week on TV and called out Ric Flair. Uh, oh, he says he's sick of the message that Flair sells to kids and it don't matter how expensive your shoes are, daddy. It don't matter if your toilet's made of gold, if your heart's made of porcelain. Ooh. So he he doesn't he, he's just Dusty's just going after everything he's pissed off about in the, in the United States today because uh, he fights for the common man, as we know. That's true. And um, when Dusty said that, Blake, Rick Flair was like, Brian Gracie. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes, you're only humble because you can't, you ain't got this. And then he did his little stupid dance where he's slapping his biceps. Mm -hmm. And then he yells at Rowdy Arabia, I'm going to send you back to the soup, soup kitchen, Sonny boy. And then he, uh, uh, of course, elbows his jacket. Yeah. Because why wouldn't he? Has to. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Dusty comes out first in a singlet. It's all white with an anatomically correct heart of gold flakes right over his heart. Oh, what a king. Yeah. Uh, Flair comes out with his normal pomp and circumstance and his <laughs> rope. Um, the match starts with the guys both trading right hands, really getting after each other. Flair gets warned for a shot at the eyes, which even gets Commissioner Idell out of his seat because this match has heat, baby. Like you, 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 go for, you go for it for Dusty Rhodes. Um, Rhodes can't see, and Flair gets close to throw him into the corner, but uh, blind Dusty counters and chucks Flair into the other corner where the ref happens to be standing. The ref is incapacitated, but so is Flair. So Dusty starts working on him and hits a huge elbow. Flair counters with a low blow and takes brass knuckles out of his tights, hitting Rhodes in the head, and Rhodes starts to bleed. The referee comes to with Flair pinning Rhodes for the three count, but unbeknownst to the ref, Dusty's leg was on the ropes. Uh, Flair is celebrating the win, but Commissioner Idell takes the mic and demands that the match restart. Dusty seems to have gotten a second wind, hits Flair with a quick clothesline and bionic elbow for the win. 
So Dusty Rhodes is the benefactor of of, of his own dusty of finish. the dusty finish. Yes, <laughs> look at that. So so we we start off with the dusty finish, bloody ass Dusty Rhodes. He wore the <laughs> he wore the white the white uh, singlet because he was gonna bleed in this match, yep. and uh, he still got that heart of gold, Daddy. So uh, <laughs> Dusty Rhodes gets the win in uh, fifteen minutes. They're older guys. We can't we can't give them a long match here. But That's this is a great curtain jerker. The crowd's going wild. Oh yeah, you open with Flair and uh and Dusty Rhodes. You got a hot crowd. Yeah, and to to continue the heat, uh, continuing a storyline from our previous pay per view. Uh, after Disco Inferno's fiasco, <laughs> losing the title to the Sandman Uh-oh. after becoming a demon, uh, Commissioner Idell wasn't too happy with the whole demon thing, and threatened to fire Inferno. Uh, he he was sure that something illegal happened. You know what I mean? Because yeah. remember, they have a they they're unioned up, so he's got to have a reason to to have fire people now. Laud <laughs> right. Laud is on a rampage. He's got to um, have cause. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. the the wrestling union uh, chairs Legion of Doom will not let that shit happen. So, um, Inferno returned at the next TV taping after being uh, threatened with firing, and he became he was a redeemed man, born again. Uh, he is now the the disco revival. <laughs> okay. He, he has been pushing the idea of a disco revival where he spreads the gospel through dance. His new partner is Karen, the largest goddamn woman woman anyone has ever seen. Uh-huh. She's close to seven feet tall, wears a blue and white dress with a mask, and carries a huge old Bible. Okay. Stephen Richards and Jackie still have a score to settle with Disco. Because remember, Disco almost murdered Jackie and cost helped cost Stevie Richards the Loverboy title at the previous paper. That, that's right. Um, Very cool. So they begged Commissioner Idell for a shot at the Disco Inferno. So uh, Commissioner Idell made a mixed tag match. Stephen <laughs> Richards with Miss Jackie versus Disco <laughs> Inferno and Karen. All right. Big ass Karen. <laughs> Uh, both women are booed by the sheiks in the crowd because they were instructed to, or they'd have to return the robes. <laughs> you got to keep with the bit. You know what I mean? Uh, so Steve, uh, Steve Richards and Jackie come out normally in their normal gear. Uh, Richards is back to being Steve, big Stevie cool after having to ditch the lover boy gimmick because edge won. Um, Inferno comes out in a white Elvis esque suit, and Karen is in her normal blue dress and mask. The yeah, match, the, the normal, thing the she normal wears. seven foot tall blue dress. Uh, yeah. The match starts with uh, Steven and Disco in the ring, the men, with each guy getting offense off before Disco gets hurt and tags in Karen. So Steven tags in Jackie. Jackie runs up and starts trying to pummel Karen, who no sells everything because she's massive. Right. Uh, Jackie quickly, quickly just runs to the corner and tags Big Steve. Big Stevie Cool back in. Disco jumps in. This time, Disco gets the better of Steven, hurting him really bad, and Steven crawls for a tag to bring back the ladies. Jackie keeps trying to hit Karen to no avail, and Karen finally grabs Jackie by the throat with one hand, removing her mask with her other hand to reveal a familiar red and black mask. (laughs) My God. Can Can I guess who it is? Go ahead. I think that's got to be Kane. It's got to be Kane. <laughs> Kane choke slams Jackie, <laughs> and Stephen Richards just runs. He runs up the up the ramp into the backstage area. Uh-huh. Uh, Inferno looks surprised at Karen's real identity. He had no idea. 
and uh, he runs up trying to stop Kane, and Kane choke slams him. Uh, the lights in the arena turn off for ten or so seconds and turn back on to reveal that Kane is gone, and only an unconscious Jackie and Inferno remain in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> Miss Jackie's had a rough couple of pay per views. That's true. Things are things are tough all over. I have a feeling she'll be back though. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, so that leads us to our third match. Uh, uh, Commissioner Adele was having an after show party after a long time coming, and he accidentally propositioned that girl that Edge brought for a date. Oh, no. Due to the rules that Adele himself wrote earlier that evening, that means that he must now meet Edge for the Loverboy Championship. <laughs> uh, Loverboy Championship matches are never conventional matches. Conventional matches. Sometimes they aren't even matches, as we saw last time. Yeah. And this one is no different. The audience in the arena is directed to the Titan Tron, where it is revealed that a ring has been built in the parking lot. There is a shark cage in the middle of the ring containing the girl from the party. <laughs> Commissioner Idell comes out looking hilariously gaunt in his old school wrestling singlet and headgear in homage to Rick Steiner. And Edge comes out looking gorgeous. He's a lover boy champ. He's, he's pristine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he walks out and he, he walks up to the, to the cage and he hands the belt to the woman who is obviously attracted to him, kisses, kisses her on the cheek, and she is raised above the ring with the, with the lover boy belt. There is a rope next to the ring that lowers the cage if pulled continuously. Uh, there are no rules other than the guy who gets the girl down is the new lover boy champion of the world. The bell rings and a giant rig above the ring starts dumping thousands of gallons of water like rain on the ring because it's sexier if it's done in the rain. <laughs> that's true. So, Prince proved that. Yeah. Super Bowl halftime show in the exactly. rain. Exactly. Yeah. Can you make it rain harder is what he said. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. the, uh, that's why the nobody knew why the, the ring was outside, but right. it was because he, he, they were going to do it in the <laughs> rain. Um and then uh, Commissioner Idell and Edge start off doing some amateur chain wrestling with Edge obviously getting the better of Idell, but the slipperiness is palpable, folks. You can't, and with Commissioner Idell's little lanky arms, you just can't get a hold of the guy. He's slippery. Um, spry. But they separate, and Edge is just straight up laughing at Commissioner Idell because he can't, he can't do shit. There's no way this guy's going to win this match. <laughs> and Idell rushes for a spear, which is unsurprisingly unsuccessful. Uh, <laughs> He's he's slipping all over he's slipping all over the place. Edge just get, gets his hips out, sprawls. It's no no, no problem, right? Uh, Edge throws Idell into the ropes and hits a spear of his own, which looks badass with all the water exploding off of him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just just absolutely destroying the commissioner's headgear flies off and hits hits his own car, and you hear the you hear the alarm go off. <laughs> uh -huh. And uh, and uh, Commissioner Idell's alarm is Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls, by the way. <laughs> For some good reason. song for the rain yeah for some reason uh edge lets the girl down uh and they step over commissioner idell on the way out with edge retaining the lover boy championship uh they, they walk in and idell commissioner idell looks like a three stooges episode he keeps trying to get up they keep slipping and falling back down on the thing Shawn um, michaels uh in the ladder match when he keeps tying himself up in yeah the, yeah in the ropes the goddamn ropes uh <laughs> so that that leads us to our fourth match all right. Uh, I, I, I'm sure you remember in the in the previous Idell Wrestling Federation pay per view, um, Bret Hart faced Eddie Guerrero in the wouldn't be cool, wouldn't it be cool match for the title of best wrestler in the organization, right? Um, so the fourth match is the is the follow up, the wouldn't it be cool match. Um, 
with uh but after heartbeat eddie guerrero at the next um tv taping uh taz sent in a pre-recorded like a pro a promo like he used to do in in uh ecw with the with the hood on and all that shit yeah yeah and uh he announces that he has signed with the iwf but he doesn't care about the title he just wants to be the best so he's got to wrestle bret hart um so they did the same type of buildup. Neither guy wrestled on TV for, for two months. Uh, they did press conferences. They did, they did a little bit of like television appearances, stuff like that. Um, and they, they treated it. This is, this is like a marquee. This is going to be the match, right? Oh yeah. So in, in the match, uh, these guys are just fighting tooth and nail. Uh, Taz is being really rough with Hart after saying in his promos that Hart can't handle to wrestle the style that he brings. So he says, you know, Hart was in WWF all that time. It's just a different style than what Taz is used to. And he's not going to be able to keep up with Taz's sheer, um, uh, furor. You know what I mean? Yeah. His Um, furosity. Furosity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, let me see. Hart is like really beat up, but he's holding his own with Taz at one point briefly locking in a sharpshooter, but intentionally releasing it as Taz in his promos was calling hard a one trick pony. He was saying, all you can do is that sharpshooter. You get that shit in on me. Like you're, you're, that's the only time that's the only chance you got. And that's the only chance you got against anybody. Um, And you didn't even come up with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He must've been talking to Scott Hall. Is that, is that a Scott Hall thing? Yeah, I remember he said you know, the $400,000 champ, as long as he can put everybody in the sharpshooter. Oh, okay. yeah, I forgot about <laughs> that. That's funny. Uh, so when Hart lets go of Taz, uh, they gets a big pop from the crowd because Hart's like standing over him all like all beat up, like saying, come, come on. Taz snatches Hart up into a submission of his own. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hart takes advantage and rolls Taz up for the three count. One, two, three, the victory. Uh, Bret Hart remains the best wrestler in IWF after a 25-minute five-star match with one. Damn, guys. that sounds delightful. It sounds very really fun. They shook hands yeah. afterwards, too. They were, they were very respectful. The IWF the best mess, best wrestler in the world match so far, it, it, it lends itself to just two guys just putting it all out there, being respectful, and fucking doing their jobs, right? I like it. That leads us to the fifth match, a very different match. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eric Bischoff came out bloodied uh, the first TV taping. A lot of things happened the first TV taping after long time coming. You better yeah. be watching on the intergalactic <laughs> cable network yeah, because a lot of things are going to happen. A lot of matches are going to be made. But Eric Bischoff comes out. He's bloodied. He's got one crutch after the beating that he took at the hands of Tank Abbott and then later the entire IWF roster <laughs> at long right. time coming. Uh, yeah. um, he's got the mic and he says that he, he's, he's, he's really throwing a pity party. He's saying the, the modern wrestling fans don't understand what wrestling is supposed to be and that he hates Vince McMahon for teaching them a different style of wrestling that goes against what, he, what wrestling was made for. Um, he, he, he hates Vince for what he did for the business to the business without Vince, the world would see the brilliance in Bischoff's booking. Vince 
then you hear uh no chance and <laughs> vince sprints out from the back uh uh slides into the ring uh he doesn't blow both quads <laughs> he doesn't tear both his quads <laughs> he uh he kicks he kicks bischoff's crutch out from under him like fucking punting a football uh-huh. and uh and just beats the shit out of him <laughs> Um, Vince got a huge pop from the crowd just because they hate Eric Bischoff so much. And this is, since this is a, uh, a time traveling wrestling show, this is yes. like, this is like young Vince. He was still problematic, but we didn't know. Right. This it was just it. the steroid scandal, Vince. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, of course this leads to a match a long time coming. I mean, at, uh, at, uh, R- rowdy Arabia. <laughs> uh, so Bischoff comes out in his karate gear with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shoes. And uh, Vince comes out with his elbow pads and cut off black t-shirt, uh, cut off black shirt that he always wore. It's like a sweatshirt that he cut off, I guess. Right? Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird look. It's very Vince, though. It's it's very old man at the gym, so it works. Yeah. Um, this match is ugly because these guys fucking suck at wrestling. Uh, and, but the crowd is cheering for Vince because uh, Bischoff stinks. And after about four minutes... Vince Russo himself comes out with a bat and beats the shit out of Vince McMahon because the fifth match in every IWF pay-per-view is the Vince Russo match. Yep. Uh, Bischoff and Russo team up on Vince McMahon while the crowd boos and they flip off the crowd. And uh, the crowd is again throwing the tomatoes that they were given upon admission at Bischoff and uh, and Russo. And uh, they, they leave uh to uh to to jeers jeers from the audience um and then and then uh vince gets up and he's like wiping tomato off his face and they cheer for him and all that shit he gives a little bow because wrestling's fake and then um runs right um so that leads us Mm -hmm. to our main event the main event our sixth match okay it is uh iwf champion the sandman yep is facing off against the reason that we named our pay-per-view what we did. Mr. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Wow. All right. So after the last pay-per-view, uh, P- Piper called out the Sandman saying that had Inferno not gotten possessed by a demon, it would have been the biggest gift of a t- title challenger he'd ever seen. And he was prepared to be the one to really send the Sandman to hell. And so, um, as we know, uh, every title match in the IWF is no disqualification. No disqualification. So um, Piper comes out with his belt strapped around his hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, The crowd pops huge for Rowdy Piper. Um, The Sandman comes out with it. Is it a bamboo stick that he's got? It's a kendo stick. It's a kendo stick. Okay, so he comes out with his kendo stick. already looking like he had been in a fight backstage. Like the Sandman is just a grimy, like he's a savage. You know what I mean? Um, So this fight is so anticipated that the entire roster comes out from the back to watch from the top of the ramp because just something you've never seen anything like this before. These fucking guys are going to bite each other's heads off. Right. Yeah. Um, The bell rings and they start circling each other with their weapons, each getting a shot or two off before they throw the weapons to the side and jump on each other. Sandman is headbutting Piper over and over and over again, who is constant and Piper is constantly either swinging with his hand on the back of Sandman's head or just biting him wherever he can get his, <laughs> his mouth on him. 
Um, they're, they're rolling around the, the ring, just going after each other. Um, the, uh, there's a part where uh, they rolled to the side and Piper's got Sandman's head and they're, they're fighting and they rolled like right outside of the ring in the corner and Piper grabs Sandman's head and just keeps donging it against the stinking pole that holds the corner up. Yeah. This is that's the kind of type of fight we're dealing with here. Um, so let me see. After long back and forth with near fall after near fall, Piper takes Sandman's back and puts him in the sleeper hold. Sandman, uh, during the fracas, got a hold of Piper's belt, looping it and kind of lassoing it over Piper's head. Like as Piper gets the thing in, Sandman throws the belt up like this and pulls down on it like that. So uh, as they're choking each other, Sandman loses consciousness and Piper starts to celebrate his victory before himself falling unconscious. Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper is now the IWF world champion. Once he wakes up, they hand him the, they, they hand him the belt. <laughs> right. That's a Matt uh, Hughes, Carlos Newton situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chicken or the egg. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the crowd goes wild. The, the roster's stoked. Uh, the Sandman's wow. not happy, uh, obviously. Sure. And, uh, yeah, that, that closes the show. That all right. I like it very much. I like your addition. So you added Taz and Rowdy Piper to your roster. Yeah, I believe Taz and Rowdy Piper. I uh if you want to count Karen. Oh sure. You have to count Karen. Otherwise, (laughs) she's gonna she will make a fuss. Yeah. I don't know if you know. I I, there's like there's one or two people that I thought about adding. That yeah. would have been really funny, but I just couldn't think of the perfect way to do it. So they're coming. Yeah. The, uh, the, <laughs> the ring out in the rain is a particularly inspired uh, idea. I feel See, like. that was the one last time that I almost, I told you I almost made something a stipulation, but I kind of wanted to use it in the future. Yeah. And it was a rain match. I was going to tell you that one of your <laughs> matches has to happen in the rain. Um, but I wanted, I kind of wanted, I didn't know whether it was better to do. I didn't want to burn a really good match in the rain. Right. I thought about doing two fat guys in the rain. Cause that sounded funny, but uh, the lover boy title in the rain seemed to fit each other perfectly. So uh, I also have to give you credit. The stipulation where you had to put yourself in a match was a, uh, was a test to see if you would go full Vince Russo and book yourself oh, of win. course not of course not if I, if I ever won a match it would it would be to my severe detriment yeah. <laughs> something bad would happen because i won that match uh yeah. uh unless i mean unless i'm wrestling like bish like my first thought was like do i wrestle bischoff and like cheat and just beat the fuck out of him because he's better he's he's a martial artist so it's not like oh yeah i fucking beat the shit out of bischoff immediately obviously you know what i mean so like right i don't want to do that and then i'm like yeah why why would i like i'm not gonna put myself why am i gonna put myself over i own the company that's the thing about bischoff it's like dude (laughs) you're as over as can be you own the well you didn't own the you run the thing like yeah you have the stroke, bro. <laughs> and, uh, well, how would you know he had the stroke, though? Oh, he'll Unless tell it, you. Yeah. He'll fucking tell you he has the stroke. He's stoked about it. Yeah. So, uh, Rowdy Arabia. Rowdy oh, Arabia, yeah. Very nice. Thank but, you. All right, you ready? You ready to jump in? Yes. To what I, to what I got prepared. 
All right. I'm worried mine is too long now, but we'll we'll run it down. We'll see. You're good. You probably have more matches than me, but uh, well, I mean, it's cool. I just realized like last time I was like, uh, I didn't have a lot of detail. Like I had, I had a good amount of detail, but um, mine was like, it ended up being like, oh, I think it was an hour or, so, or close to an hour. Um, and I was like, let's see if I'm, I'm going to do fewer matches and see how long, how long did I go? I don't know. Maybe like a half hour Plus, or something. Yeah. Something like that. So anyway, all right. The GCWF presents, as you'll recall previously, it was Dusty's annual wrestling spectacular, Dogs. Wrestling uh, G spectacular. What's the G? Uh, Grand Slam. Grand Slam spectacular. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> Dusty's annual wrestling Grand Slam spectacular. Yeah. This time, the GCWF presents Paws. Professional ass wrestling spectacle. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's so, great. And we are live from the Tokyo Dome okay. in Tokyo, Japan. Oh, so all six star matches. <laughs> That's right. Nine stars. Uh, <laughs> we've got 55,000 fans in attendance. And as you know, that's a sellout in the Tokyo Dome. Sellout. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we open the show. If you ordered the pay per view, the first thing you see, helicopter shot. Of Tokyo, Japan, uh, as Godzilla my woman from walking by, yeah, as my woman from Tokyo by Deep Purple, plays. <laughs> because we because... got bu- <laughs> we got budget and we got music rights now, so we can afford <laughs> helicopter shots and uh, and classic rock. Track. I'm just glad it wasn't. I'm tur- I'm turning Japanese. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna go with Godzilla, but I there's Godzilla. Godzilla there's godzilla references later in my show okay so uh jim ross welcomes us and jim is excited because this is the first pay-per-view he's ever got to call live from japan okay uh we get a video package showing that jeff jarrett interfered on television in the stone cold steve austin versus sid title match oh shit Uh, because sid was the number one contender and uh, keeping in line with Sid's life, he doesn't get his title match on pay-per-view. He says <laughs> on TV. So he wrestled Stone Cold, and Jarrett uh, tried to hit Stone Cold with the with the guitar, but missed and hit Sid, costing Sid the the title match. Did Jarrett ever hit his intended target with his guitar? <laughs> Occasionally, but mostly it's a it's a mystery. <laughs> yeah. You know? So the lights come up, and Jeff Jarrett's in the ring. And uh, the fans boo vigorously. <laughs> and this is singer of Smash Mouth, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, because he gets the most hate. Yeah. So uh, Jared says, <laughs> Jared says he's here to make a change in the GCWF. And he's going to prove that he has the stroke and he's forming an army to protect the general uh, as he marches on towards a better tomorrow. And Sid appears on the ramp with Vlad, the super fan. <laughs> And they head to the ring and Jarrett bails and he's promised to be involved later in the show. Sid grabs a microphone and says he promises that by the end of this night, he's going to power bomb Jeff Jarrett in the middle of this ring. And he says, Jarrett, if you fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. And, and I'll show you who the fool is. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Sid, Sid leaves the ring. He's, a, he's, he's waiting for Jarrett. He'll be back. So our opening contest, we've got Rob Van Dam and Sabu challenging the Steiner brothers 
for the GCWF tag team titles. What a match. So uh, this match is because uh, Rob Van Dam and Sabu have traded singles wins with the Steiner brothers in the weeks leading up to this event. So uh, Rick beat Rob Van Dam and Sabu beat Scott with interference from Rob Van Dam in the weeks leading up to it. And they did a contract. By the way. Of course, Rick beat Rob Van Dam. Yeah. I love you, Rob, but goddamn it, that's a that's a dog face gremlin you got on your <laughs> hands, dog. <laughs> uh so uh in the lead up to this at the contract signing with these two teams, Sabu threw a fireball, a goddamn fireball <laughs> in Rick Steiner's face, injuring him in the lead up. So we get a promo with the Steiners. Where Scott says, you boys made a mistake, you see, because we're mad all the time. But you made the Steiner brothers furious. And if you think second degree burns hurt, wait till you feel what we do to you tonight. Uh, Rick says, oh, you know, you think that you think that you can play with fire? You think we're afraid of fire? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Tonight, you're going to learn what happens when you get too close to the flame. So because of his injuries, Rick can't wear his headgear. So he's just got his afro and he's mad about it. You know, the, the headgear is the security blanket. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, you so can, he, you can't take away his headgear. No. Uh, so, of course, this match uh, follows all the Steiner brothers uh, tropes. We've got Scott hitting the big belly to belly off the second rope to Rob Van Dam. Scott is in peril and they get the hot tag to Rick. Uh, Rob Van Dam and Sabu almost get the win with their leg drop splash combo. But uh, the end of the match, Sabu goes for a dive to the floor and he misses Rick and hits Rob Van Dam instead, wiping Van Dam out. And then they hit the, the top, because it's Japan, they hit the top rope DDT on Sabu to pick up the win uh, in 15 minutes and 36 seconds. And that's a three and a half star match. In the Tokyo Dome. I'd love to see those guys wrestle each other. That's a good idea. I like that. Uh, and after the match, we've got Rob Van Dam and Sabu tensions. Each guy's blaming the other guy for uh, for the loss. Oh, no. Yeah. So, But intrigued. they were teammates. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they don't get along, you know? That's crazy. Okay. Uh, next, we get the finals of the GCWF light heavyweight title tournament. We've introduced, because we're going to have more TV, and uh, we're going to need expanded rosters. We've got, we're introducing a light heavyweight title. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. And the finals are Ray Mysterio Jr. taking on Takamishinoku. Ooh. <laughs> Mishinoku. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so Ray, uh, on his way to the finals, beat Dean Malenko and Sabu. Uh, and Takamishinoku beat Rob Van Dam and Chris Benoit to get into the finals. Is that you officially adding Dean Malenko to your roster? Oh Did no, Malenko's in. You had yeah, it before? Okay. <laughs> Remember he had to wrestle fucking uh Mongo. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about time. that. It was Mongo McMichael in a cruiserweight yeah. match. Okay, yeah, yeah. So uh they shake hands to start, and then they have they have a great match, as you would imagine. Yeah. Uh they're just doing everything. So uh Taka hits the big drop kick to the back of the head. Ray hits the six one nine and Hurricane Rana for a near fall. And then Ray goes to the top to do the top rope Hurricane Rana off the shoulders of Taka, and Taka blocks it and hits a top rope Mishinoku driver to become the inaugural uh, GCWF light heavyweight champion in his home country of Japan 
in oh. 12 minutes and 22 seconds. I should have. I, I see. I was thinking, oh, Ray's going to win this. Michinoku yep. is amazing, but he's a placeholder. <laughs> Ray Ray is going to be this fucking. Yep. W- okay. Swerved me, yep. but it is in Japan. Home field advantage in Japan is in Japan is palpable. That's big. And since it's in the Tokyo Dome, that's a full five stars. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah. That'd be a that'd be a full five stars in fucking in, uh, <laughs> Sturgis. Yeah, in in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> El Gakwin for the good land. <laughs> for the good land. <laughs> so, uh, next up, we've got Terry Funk versus Dean Malenko. Oh fuck, uh, that's and, a weird matchup, dude. I like it. it uh, and it's a submission match. Because it had come out that uh, Terry Funk's wife wants him to retire. And Terry doesn't want to retire. Yeah. You know, he wants to keep going. So he's made a deal with his wife, you know, and backstage, you know, uh, in the TV leading up to this, he says, you know what? I'm a little bit of a gambler. You know, at my age, I've been the world heavyweight champion, been all over the world. I beat everybody. I need some challenges. I need, I need things to be important to me. So I told my wife, the next match I lose I'll retire. I, if I lose, I'm out until then I'll keep on going. And, uh, he had a match on TV with Dean Malenko where he caught Malenko with a small package after Malenko thought he was going to win. And so this match with Terry Funk's career on the line is a submission match because Malenko said, you know, I'm the man of a thousand holds. You might be able to catch me on a pinfall, but if I can get you in a submission, it's over with. It's over baby. Yeah. Did, was Terry Funk known at all for for submissions? Uh, his uh, he the spinning toe hold was a move that he popularized oh, very okay. much. Cool. So uh, also Terry Funk is widely famous in Japan. Like he's wildly over. Oh really? So, you know he had said, "Well, if it's got to be somewhere, you know." Then Sonny's backstage with Terry Funk, and he cuts a promo, and he says, "You know, I've wrestled everywhere in this great country of Japan. I've spilled blood on concrete floors and baseball <laughs> stadiums." And had my hand raised in front of these incredible fans more times than I can count. And tonight, I don't let I don't plan on letting some yellow-bellied coward from Florida put an end to Terry Funk. You call yourself the Iceman? Well, tonight, you'll break, Malenko. And while they chant my name, those fans will also hear you scream, I quit. Oh, yeah. shit. So we got Terry Funk uh, versus Dean Malenko. Terry fights valiantly. Malenko's just tying him in knots for you know terry's old yeah takes him a while to get warmed up terry gets close he hits him with a power driver and a spinning toe hold and right as he gets the spinning toe hold on him uh jeff jarrett runs out interferes hits terry to answer your question he does hit his intended target it's terry funk knocks him out cold with the guitar malenko slaps on the texas cloverleaf and the referee can't do anything Malenko's out or uh, the funk's out, so he has to call it submission by TKO. Uh, in the retiring Terry Funk in 10 minutes and 47 seconds. Oh that, man, I told you not to piss me off. <laughs> and that's a two and a half star match, you know. They can't, yeah, uh, you can't uh, give a lot to that. Terry's limited, but uh, the crowd, the crowd's crying. You know, Terry's <laughs> Terry's knocked out. He's unfortunately he can't react. He doesn't know what's happening. But that's that's almost the uh that's almost the, the, the Vince Russo match. 
It almost is. But if it would have ended with like three people came out and beat the shit out of Terry Funk and left yeah. him there. I'm a, I'm, I'm setting, I'm putting things in place. Yeah. 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 So, definitely. Uh, next up, we've got Chris Benoit and teaming up with Doug Furness and Phil LaFon to take on Demolition and The Rock. What? <laughs> Rockalition, dude. Did you throw did you throw a bunch of fucking names in a hat? <laughs> no, because Benoit and Furnace and Lafon have formed a faction on television. Uh well fucking French sounding names. <laughs> yes. They're all Canadian French guys. Uh and they've been focused on the rock. Benoit is uh is adamant he's trying to get rid of the rock because the rock represents sports entertainment. And Chris Benoit is a real wrestler. Yeah. And he's not here for guys in face paint and guys with catchphrases and all of this, right? Demolition in the rock. What a team. So, uh, but Benoit gets beat by the rock on TV uh, leading up to this. But then of course they jump the rock and Benoit puts him in the cross face, but because Benoit's mentioned that he hates guys in face paint and he thinks everybody's a clown. If they're not a real wrestler demolition come out to make the save. Uh, and uncharacteristic of the rock. We don't get a backstage promo with him before this match. So demolition come out the rocks music hits. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Can you smell what he's cooking in demolition face paint? Oh my God. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a Brahma bull demolition face paint. <laughs> he's ready. He's here for it now. As long as yeah. he doesn't make that face the Repo Man guy keeps making. <laughs> no, the ooh face. Yeah. No, he's, uh, but, you know, when in Rome, you do what you're, you know. Oh, you 100%. Do what you do what your partner hey, Listen, do. he's a team player. The Rock yeah. knows that the, 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 a team is greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. And the best way to be a team is to have the same fucking face paint. <laughs> we should do that for an episode. Yeah. <laughs> We'll both, yeah, we'll both, you, one of us will pick one of the road warriors and the other one will pick the other road warrior. Yeah, I'll, I'll get yeah. a fucking diamond on my eye, like a baseball fury from the warriors. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. And, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put face paint on like Peter Chris from Kiss. There since you he go. Was the, since he was the drummer. Just don't use latex paint. I've done that before. It fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> if you try, if you got to try to get it off. Yeah. Yeah. So of course in this match, uh, the rock and demolition, take over and they're just they're killing it you yeah. know uh furnace and lafon and benoit have nothing for him early on and then of course uh they cheat and get the advantage on to smash uh and furnace and lafon dominate him with tag work they do a double tag to get benoit and the rock in the ring rock hits the rock bottom he's gonna hit the people's elbow and then lafon pulls him out grabs him by the ankle pulls him out of the ring and then brawls with him to the back and then furnace hits the top rope reverse suplex on axe benoit hits the flying headbutt off the top rope and that's it chris benoit and furnace and lafon beat the rock in demolition uh in 15 minutes and 51 seconds god damn so three and a quarter star match you know but nobody's what the, the crowd think I mean, they're mad, you know, they're respectful because it's a Japanese. Crowd, That's tough, too. That's tough, they're... too, because they just saw the Terry Funk debacle. Yeah, the, you had to come back. The, you get the big pop for the rock coming back. Yeah. And the and he the face paint, you know, and then and we then... suck again. <laughs> so uh, you got to build heat, brother. You got to build heat. Yeah, I That's get what it. This pay-per-view is about. So I get it. 
Uh, next up, we get Macho Man Randy Savage, <laughs> who is the GCWF North American champion. Oh, okay. And he's facing off with Mankind for that title. Did they, they never had any overlap, did they? They have never wrestled each other. That would have been so, dream, that'd be an interesting match. This it's a dream match of all dream matches. Yeah. So, uh, Mankind got this number one contendership, beating Sting on an episode of uh, the GCWF uh, television after Sting is distracted by Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay, so this is one thing that I'm going to insist next time. Yeah. We have a name for our weekly television show. Oh, okay. Because yeah, uh, yeah. I, I kept saying the, the first TV, uh, but I, I, it just popped into my head. We should both name our television show. So That's a very good idea. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm in for that. Uh, Macho Man is in the back. Of course, he's cutting a promo. Oh, brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tonight, they got me facing some weirdo with multiple personalities from what I hear. But I can dig it. Yeah. Because I'm a little bit off my rocker, too. And tonight, <laughs> be you, if you're Jack, if you're the dude, or whoever, whoever else you damn well feel like being, because they'll all be losers to the Macho Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's either like a quick punctuating yeah or it's the long the fall the, the falling yeah <laughs> yeah <Or>, yeah yeah <laughs> oh, slim jims <laughs> busted knees brother <laughs> that already hurts my voice i know well, just the one time doing it i have to sing tomorrow night i can't do that yeah. very much <laughs> uh and then mankind is in the boiler room of course he doesn't get <laughs> whoever gets the interview duty with mankind's in a tough spot you know? yeah you're fucking uh, in, a, in a in a closet somewhere yeah. <laughs> So they, what's uh, the most inco- uncomfortable place for me to be in this building let me ask you where are the most rats yeah. where uh, do you not want this to take place where would you be super bummed that i was like we're doing it there so uh mankind says they've called him many things in his career they called him a freak a wild man an overachiever but uh never have they called him macho uh but it's ridiculous as a nickname to be called macho especially if you gave yourself that nickname <laughs> but uh that is true. it's okay in his in his defense that is true yeah he says but that's okay because you can be macho but when i'm done beating your brains into the concrete tonight i'll be the champion and so uh this match starts mankind straight out the gate it's just rocking savage's shit as soon as he gets in the ring he hits him with the cactus clothesline and then he hits him with the cactus elbow off the apron, and and Macho Man's still in all his shit. He's in his robe and everything. With the tassels, uh, his tassels yeah. are flying all over the place when he's getting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Savage crawls back in the ring. Uh, Mankind goes for another cactus clothesline, but uh, Macho Man uh, collapses out of exhaustion, and uh, Mankind ends up wrapping himself in the ropes by his head. You know, he does that the hangman thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then while he's wrapped in the rope, Savage gets on the top rope and hits him with the double axe handle. <laughs> Goddamn, right on the while, head? <laughs> yeah, while he's like it's brutal, dude. Don't fucking all. <laughs> uh, and the end of this match is mankind goes for the mandible claw and he gets it on, but then Savage runs towards the ropes and uh ducks between the top and second rope and mankind clotheslines himself off the rope and that breaks the mandible claw and then savage is able to hit the elbow drop off the top to retain his north american title 
in 17 minutes and 26 seconds. And that, my friend, is a three and a half star match. Damn. Yeah. It seems like it would it seems like it would be really fun to watch those two, two guys go after it. But like what were they ever like really going at the same time? Yeah, I mean they were they were both wrestling at the same time. Oh yeah, but, that's true cuz uh, WCW and WWF. Yeah. Uh, but they just were never in the same organization. Yeah, they were never in the same company at the same yeah. time. All but, right. Uh, our next <laughs> our next match we've got Jake the Snake Roberts and a mystery partner taking on Diamond Dallas Page and Stang. Fucking hey, let me ask you a question. <laughs> yeah. All night have they been asking who the mystery partner is going to be? Have they been like well, Who are your yeah, announcers? I forgot. Uh, Jim Cornette and Jim Ross. Yeah, have they been and really going hard after it? Oh yeah, and and on the TV leading up to this, Jake has been trying out partners hmm. uh, because he's got beef with Sting because he thinks Sting's a coward with no muscle definition and no tan, uh, <laughs> and so he doesn't think that Sting. He looks like he doesn't champion. want it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's why he interfered in the match against Mankind, the number one contender match, mm-hmm. because he he knows Sting doesn't want it because Sting's a coward. Yeah. A known a known coward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so now he needs a partner. So he beats you know because DDP came and saved Sting after Jake Roberts had beaten him up. And so they do a challenge saying, get anybody you want. You know, you've tried out all these other partners. We don't care who you get. Yeah. And so they're like, who could it be? And Jake has promised that it's uh, someone from Sting's past that's going to come back. Oh, to, shit. Yeah. So the, okay. the the chickens are coming home to roost. Yeah. You know? uh, so DDP and Sting come out first, and then Jake appears on the ramp and cuts a promo where he says that, you know, they're in Japan and Japan invented modern monsters with Godzilla, you know, that, that come out of the sea and wreak havoc on civilians. So in your backstory sting, I went back to find out who's the monster that lurks in your closet or lurks under your bed and uh, scares you as much as he scares all these people in this arena tonight and fucking big van Vader. Oh uh, shit. It's Leon <laughs> in full. Have you ever seen, vader when he was what he would wear this big ass like mastodon helmet thing <laughs> the mastodon. Uh, google that shit because yeah, it's cool like when he wrestled in japan when he wrestled in japan he would have this big like apparatus that looked like it was made of metal and he would wear it as a helmet and it would shoot steam and shit out of it on his oh, way damn. to the ring. yeah and of course wwf because they never wanted vader to look cool let him have the the giant thing that sprays uh that sprays steam yeah he's uh, like oh, that's that's japanese yeah and i, of I course, saw a picture i see a picture of him next to it but i haven't seen a picture of him wearing it that is a sick helmet thing yeah it, it goes over like a breastplate too right yeah yeah it's, yeah it's like goes over his head and then kind of hangs off his shoulders it's like almost the shit that deontay wilder wore to the ring in the tyson fury <laughs> fight and he said it was nope. too heavy that's why he lost <laughs> Where he got too tired. Yeah, he's like, I walked yeah. to the I walked to the ring wearing 50 pounds of fucking head here. <laughs> so uh Jim Cornette goes, My God, that's Vader. Uh, <laughs> and, and in Vader's first appearance in this country, he beat Japanese legend Antonio Inoki in two minutes and caused a riot, which is true. <laughs> he beat the fuck out of Antonio Inoki, and the Japanese uh fans did not know how to re- how to deal with that. Uh, he ended up being super over in Japan, right? They loved him. Oh yeah, 
he was like after the WWF uh, messed up his run, he went back to Japan and he was still crazy over that fucking uh, that helmet is sick. And then Jim Ross mentions that not only uh, has he done that, but he beat Sting in 1992 for the WCW title. So these guys have a long history together, okay, right? Okay. But Sting, he's not sweating it. He's beat Vader before. He knows who Vader is, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, they start the match. Shawn Michaels made him cry, <laughs> right? So uh, DDP starts with Jake, and then Jake's getting beat up all over the place, and so he has to tag in Vader, and uh, Vader's runs over Diamond Dallas Page. He's just kicking the shit out of Page, and mm-hmm. Page can't get the tag to Sting. Uh, and then finally Vader goes for a Vader bomb and misses and Sting comes in and gets the hot tag and he does that the, the chops the like hi-yah chops that he that Sting does mm-hmm. and it backs Vader up and then he picks Vader up for a body slam and the crowd erupts uh, and the, we got all four guys in the ring Sting goes for a splash in the corner but he misses Vader uh, and then goes over the top to the floor and while everyone is distracted with that Raven appears from under the ring and hits Diamond Dallas Page with a DDT, and Jake covers DDP to get the win uh, for his team in 14 minutes and one second, and that is a two and three quarter star match. So God I'm officially damn. adding Vader and Raven to my roster. Yeah, never more and shit. All right. Yeah. Are you? You so, better. You better be writing a, a, a Raven poem next uh, time we. Yeah. Oh, I got it. You know through. Through the eyes of a blind man, the king <laughs> is only, you know, the king is only three feet away. Whatever. I wish I wish he would do it that way. Through yeah. the eyes of a blind man, the king is only, you know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's a way better character, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Buff Bagwell versus Lex Luger. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you listen to the last episode? Did you did you notice I beefed it out? Oh yes. When I gave away your joke. (laughs) Yeah, the draft. Uh, Yeah. Since they didn't get their match at Sturgis, this is the rematch between them because because Sid came out and interfered. Sid and Vlad, yeah, yeah. Um, But before they're able to lock up uh, from the back, Terry Gordy and Doctor Death Steve Williams come out. Oh shit! Okay. And they get on the mic and they go, "We've watched the last goddamn Buff Bagwell versus (laughs) match we ever want to watch." Yeah. So how about this? Two of you guys team up, and you take on the two of us. And if you beat us, we'll go away. But if we beat you, you are both out of this company. We take your jobs. God damn. Of course. I know Lex who I'm Buff- for. <laughs> yeah, Lex and Buff are like, well, what the hell, dude? You, you know, like we deserve to have jobs too. Mm-hmm. And we're not the ones booking this shit. We just keep having to wrestle each other in an eternal cycle of hell. in an internal cycle of hell (laughs) so uh in this match we've got lex uh and gordy and lex and dr death doing a bunch of power stuff and they're basically stalemated you know lex will hit a power slam on one of them and then one of them will you know hit a clothesline that knocks luger out of his shit you know they're they're pretty evenly matched but uh buff is on the floor uh, with with Dr. Death, and Dr. Death yells, fuck with me, and hits Buff in the head with a chair and <laughs> knocks him out of the match. And Luger goes for the torture rack on Gordy, or uh, I'm sorry, he goes for the torture rack on Dr. Death. Gordy cuts out his knee, and then Dr. Death hits the gut wrench powerbomb, and the Miracle Violence co- uh, Collective 
or connection, I'm sorry, the Miracle Violence Connection join the GCWF with a victory over Lex and Buff at nine minutes and 12 seconds in a three-star match. Oh, shit. And that will lead us to the main event of the evening. For the GCWF world title, we got Shawn Michaels taking on Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's a good one. <laughs> I feel like that's a strong main event. Yeah. I feel like that packs 55,000 people into the Tokyo Dome, you know? Uh, Stone Cold's backstage, and he says that, you know, him and Michaels have went round and around a time or two. You know, they've, they've, they've wrestled each other. But the last time Austin recalls, uh, he, he broke Shawn Michaels' damn back and took the WWF title off of him. And tonight ain't going to be no different, son. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Uh, and then, because uh, at WrestleMania 14, that was, that was Shawn's last match for like five years, and he got beat by Steve Austin for the WWF title. Oh, uh, okay. And so, and his back was all fucked up. Yeah. And so, Shawn says, you know, tonight I am taking on a Texas rattlesnake. And, you know, he does have a temper. Everybody knows. But they say snakes only strike out of fear. I think Austin's afraid because the last time he beat me, I did have a broken back and I was in a bad place. But now I'm not. And I don't think Steve thinks that he can beat me if I don't have all of these problems. And, you know, these these old cowboy boots, they aren't just for show. And tonight I'm going to use them to kick Austin's teeth down his damn throat. Is this which which era of, of Shawn Michaels are we talking here? Oh, we're getting prime prick 97 Shawn Michaels right here. Is he chomping on gum the whole time? Yeah, he is, All yeah. Right, I like it. I uh, like it. So Shawn is out first, and then, of course, Austin comes out to a giant ovation. You know. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jim Ross says, you know, the last time these two men faced off, Michaels wasn't at his best. And Jim Cornette says yeah, he was damn near crippled, both physically and emotionally. And tonight we'll see if, we, if he uses that defeat as motivation. Because Corny... As you know, he's not he's not tact he's not tactful. He'll say crippled. He will a, he will straight up he'll say crippled because it's the offensive one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> these guys have a barn burner, you know, and they uh they call back to a couple of things. They do a spot where Michaels goes into the corner to do the flare bump, which they had done in their previous match, mm -hmm. and that's where Sean hurt his back uh in their initial or re-injured his back in that match. And so he's grabbing his back. And when Austin gets close, he grabs him by the tights and throws him out of the ring onto the floor. And then he posts uh, Austin into the corner. And Austin starts bleeding all over the place. Uh, Michaels works the knee, of course. But then Austin makes his comeback. And he's got punches and stomps in the corner. Michaels goes for his finishing sequence. He hits the forearm. He hits the elbow drop. And when he goes for the super kick, he misses and he kicks the top turnbuckle uh on accident and jams his knee and when he turns around austin hits him with the stunner and that's enough to get the pin for steve austin to retain his world title in 21 minutes and 15 seconds in a four and a half star match so after this match the miracle violence connection they hit the ring and they start beating the shit out of both of these dudes oh, as, shit. <laughs> as jeff jarrett struts to the ring <laughs> And Austin forgot able, he was going to be back. <laughs> yep. While Jeff Jarrett is strutting to the ring, Austin fights off Gordy and Dr. Death before Dean Malenko arrives out of the crowd and chop blocks Steve's bad knee. And Jarrett's able to hit Steve Austin with a guitar shot, <laughs> claiming that in one night, 
he was able to retire Terry Funk and he was able to get Lex Luger and Buff Bagwell out of this company. And now he's got Steve Austin right where he wants him. When, St- when Sid reappears from the back uh, and that causes the miracle violence connection to bail uh, and Jarrett bails and Malenko's left in the ring and he gets choke slammed and then power bombs. <laughs> Uh, and as we as we end the show, we've got Austin and Sid in the ring staring down the new faction of Malenko, Gordy, Dr. Death, and Jeff Jarrett. Wow. Because if I have Jeff Jarrett on the show, I've got to book Jeff Jarrett like he's on this show. Yeah, yeah, you didn't throw him away. No. I was wondering if you would, like, there were two ways you could go with it you could either lean into it or you could, uh, you could have made him a throwaway character and then he just gets his tits lit. You know what I mean? No, but, he's got, he's got come up and it's coming, but he's got to earn, got to earn the come up. Oh yeah. It makes yeah. the come up. It's, it makes the come up. much better. Um, oh yeah. Cause I don't mind. Like, I feel like this show I booked a lot closer to what a, maybe a Bischoff or Russo thing. Yeah. Would be, Cause there, yeah. cause there is interference and there is like guys popping up out of nowhere but I trust in my ability to then stick the landing where yeah. the where it needs to be. Yeah, if 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 you were truly Russo or Bischoff, Jarrett would like just be a dominant fucking dickhead for like a, a year, <laughs> yeah. and then never the lose the the time he loses would be such a boner kill, and they'd botch it, and then they just move on. <laughs> yeah. So, but I have an idea of what to do going forward okay uh for a for a fin like for a, a big main event sell it out kind of match yeah you know? oh so, well i can tell you during this episode i thought of my next vince russo match so uh <laughs> that that's i'm excited for that i'm excited for the next pay-per-view i really liked yours i like i like what you did with uh jarrett i like the terry funk angle I like uh, I like I, I like pretty much everything you did. I I'm bummed that Ray lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you, they can't all be W's in terms yeah. of like you're, the guy you want to win can't always win, and I got to deal with that. Teaming up The Rock with Demolition <laughs> is not something that I saw coming, and yeah. uh, that's awesome. That's a guy. That's great. I, I I like this one. Thank you. I I was like, it's tough because I'm like, how do I not just have all singles matches, and how do I work in some angles? Because like the first one is easy because it's just a what's a dream card that I want to put together yeah. where there are no stakes. But now if it's like, oh, it's got to build to the next thing, then you have to do some things that are kind of screwy so that you can build heat so that ultimately when like the thing blows off, people are excited about it. You know? Yeah. And so as long as you don't get NWO level, they beat the good guys all the time then you're then you're doing then you're on the right track i feel like yeah you gotta build you got you gotta give yourself you gotta give your fans something to care about and then you have to play it within that and uh oh yeah while these, entertaining people are, them. these people are devastated terry funk just got retired and he got screwed i know what's gonna happen i know what's gonna happen and then the rock got screwed right after that yeah then the rock got screwed. well i had originally on my match order i had the the vader uh, the Vader thing where Raven debuts right after Terry Funk got retired. And I was like, Oh, I can't do those two things. So yeah. close together. Uh, 
but I have a lot of things like there's still pinfalls and submissions for everybody, but there are a couple of screwy interference things. Cause you have to be able, in my mind, you have to be able to come back to that match. And so somebody has got to have a complaint like the rock will now say going forward, like, yeah, you beat, you beat me in demolition, but nobody beat me. Like, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're still looking to take me out, then you got to go one-on-one with the great one. Yeah. You know, and then you can build it from there. Like that's my, that's my thought at least is you can do stuff that's screwy, but you have to have somebody win and somebody lose within the screwiness so that you can take it somewhere. If it's a DQ finish, who cares? Why am I coming back to it? You know? Yeah. And I think, I, I think I Russoed it more than you did in the sense that I was just like, what do we want to do right now? And I, I, I didn't build a lot for the future. I have some ideas as to what I want to do in the future. Like, you know, Disco Inferno and Kane are having a thing going on right now. They're, yeah. they're having a little bit of a tiff. Something's um, happening here. What it is? It ain't exactly. It, no, there's there's a man with a gun over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I I was excited about Kane being Karen. <laughs> that was a good twist. I enjoyed uh, that quite a bit. I was trying to make it to where, like, if you think back at it, you're like, oh yeah, that was clearly Kane. She's seven foot tall. <laughs> right. But because but, uh, I almost called her Jane, but I thought uh, that was going to be way too obvious. So I called her right. Karen, which is close enough to Kane. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, it, was Ag- it was Agatha all along. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, because I realized you said mixed tag match and I could have picked up a woman, but because Miss Jackie's my only woman in the organization. Yeah. But, uh, and I considered picking up a woman, but then the idea of Kane being a woman <laughs> popped into my head because I knew that Disco Inferno was going to be Disco Revival. Yeah. Uh, which is also, uh, like that's inspired. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I like you bringing in Taz to, uh, help around out like your guys who just wrestle. Oh, yeah. Little contingent of dudes that you have. Yeah. And I'm going to keep that. Obviously that's going to be a theme, a running theme. A lot of my, a lot of my pay-per-views, there's going to be opening for freedom, but there's formulas. Like there is the, there's probably going to be a title match at each one. Um, there's, there's gotta be the, wouldn't it be fun, uh, match for the best wrestler in the organization. And then, uh, that you have to have the Vince Russo match. Yeah. So, uh, and then I can have fun with like three or four matches at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, and I I don't think uh, I had like eight matches, I think, you know, because I was also trying like not trying to have 20 singles matches. So, yeah, <laughs> you got to throw some tags in there and you got to do some other stuff. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed doing this. I don't know if I put too much thought into it. I don't know if I put in, uh, just the right amount, but it's uh, it's fun to think of because I was having a real hard time with the Terry Funk retirement angle because I was like, how do I get there? without having someone order Terry Funk to have to retire if he loses, which I don't, I don't want an authority figure yeah. telling the wrestlers what to do. I was like, Oh, what if it was like, you know, someone in his family was asking him to retire because they yeah. were worried about him, which like, makes sense for Terry Funk because uh, he was older. He has a family that he was close to. Right. And, yeah. and he's been, he's had one of the more brutal wrestling careers in terms of mainstream guys. Yeah. Like it would make sense for his family to be like, Hey, Terry, maybe stop. Like yeah. you're 45 years old. 
you're getting fucking helicoptered in the head with a ladder. <laughs> you got big wiggled by Norman Spiley. And then you're Let's... doing a, yeah, you got big wiggled by Norman <laughs> Let's... I, can't, I forgot he did that. Yeah. Let's let's leave some of the legacy intact. You yeah. Know? So okay. um, yeah, that was great. So another successful installment of the IWF versus the GCWF, the Booking Wars podcast. Um, we will. I think the next one will be pretty much the same in terms of we will do stipulations. There will be continuations. And we will build on the current rosters that we have. I don't think we'll redraft for a little while. I think it'll be fun to play around with what we got and mess around. I do think at some point we should, well, at any time. I mean, this is an open invite. Uh, Trades are always welcome. If you want one of my guys, let me know. And uh, we'll work something out for a guy that you got or vice versa. Um, I like my guys. I'm sure you like your guys. So I don't know. It doesn't have to happen, but just letting you know, that's an option that we have. We also, you can pick up anybody who's been featured on our show before. Um, and we guys, people listening, we said it was on a dibs, uh, basis, but we, uh, we haven't, uh, we, we kind of eliminated the dibs basis. You don't have to call because I want to be surprised sometimes when, yeah somebody debuts on your show. And I think that the, the same applies to you, right? So we don't have to call somebody. If we happen to both add the same person, it'll be A, it'll be funny. And B, if you go second that day, you can even work in that that person was at the other pay-per-view or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Like on the fly, but it would just be funny if you just went with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, and then, then we go ahead. We're living in a aliens multiverse. You know, I think there's, Options. Some of these people are dead. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there could be two of them. So yeah, we're, we're outside of time here, you know, things yeah. are all right. So, so uh, stay tuned uh, next week. Goddamn cockroach. I've been trying yeah. for years. Uh, you think, you think that you can take me out. You forgot that I can eat uh, three, <laughs> count them three sausage egg McMuffins in one sitting and a be the, fine. and a bucket of coca-cola yeah that is true yeah. it could be because 10 only, o'clock in the morning th- that so. is true because the only way that i ever try to kill people is with poison <laughs> i can't what am i going to try to physically kill you I, yeah. I, guns are too loud i have autism <laughs> so it hurts my ears <laughs> that's the reason i'm like the dread pirate roberts dude i've been secretly poisoning myself yeah. for years to build up a tolerance to iocane poisoning there you go. Uh, and that's yeah. the only poisoning I use. It's, it's, it's the only thing that's ever worked for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I've got <laughs> got quite a pay-per-view ready. We talked about our idea for this pay-per-view. We didn't do stipulations this year. I mean, this this uh, this time. But we did. We want this to be the, our big, like, uh, our WrestleMania, basically. Our big event yeah. for, uh, for our organizations. Um I like what I did with mine. Um, there's a lot of backstory for mine because <laughs> yeah. you've met me. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, some, some familiar faces show, show, show up, you know? Um, so do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Um, I think you went first last time and yes, uh, I went first last time. So I can start this one. Okay. If that's uh, if that works for you. Sounds good. So we, uh, firstly, some backstory from mine. 
Um, I'm imagining that now I have syndicated television. Right? Oh, I've got okay. a national cable platform where every single week you can tune in on Saturdays to see GCWF Saturday Night Slam. Hell yeah, dude. So yeah, in the previous episode, we agreed that we would, for this booking show, we would name our weekly television. And Saturday Night Slam, I like. I, I enjoy that. <laughs> so uh, in my mind, it has been three months since the last booking show that we did. Okay. And so in that time, uh, Jeff Jarrett, as you'll recall, is a primary member of my uh, of my <laughs> my roster now. And as he's I saw a, too, I made sure that happened. That's true. He's formed a faction called Jarrett's Army, and they've injured Sid. They pilmonized Sid's knee with the help of one of their debuting members, one Scott Hall. Oh, sh- okay. On the, first, <laughs> on the first episode. He's uh he comes out and they destroy Sid, so that's how they make a name for themselves. Oh uh, man, what a faction! <laughs> Mankind has been feuding with Dean Malenko because, as you'll recall, Dean Malenko is also part of Jarrett's army and retired one Terry Funk at my last pay per view event uh, through nefarious means. Of course, Mankind loves Terry Funk, so he's just he will not. It's on site. For Dean Malenko. He's just not letting it happen. Yeah. You know. Uh, but Malenko injures mankind uh, and puts him out with the Texas Cloverleaf and won't let it go after the match. Mankind passes out from the pain. Malenko wins the match. Malenko holds on to it until Terry Funk comes out of the crowd and attacks Dean Malenko. You son of a bitch, Malenko! <laughs> you... I, I'm, not, I'm not doing a good uh, mankind today. So, uh, also the Miracle Violence Connection, Dr. Death and uh, Terry Gordy, defeated the Steiner Brothers for the uh, GCWF tag team titles, injuring Rick Steiner by busting him open and putting him through a table with a doctor bomb while they had Scott handcuffed to the top rope. Oh. So... Jeff Jarrett's team, they're just hooligans. They're injuring everybody. They're winning the titles. They're taking people out. So I'm surprised, I'm surprised Butch isn't on their team. <laughs> As of now, two different heel factions have emerged in my uh, in my wrestling company. Okay. So there's Jarrett's Army, which is Jeff Jarrett, Scott Hall, Dean Malenko, Terry Gordy, and uh, Dr. Death Steve Williams. There's also the Snake Pit, which is Jake the Snake, Raven, Big Van Vader, and Vampiro. Ooh. That's that's uh, the other faction. We have some Saturday Night Slam ratings. My show from the, for the last month leading into this pay-per-view. Did a 2.62 where Steve Austin beat, uh, beat Jeff Jarrett by disqualification because Sid returned and interferes in that match. So, uh, next week we jumped up big time. Man, the Steiner brothers main event draw. They beat them. They the the Miracle Violence Connection beat them in a rematch. So Rick's first match back, did a five point four seven rating. Uh, next week there must have been, I don't know, something good on TV uh, because we dropped back down to a two point zero six, and that's Malenko trying to win 
the North American title from Randy Savage, but Savage beats Malenko after Terry Funk interferes because Terry Funk <laughs> will not be will not be stopped. <laughs> and uh, then we jump back up to a 3.88 as Sid assembles his team, Sid Psychos. <laughs> that um, is what he would call his team, yeah. too. Uh, to take on, uh, spoiler alert for the main event of my show, War Games, uh, oh, shit. which is your uninitiated a double ring uh, cage match with two teams. So, that is one thing we gotta watch a War Games. I've never seen a War Games. Yeah, this uh, this is Sid, the Steiner brothers, Mankind, and a returning, unretired Terry Funk, taking on Jeff Jarrett's team of Jarrett. Scott Hall, Dean Malenko, and the Miracle Violence Connection. Fucking A, bro. <laughs> so, uh, in the main event of that show, Jeff Jarrett beat Scott Steiner to get the advantage in the war games. And Mankind returned at the end of that show and the team's brawl to go off the air. So that's leading, all of that television is leading to this event. Okay. So, we are live, my friend. We get a helicopter shot. We could see the Golden Gate Bridge because Jim Ross lets us know we are 1.25 miles offshore from San Francisco, California at Alcatraz. God damn. For the GCWF. <laughs> there so will be funny. blood pay-per-view. There will be blood. When we, uh, before we turned the mics on, Dusty was like, it'd be funny if we used the same place. As if, like, there was a chance that I also picked Alcatraz. I don't know. It would have been funny, you... though. You are right it about would've... that. Yeah. Uh, Jim Cornette lets us know, tonight we will reach heights of violence never imagined on a pro wrestling show. Where better than Alcatraz to settle the scores? Welcome to The Rock. And then... <laughs> so okay, our attendance yeah, here, uh, unfortunately, when I looked up Alcatraz... Uh, there are only 312 capacity uh, for Alcatraz. So only 312 people. Yeah. Um, so 312 fans, which were picked by a lottery, they're VIPs because this is our big show. But the on the day, uh, the weekend leading up to the show on Sunday, it was the GCWF's There Will Be Fun Fan Fest event. <laughs> Bring the kids to Alcatraz for meet and greets, bounce houses, whatever you got. So you were shuffling people in and out of, like thousands of people showed up, so only 312 could be on Alcatraz at the same time, so you had to shuffle people in and out. Yep, meet and Sid and the Steiner brothers. Meet and greet and get the fuck out of the the Dodge. All right, I like it. And then 312 VIPs picked by lottery, that's the audience. But uh, I will reveal our pay-per-view number at the end. We're doing pretty good. Oh, okay. It's in, okay. It's in good hands. Um, all right. So we're opening the show. Uh, my opening match is Takamishinoku taking on new edition Lance Storm for the GCWF World Light Heavyweight title. Okay. Okay. Um, Lance Storm debuted on the first night of Saturday Night Slam and beat Rey Mysterio to become the number one contender. For some th- reason, I thought he was already in your organization. I don't think so. I think he's new. Well, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but he wins the light heavyweight title, defeating Takamishinoku after he reverses a top rope drop kick into the single leg crab. 
for the win in 16 minutes and 26 seconds, and this got three and three-quarter stars. Okay. What an opening. Yeah. Um, next, we've got Sabu and Rob Van Dam taking on Furnace and Lafon. Uh, and this match goes 13 minutes and 46 seconds. Furnace and Lafon win after we have some Sabu, Rob Van Dam, uh, like, miscommunication. So, Sabu hits a triple jump body block, but he accidentally hits Rob Van Dam with it, and then gets posted into the corner, and Lafon hits a top rope reverse suplex to Rob Van Dam to get the win. So, after the match, wow. after the match, they gotta break up the fight between Van Dam and Sabu, because uh, they are not pleased. With each other? Yes. Oh, shit. So, uh, and that gets three and one quarter star. So... See, you're, uh, you're giving Furnace and LaFon the run that they deserved. I, you know, I have to, yeah. you know, they deserve it. So, mm-hmm. uh, they LaFern it. So, <laughs> yeah. if you want yeah, me to cut that out, you can text me. No, no, I'm having LaFun, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, next up we've got for the number one contender for the world title, Mike Awesome versus Shawn Michaels. Uh, oh fuck straight up so uh this match goes 15 minutes and 26 seconds and sean does his classic uh big guy little guy stuff where he does sean have a mullet he does this is 1997 hairdo sean michaels okay thank you uh he tries to avoid mike awesome and then hits a moonsault on the floor to awesome and then in the ring he goes for a moonsault and mike awesome pushes him off of the top rope into the guardrail that they've set up because this is taking place outside so it's in the courtyard of alcatraz oh uh, okay yeah and so uh we can get the sweet helicopter shots overhead camera you know of the event mm-hmm. so michaels uh hits the guardrail and it busts him wide the fuck open he's he's bleeding everywhere okay that is, there There will be blood. There has been blood. And there will continue to be blood. There will be more blood, yes. So, uh, Awesome hits an awesome bomb on him for a near fall. Then he hits another awesome bomb and a splash. And that gets another near fall, and he gets frustrated. So he goes to set up a table on the floor to try to power bomb Sean over the top rope onto the table, as he is wont to do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He is wont to then, do that. <laughs> Uh, Michaels makes a comeback and then he, uh, whenever awesome goes to try to power bomb over the top, Michaels gets off of the shoulders, hits a sweet chin music for a, like, Ooh, so close. So close is that near fall. And, uh, then he hits the ropes and gets back body dropped over the top rope through the table by awesome. And that does not lead to a disqualification because it was inadvertent. He did not purposefully try to put him through the table that time. Just so happened that the table was set up right there. There just happened to be a table. He had set the table up, but it wasn't an. He wasn't purposefully trying to throw him through it. It was more of a, uh, a defensive maneuver. Your honor. You know? Yeah. So. Uh, Your honor. <laughs> after that, uh, Mike Awesome picks his body up off the floor, climbs to the top rope, and hits a top rope super awesome bomb. Uh, to Michaels and then forces the referee to count him out at a 10 count. Michaels can't answer the 10 count for the TKO win for Mike awesome. 
Oh, so he didn't he didn't want to cover him. He wanted to go even more embarrassing with it. Yeah, he wanted to prove a point because now he's the number one contender for the title. This motherfucker can't even get up. Yeah, so Mike Awesome wins in 15 minutes and 26 seconds, and this gets four stars. That seemed, that sounded like a pretty good match. Yeah, uh, I will reveal my methods uh, momentarily for because I figured out a new way to figure this shit out. Okay. So it's not just me making it up. Um, then we've got Jake the Snake Roberts, leader of the Snake Pit, taking on The Rock in a steel cage match. Holy shit! What a fucking <laughs> what a man! The yeah. the electricity is palpable. That's you just, true. You, uh, you know how many <laughs> there's so much electricity. You know how many dead fish just floated to the surface surrounding Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah, the uh, they found the bodies of those two dudes that tried to escape that yeah. time. <laughs> an orf an an, an unforeseen fish holocaust has occurred. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the only way to win the steel cage match is to escape. And so the announcers are like, this is the only escape one ever makes from Alcatraz, you know? Yeah. Okay. They put the okay. cage up. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I see this. I see this. Yeah. So uh, Jake has been playing mind games with the rock uh, while he's been fighting the snake pit guys. So he beat Raven in a Raven's rules match and then Sting and The Rock teamed up to face Jake the Snake and Vampiro, but the match ended in DQ after the Snake Pit attacked him and laid out The Rock. And then Jake DDT'd The Rock and put the put the snake on him, dude. Disrespect. You put the snake on the Great One? Oh, man. Big time disrespect. Oh, man. So, uh, of course, Jake is trying to use a lot of the tricks, uh in this match to beat the rock, he throws powder in his eyes, right as the rock is getting in the ring and then, uh, controls off of that. And then the rock comes back and hits a wraparound DDT. So disrespect to Jake using his own move against him. Yeah. Uh, and then Jake or the rock tries to escape, but Jake pulls him down, uh, crotching him on the top rope. And then he ties up the rock in the ropes and tries to escape. And the rock, and an ode to you, my friend, the steel cage uh, spot that you hate the most. Jake the Snake gets over the other side, and the rock gets out and climbs to the top and grabs Jake by the hair and pulls him all the way back. <laughs> into the... Listen, I assume one of these guys wouldn't have signed off on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he pulls him back into the ring by the hair and then hits a super rock bottom off the top rope to Jake. And climbs over the top rope to win in 14 minutes and 11 seconds, and this got three and a half stars. I I I would love to, I would love to see this match. It's one of those matches I don't know who to root for. I love yeah. both of these guys. They're both uh, have special places in my heart. But uh, so it's a best man win situation. You know what right. I mean? It's a you're in it for the sport. You know. Uh huh. I'm happy but for the great one. That's the rooting interest. Um. Next, we have Sting versus Raven. Kaka! Kaka! <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't realize another. I didn't realize yeah. two kakas was gonna happen, so I had to bird, do both. Bird, bird v. Bird, dude. Well, it is Alcatraz. You know what That's I mean? True. A lot of hella, hella birds. There's a wasn't there like a bird guy of Alcatraz or some shit like that? What was his oh, name? Uh, the bird well, man of Alcatraz, the, I think it was. Yeah, you're having uh, a bird v. Bird match on a bird. Look man at of that. Alcatraz, you know what I mean? Uh, this is a Raven rules match, which means it's no disqualification. Um, Raven comes to the ring and he's got a cart full of weapons and he's looking around for Sting. And he's like, where's he at? He's a coward. He's not coming out here. And then in the distance, Andrew, 
We see a helicopter coming to Alcatraz. Oh, shit. The helicopter hovers over the ring. And from it, goddamn Sting repels from the helicopter (laughs) into the ring. Uh, Which happened, actually. Not at Alcatraz, but Sting did repel from a helicopter one time. Looked cool as shit. That's dope. Uh, And had a Monday Nitro where they were doing it at, like, spring break or something. It was an outdoor Nitro show, and he just, like, repelled from this helicopter. Looked hella cool. Then we got windy, Uh, and he started swinging like a fucking pendulum. (laughs) Yeah. I should have got a tan. Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, So they, they fight all over the the prison they even go inside the prison and they're fighting in the cells and they're fighting all around the the commissary area you know and uh staying does a balcony dive onto uh raven and a bunch of security guards who are trying to get him back to the ring area and so eventually they get back to the ring and as staying uh puts he puts raven through a table with a splash on the floor and as he's getting up from the debris from under the ring Tajiri appears oh shit (laughs) it sprays mist right in Sting's face and uh, he turns around into a DDT on a chair for Raven to pick up the win Uh, in 24 minutes and 56 seconds a little long for my taste that is a little bit long for that match yeah for sure and it gets three and a quarter stars so okay you ever watch two birds fight for 25 minutes? <laughs> it's a lot. Could be a little bit. <laughs> um, next up, we have Macho Man Randy Savage, who is currently the GCWF North American champion, uh, and he's taking on Vampiro. And so Macho Man, of course, is like, what's a, so, uh, some kind of, uh, some, oh, brother, it's some oh. kind of a Nosferatu vampire <laughs> man. It's a... Uh, <laughs> Listen, listen to me, brother. There ain't no, gonna be any blood sucking of the macho man. My blood is 90% Slim Jim, brother. Let me tell you. Ooh, you ever overdose on testosterone, vampiro? <laughs> yeah. And to win this match, or to get in this match, vampiro has defeated Shawn Michaels in a number one contender match okay. prior to this. So uh, they stalemate at the start. And then Vampiro eventually attacks Macho Man's knee that's still injured because uh, he injured it initially in the latter match he had against Shawn Michaels, as I'm sure longtime GCWF fans will recall. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and, he, and he also injured it when in, at, 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 what was it? At Star uh, Halloween Havoc 1997. It was Halloween Havoc. Yeah. <laughs> oh, off the top of the cage, brother. Oh, that's going to be a lot of PT, brother. <laughs> I think I might have to go to Mexico for some stem cells, brother. That's my 14th meniscus, brother. <laughs> They've told me that they take him out of cows now for me, brother. Um, so Vampiro attacks the knee with submissions uh, and generally just tries to keep Savage down. He goes to the top for his spinning heel kick, but he misses it because right as Savage is getting to the getting up, he collapses. Because his knee is injured, but in, inadvertently, it actually hurts Vampiro. Uh, and Vampiro goes after that to pick uh, Savage up for the nail in the coffin finisher, and Savage reverses it 
into a small package and escapes with the skin by the skin of his teeth. Macho Man retains his title. 14 minutes, 14 seconds. This also four stars. Oh, hell yeah. It's probably, the, nah, I was going to say probably the best match of fucking Vampiro's life, but it probably wasn't. I think Vampiro was actually a pretty good wrestler, right? He was good for a while. Uh, but now, not so much the Vampiro. I was, uh, is that the end of the Vampiro ske- uh, spot? Yes. I figured at, at There Will Be Blood, Vampiro would be dropping a bag of blood on somebody. You know what I mean? He really should have, yeah. I, uh, I should have I should have consulted out for some of the booking. I thought that was coming out of the helicopter. When you mentioned the helicopter, oh. I thought it was going to be a big-ass <laughs> bag of blood. A big old bag of blood. <laughs> nope. Jerry, Jerry can't. Jerry doesn't want to work on Alcatraz. He's scared of water. You know. <laughs> yeah, his they, grandpa was in Alcatraz. Yeah, they have to ferry him out there, and he's not into it. <laughs> uh, in our co-main event for the GCWF heavyweight title, Stone Cold Steve Austin, our champion, takes on Big Van Vader, uh, oh, where <clears throat> Vader defeated The Rock uh, in the number one contender match mm-hmm. for this, uh, and then Vader comes out he's got a boss ass entrance uh he comes out and he's got the the whole headgear and now it's dark and so there's spotlights that have lit up the the ringside area but then he sets the the face mask down and it shoots fire out of it and hell the... yeah dude winny, winny, <laughs> yeah. Winny, winny. and uh you can just make out the outline of the golden gate bridge behind it because the now it's lit up with fire and so uh, Austin comes out, of course, he's doing rights and lefts. He's fucking rocking Vader. Uh, and then Vader hits him with a body attack and takes over on the match. Um, Austin comes back, and uh, whenever Vader misses a Vader bomb, uh, Austin sneaks in, hits him with a Stone Cold Stunner. That gets a near fall. And then he's waiting for Vader to get back up, and he's like, get up, you sack of shit. I'm going to fucking stunner you again. And he hits him with another stunner. And as Vader stumbles back, he accidentally rips the top turnbuckle pad off of the turnbuckle. Oh, shit. I bet, and so that, Vader, I bet that, has, that has something to do with what's going to happen after this. <laughs> that's a Chekhov's gun, my man. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, so then he waits for Vader. Vader stumbles out of the corner and Austin gets him in position for another stunner, but Vader pushes off of that stunner and Austin stumbles and goes face first into the exposed turnbuckle. Oh no. You sack of shit. That wasn't even on goddamn purpose. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, knocks himself out. Vader hits him with a power bomb and then hits a Vader bomb to win the GCWF title from Austin in 21 minutes, 56 seconds. That's a four-star match. We Holy have a new shit. heavyweight champion. Okay, uh, okay. After the match, Vader doesn't stop. He hits two more power bombs on Austin before The Rock comes out to run him off. And Austin tries to get back up, and he just can't do it. And they have to have him help to the back. But he won't get on the stretcher because he's Mm-mm. the goddamn rattlesnake. Yeah, so, what, are you, what are you doing? Uh then Vader meets backstage with the rest of uh, the snake pit and Jake is ecstatic. You know, Jake lost his match, but uh, he lost the battle, but the war was won tonight Yeah, because Vader's the champion. So now they hold all the power in the promotion. Oh shit. Okay. You know, but out of the corner of his eye, he's noticing that uh, Mike awesome is on the, is on the horizon. Mike awesome won his number one contenders match. 
Mm-hmm. So now we're looking at Vader versus Mike Awesome. Oh shit! For the what world a match. title. Yeah. So power battle of power bombs. You know, uh, we go backstage and Sid cuts a promo about how tonight there's no escape, not by land, not by sea. And tonight, Jarrett's army goes to trial, and uh, his his team is the judge, the jury, and the executioner. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, in our main event. We have Sid Psychos, Sid, the Steiner Brothers, Mankind, and Terry Funk taking on Jarrett's Army, Jeff Jarrett, Dean Malenko, Scott Hall, and the Miracle Violence Connection in a War Games match. So, to those uninitiated by the War Games, it is two teams of five. Two guys start the match. They're in the ring for five minutes. Then every two minutes after that, they alternate guys coming in. Until all five guys, until all ten guys are in the ring. And then it's submit or surrender. The match continues until somebody gives up. Okay. And you can, and it's no disqualification. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, Jared's team, having won the advantage, they choose to have the one-man advantage. So we start the match, and it's Scott Steiner and Terry Gordy starting it. And Scott is throwing Gordy all around, throws him into the cage, and cuts him open like one minute into this thing, Gordy's bleeding all over the place. Okay. Scott hits him with a tilt whirl slam, and that's the end of that five minutes. Uh, Dr. Death comes in, and they take over on Scott, and they uh, double team him. Dr. Death produces a, a chain from his boot, and they uh, they hit Scott with it, so now Scott's busted open. And uh, at the end of that two minutes, Terry Funk comes in, Goddamn wild man. Uh, <laughs> throwing all kinds of punches. He hits a moonsault out of the corner onto the two Miracle Violence Connection guys. Then Malenko comes in and he attacks Funk's knee and throws uh, Terry Funk into the cage and wedges him between the ropes in the cage uh, so that they can work over Scott Steiner. Mm-hmm. And then right at the end of their two minutes, they hit a spike powder driver on Terry Funk. And oh, uh, so he's out. Um, mankind hits the ring and he's going between the two rings attacking all the attacking both sets of heels he gets the mandible claw on malenko knocking him out but the match continues because not all 10 guys are in the ring yet so uh hall is in next he chop blocks mankind's knee uh, and that allows malenko to lock in the texas cloverleaf and he's just in the corner for the whole two minutes he's got mankind in this cloverleaf okay uh, and then Scott is Scott Steiner's trying to help, but he gets stopped by the Miracle Violence Connection, who help Scott Hall hit him with an outsider's edge. So Funk is Spike Pallet Driver, he's out. Uh Malenko has Mankind in the Texas Cloverleaf, and they just hit the outsider's edge on Scott Steiner. Oh, so the, the okay. baby faces are fucked. Not looking good, yeah. No. Uh but then perhaps not the hero we deserve, but the one we need. Rick Steiner enters the war games. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and he hits a million Steiner lines. He just, <laughs> everybody's getting Steiner lined. Hi, uh, kids. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, uh, they're Steiner lining everybody out here. Funk <laughs> is still down from the pallet driver. But Rick hits a top rope bulldog on Gordy. Scott hits the Frankensteiner on Dr. Death. And... Then Jeff Jarrett is the final member of the heel team. He comes in, and then he reaches under the ring, and of course, guitars under the ring. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, Rick 
eats a guitar. Scott, guitars for dinner. Mankind, you you damn right. Guitar, right to the head. Man, this guitar, because those guitars usually shatter. He oh, brought... he's got a bunch of them. He's got a million <laughs> guitars under there. So, uh, and then they guitar shot Funk, and then they have Funk in the figure four, because they figure as soon as Sid comes in, they can start the, they call it the match beyond in war games once all 10 guys are in. And they're like, once that starts, Funk will submit and we'll just win. But they don't know. So Terry Funk's biting his shirt so that he doesn't submit. As Sid, <laughs> Sid comes into the ring and he attacks all the heels and he's throwing everybody around. Mankind hobbles, rolls under the ring, produces thumbtacks from under the ring. They use the thumbtacks. Of course. Uh, Sid power bombs Jeff Jarrett into the thumbtacks. Uh, and they have Gordy down, they have Malenko down, they have Dr. Death down, and it's just Jeff Jarrett and the baby faces. And Funk wobbles up, you know, the Texas crazy man. He goes under the ring. He's got the branding iron. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Jarrett is there the they've got Jarrett against the ropes and he's screaming, I submit, I submit while Funk's coming towards him with the branding iron and he pushes the branding iron out, but it's cold. And he touches Jeff Jarrett with it, but Jeff Jarrett's already submitted. So the baby faces win. Jeff Jarrett's cowardice is shown. The the baby faces triumph and prevail. And ultimately Sid's psychos win our main event, the war games in 31 minutes and 42 seconds. And this is a four and a half star event. Dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> so that was the, fun. That was fun. The, uh, this show, by the way, 998,751 buys. Man, so yeah, look, look at the humility. We we nailed it, dude. Yeah, the the, the, the humility to not give yourself a million. It did nine ninety eight. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, here's the here's the thing. I uh, for anybody who wants to know, the fun for this for me was I downloaded a dice generator like you would for uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, and I just rolled dice for the match times, for the star ratings. For the pie, oh, really? all that stuff. Okay. Okay. So okay. It'd give me four numbers, and I'd figure out what, like, what match time I would want to make out of those four numbers. Okay. And so I, you know, and then it'd give me the, I'd roll a four sided die for the star ratings. And then. So you didn't even give your chance, yourself a chance to have a five star match. No, because there's no. Well, if I rolled four fours. I'd figure four and then four fours is one hole. So that's five. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, but because five star matches are super rare, so is rolling four fours, you know, mm -hmm. it's a lot harder than you think. So, and then for the buy rate, I did the same thing with a six. Uh, I did six 10 sided die. And then I just tried to make the best number I could make out of those uh, six numbers. Okay. So if it had all been ones, Oh, I did the same thing for the ratings. So, like, that's why the one week it dipped to, like, a 2.06. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. I could do about that. Like, fuck, that was a rough week. The yeah. IWF had a, had a special that week. Because that's yeah. not what our <laughs> weekly show is. Ours is on Fridays. We, we, <laughs> right, yeah. We had a special a sit-down with the commission. Yeah, my, Michael Jordan returned for one game. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, yeah. 
so that's it that's the big blow off Jarrett's army has uh, been the the come up and have been received you know and, and those 312 they people deserved. they got their they got their money's worth you know 312 people <laughs> is that really the capacity of alcatraz or did you yeah. you just rolled that no i looked it up on uh, wikipedia that's a weird number. I, I guarantee you can fit more than 312 people. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. There's only 312 cells, you know. Oh, it's the cells. Okay. Yeah. But that's what, But that's the thing. If you signed up for the GCWFs, there will be fun event. You got to stay overnight in Alcatraz. Yeah. You got to sleep in one of those cells, you know? Hell yeah, dude. I wonder if... So, they don't do that, do they? No, I don't think you can stay. That'd be sick. <laughs> I wouldn't but, do uh, it, but it'd be cool if they did it. You know what I mean? You can go. I mean, you can do the Alcatraz tour. I met a guy who had been in Alcatraz because uh, we. I went to San Francisco and we were going to do the tour, but the water was too choppy, so they didn't let people go out. Oh, but Crazy was... Eddie! He always tells everybody he's been to Alcatraz. <laughs> no, there's a guy signing books that, like, he wrote a book about his time in Alcatraz, and the dude was there. And so I bought an Alcatraz shirt, and then I was like, "Can you sign my shirt, dude?" And he like he did it, but he seemed mad about it, and I was like, "What do you care?" Put your prisoner number on it, dude. <laughs> you're, I'm agreeing you're to allow you to capitalize off a terrible thing you did. <laughs> yeah, you're probably an arsonist or something. <laughs> Just <laughs> sign the shirt, you know. You're free now. What do you care? <laughs> so, and you but, got you got caught before DNA. You were a bad criminal. <laughs> yeah, you piece you of probably, shit. You probably what's the John Mulaney joke? Uh, they spray the bullets with the name of the gang into the side of the building. It was the Watkins gang, see? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. That's good. That's I like I like I like that. I think it was a really good booking. I, I enjoy I like that you did factions. Uh we are picking up uh we're both kind of picking up some things about uh of, of like some of the things that we've been watching, but I think doing it better, to be honest. So uh I I really uh, good job nice job well thank you man i appreciate that i mean for to do war games you need factions and i was like if i'm doing the biggest show i can do it's got to be goddamn war games yeah it's, it's two rings dude that's twice as many rings as normal yeah, that is that's it is 200 percent of the rings <laughs> yeah. uh so uh i'm not gonna give away my full the full name of the iwf uh pay-per-view because it gives away the the backstory which i'm gonna read so i'll just let you know it is called iwf3 wrestlepocalypse (laughs) okay uh commissioner idell has been on a rampage bribing wrestlers to leave the union and booking himself to win very clearly fake squash matches versus women and children dressed as top baby faces He's given everybody he's given everybody pay cuts while showing up in progressively nicer cars every week. <laughs> uh-huh. On a recent episode of Friday Night Beef, <laughs> the IWF's weekly show, GCWF commissioner Dusty Godwin showed up on the Idellavision screen during a particularly long Idell opening monologue. They've been getting longer every week. <laughs> <laughs> Godwin starts with, what the hell happened to you? To a gigantic pop. The hatred that Commissioner Idell had garnered and positioned, had positioned Godwin as the people's commissioner with Twitter arguments over kayfabe versus real heat dominating the wrestling discourse. Uh-huh. So it's turned into a, a kind of an AEW versus WWE situation. Sure, right? sure. Godwin says, you wrote the book on effective leadership. 
Hell, I base a lot of what I do on what I saw at Long Time Coming and early episodes of Beef. <laughs> this isn't you anymore, though. You've become the villain you used to parody, and frankly, I'm not sure why or how it happened. By the way, all the while, Idell is sitting in the middle of the ring with a smug smile on his face. Slowly, the entire roster starts to trickle out from the, uh, to the top of the ramp, standing with Godwin in his takedown of the commissioner. Godwin says if Idell isn't careful, he won't have anyone left to book, and the shot pulls out to reveal that Taz and Steven Richards are standing next to him with GCWF gear on. Ooh. Idell stands up, puts a microphone under his arm, and slow claps with a smile on his face. Puts the microphone up to his mouth and says, My first instinct was to say that I don't know who you are. That would be the wrestling promoter thing to do. But I know exactly who you are, Godwin. You're the wrestling guy. You gave us Funk versus Malenko, Macho Man versus Mankind, all kinds of matchups that sent boners across Virgin Mark Laps throughout greasy wrestling forums forever. I'll tell you what. Peter Sinertia and Michael Manna are in a massive breach of contract for even standing next to you right now. I am prepared to look the other way and give you a chance of, uh, of uh, I, and give you a choice of any other non-title wrestler you want from my roster if I lose my yet-to-be-announced match at WrestlePocalypse. I will also swallow my pride and go back to booking old school, the way that I started things. But if I win, and I will win, I get those two losers back just to fire them. My opponent is gone for forever. And I get a choice of any of your non-title wrestlers. Godwin responds by saying the choice isn't his to make. The fans should decide. The fans, eager to go back to normal, say that's a risk they're willing to take and cheer loudly. Well, I guess I need to announce my opponent then, Commissioner Idell says. On Sunday, May 8th, my opponent will be... Miss Jackie, get your ass in this ring! <laughs> <laughs> so Jacqueline comes out. Ready to fight because Idell hasn't. She's 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 been angry lately because sure. Commissioner Idell hasn't done anything about her getting brutally beat up by men at the first two pay per views. I was gonna say, didn't she have to fight a demon? Yeah, she she got power. She got she got the shit kicked out of her by in the first one it was Disco Inferno, Demon Disco Inferno, yeah. and in the demon second one it was Kane <laughs> dressed yeah. as a woman. That's um, right, Karen. Um, mm -hmm. So Jackie comes out ready to fight because Idell hasn't done anything about her getting beat up by men at the last two pay-per-views. They have a long, tense stare down in the ring, and slowly the rest of the roster joins Jackie in the, in the ring, staring down the commissioner. So it's a pretty cool shot. It's like hard camera. Yeah. Commissioner looking one way the entire roster with Jackie right in front. You know what I mean? Um, so that sets up. IWF3, Wrestlepocalypse 1, Hubris. <laughs> Air, supreme arrogance in the face of Godwin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, and uh, so the, it's it starts in uh it's it starts off with a, a helicopter shot of a town that nobody would have recognized if it wasn't announced where this would be. Yeah. It appears to be like a football, like a high school football stadium. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, Shivani is is at his desk and he goes live. From Monarch Stadium in Exeter, Exeter California. <laughs> it's Dusty's hometown, everybody. Yeah, it's the biggest no night. It's the biggest night in intergalactic wrestling history. Commissioner Idell laid the groundwork for the best damn wrestling promotion in the galaxy, but his behavior of late, the horrific ego has shown, has threatened to end it all. 
I'm a very nervous Tony Schiavone here with a legend, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. And Dusty, how are you holding up tonight? And Dusty goes, well, Tony, wrestling means everything to the American Dream. There have been a few times in its history when the very future of our great sport is threatened by an insurgency, a dictatorship, an evil figure who thinks his britches are bigger than they are. And wrestling has always prevailed, Daddy. This morning I prayed that Miss Jackie could be our next savior. But first, we have ourselves a ceremony and I gotta slay me a demon. So, uh, <laughs> the, the, the show opens up with a, a IWF Hall of Fame announcement. Uh, with, with Mean Gene being the master of ceremonies. Sure. And uh, I gotta, hold on. I gotta get, I gotta, I forgot. I gotta get something ready. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, I am... Uh, I'm going on this ride with you. I didn't even know that I was a part of this pay-per-view. Yeah, so, yeah he had no idea. Uh, even yeah. though he, even though he was on the shows, you know what I However, mean. However, in in God, when I trust, you know what I mean. Yeah. Feel free to use that one in the future. Okay. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the new, the 2022 third class in the IWF. Outcast Hall of Fame. And uh, everybody who gets announced comes out in ways. Yeah. Sure. Brian Hildebrand. Uh. Jerry the King Lawler. Mick Foley. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Jake the Snake Roberts. Owen Hart. And our headliner. And he rolls his eyes. Whose presence we are honored to be in the, we are honored to have, Commissioner Andrew Idell. <laughs> You've never heard booze like this. You sure? Commissioner Idell comes out and he he hired people to throw uh, to throw uh, roses at him. But yeah. uh, so people are throwing roses at him and he's like, oh, I can't believe it. He comes out in a cape with a crown, and uh, the the fans are just chucking trash. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, he waves. He, he like shoes everybody else. Like he like he's like making every, all the other inductees go to the back so he could be out there by himself. He kicks Brian Hildebrand in the butt as he walks out, you know. And then he makes his way over to his throne to uh, even more booze. Uh, the first match: uh, Dusty Rose is sick and tired of the dark energy surrounding the IWF for the last few months. He sees a lot of potential in this organization, and since he can't fight his boss to fix that problem, he wants to solve the other issue. Kane also has a match scheduled against Disco Revival later in this show. Disco Revival later in this show, but he has to fight the American Dream first. Uh, because, according to legend, the type of possession we are dealing with with Kane requires a very special type of ass-whooping to overcome. So they, they want to make sure somebody gets him, you know? Yeah. Uh, Dusty Rose doesn't do a lot of promos for this match, only saying, by the look of me, I don't exercise much. I don't care for it. But the time has come for me to exercise this demon out of our lives forever. <laughs> Play on words, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Dusty comes out in a pastor's outfit with a collar, but with his normal music. The crowd loves him. Kane rises through the steps with fog everywhere. So the steps open up. Oh. The ring, and he comes up. Yeah. And then the, from hell. From hell, yeah. Uh, I'm looking. Uh, the the bell rings. Kane hits a choke slam for a near fall immediately. He immediately picks up Rhodes and tombstones in for another near fall. 
Rhodes puts his dukes up and gives Kane everything he has, backing him into a corner and landing huge elbows on him. Kane grabs Rhodes, Rhodes with, by both hands and throws him into the corner, landing slashing elbows, the kind you know are meant to cut the skin. Rhodes' forehead is sliced open like someone used a knife. He's still swinging and kicking and biting, but the referee has to call it for his safety, and Kane wins via TKO doctor stoppage at, at 12 minutes. Bam. And that is a, a three-and-a-half-star match. Ah, it's a three-star right. match. <laughs> I mean, I don't love it. No. Uh, I don't want to see the American Dream bleed, but... You know, you know what, goddammit, he tried. He fought a demon. You know He's fighting I mean? a demon, you know? Hopefully Disco Revival fares better later on. <laughs> the second match. Uh-huh. Edge has been a bit of a creep lately. <laughs> he comes out and tries to get kisses from all the girls in the crowd, and he never wrestles. His Twitter page has turned him to him retweeting girls in bikinis like Paul Heyman. <laughs> sure. On last week's beef. <laughs> you gotta say it like that, too. Edge came out and says he hasn't been challenged enough for the Loverboy title. He doesn't think that the title gets enough respects. respect, so he demands that a worthy challenger be put forward. Commissioner Idell says he had just signed the perfect opponent. Oh. And Edge will find out who who he is at WrestlePocalypse. And it'll be the first ever, I think first ever, robe match. Okay. So you come out in a robe, see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whoever whoever loses their robe first loses the match. I believe that you are the innovator of this match. Listen, I'm a pioneer. We'll make a That's movie, true. baby. Uh, yeah. The stadium goes dark. And <laughs> if you if you see from above... A projection onto the field of two massive flexing arms comes out from both sides of the ring, like okay. like the ring has buff arms, you know. Yeah. And and a and a heart slowly shows up in the middle of the ring, and uh, and uh, Doctor Love starts playing over the loudspeakers. They call me Doctor Love, um, and the newly branded Buff Love Bagwell. <laughs> Emerges onto the ramp, wearing a robe that doesn't even come close to reaching his knees. The crowd yeah. erupts. They fucking love this guy. Yeah. Edge comes out with some hose, but immediately starts sprinting towards the ring, just leaving the hose behind. Yeah. These guys start having a true slobber knocker, uh, just beating the dog shit out of each other. Not even going for the robes yet. But Buff Love keeps playing to the audience every time he ta- he he has Edge down. He doesn't even try to take the the. He's flexing and he's doing his things and you know. Uh, Edge goes for a spear, and Buff gets out of the way, slowly walking around the ring and flexing. He then reaches into his Speedo and pulls out a vial that says Love Potion and pours it all over Edge. He blows a a kiss, which turns out to be him shooting a fireball, which ignites Edge's rope. (laughs) So there's some sort of uh, flammable liquid in that Love Potion. Edge gets the robe off as quickly as he can, and Buff Love Bagwell is your new lover boy champion of the world, and the hoes bring him the title, and the crowd goes wild. I mean, who doesn't love Buff these days? You know, sometimes you got to give him a little Buff Love, you know? That's true, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, third match. Yep. Um, due to other storylines that we have going, there's a lot of weight on a lot of things that we're doing. Sure. The wouldn't it be cool match for the best wrestler in the world has been pushed down to a third a third uh, match of the night. Okay. Bret Hart, two-time winner of this of this, the current title holder. Uh, he's been struggling because he he's the best wrestler in the world, but he doesn't have the championship title for the promotion. He doesn't understand yep. why Commissioner Idell split that up. 
He wants to prove that he's the best across generations, so he called out a young wrestler that he admires. Oh, god damn it. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to figure out how, to get, how, how to, I can have entrances for you, because that's not yeah. fair. <laughs> that's why I'm not playing it for very long. That's Daniel Bryan's music. Yeah, it is. It certainly uh, is, isn't it? The build-up for this match is the same. Neither guy wrestles until the night of. Uh, press conferences, training shows like uh, on on the other uh, channels, etc. This match starts and Brian is going hard. Hart is struggling with Brian's kicks, and Brian hits three knees in a row on Hart, um, the running knees. Yeah. Uh, Brian goes in for a fourth knee, and and Hart dodges with Brian accidentally sliding into the perfect position for Hart's sharpshooter in the corner. Hart Hart like hustles around the ring and and gets him in it, uh, taking advantage. Um, Hart really cranks this one and, and hurts Brian like really hurts him uh, Brett lets go and waits for Brian in the ring and DB gets up and slowly makes his way in so Daniel Bryan is like really struggling now Hart walks up and just pushes him and Brian falls over because his legs are destroyed Hart puts a hand out to help him and Brian reverses it into a yes lock uh, Brett re- reverses it and takes Brett reverses it and takes Brian's back flipping him over and snatching the sharpshooter to which a battered Brian taps immediately the crowd chants thank you Daniel and Brett leads a yes chant before leaving him leaving with the best wrestler in in the organization title this is only a 10 minute match but it's very intense and it gets uh, 3.75 stars if it was longer probably a 5 star match but hard to argue you know yeah the, I like the knee work. Uh, I feel like Brian Danielson coming into your organization is based off of the matches we watched for WrestleMania 30. Oh, of course, uh, yeah, because because we we only he, it unlocked him. Yeah, it unlocked him as a playable character. Yeah. Oh, I should have written him into the show. Yeah, I missed it. Well, you know, if President Idell loses his match at the end, <laughs> uh huh, Daniel Bryan didn't win his title match. You can have that guy. We'll so. see if uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, fourth match. Okay. The Sandman indicated that he took Piper too seriously in his la- in the in the in their first uh, offer. He tried to clean up his life and he was training vigorously. He stopped smoking cigarettes. He was he, he went sober, like all this stuff. He went to the arena sober. I mean, he didn't go completely sober. <laughs> Are we crazy? No. Um, because of this, Piper on, didn't bro. actually face the real Sandman. So Sandman demanded a rematch, and Piper has never been one to turn down a fight. The Sandman uh, comes out and really drags out this entrance, drinking at least a full six-pack, smoking multiple cigarettes on the way to this ring. He's bloodied all the way up. He's got blood on his shirt, on his forehead, on his hands, um, and he's visibly intoxicated. Piper comes out with a whip in his hand. The fights, because remember, every championship match in the IWF is an ODQ match. Uh, The fight starts with Piper threatening the whip and Sandman trying to hit his kendo stick. Piper finally hits a whip on Sandman's chest, uh, t- ripping his shirt and, and causing a visible cut on his chest. And, and Sandman just wipes the blood with his hand and wipes it down his face, his own <laughs> face. And he, charges, uh, and he charges Piper with his stick, uh, beating the shit out of him in the corner. So, like, 
he's like whipping him, and the best way to beat a whipper right. <laughs> is to close the distance. Yeah. So he just rushes him, yeah. pushes him in the corner, and just starts hitting the shit out of him with that kendo stick. Well, it's also uh, disconcerting when a dude's busted open, and then he rubs the blood on his own face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he's, good. A, he's a crazy that's gonna sh- That's going to shake you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Piper drops the whip and starts running around the wing ring to get away from the stick, just to get a little bit of separation. At one point, he finally plants his foot and just smokes Sandman in the face hard with a punch, uh, with the stick flying out of the ring. Um, Piper's throwing leg kicks and elbows and head butts while the Sandman is completely overwhelmed. Someone throws Sandman his stick back, and he swings at Piper and misses, hitting the ropes with his chest. Piper runs and drop kicks Sandman's back, so he drop kicks him into the ropes, and Sandman flies back into the middle of the ring. Piper immediately jumps with on the stick, wrestles it out of Sandman's hand, swings feverishly at him with rage, and pins Sandman at 14 minutes into this match, retaining the title with a 4.5 star effort. I mean, that sounds brutal as hell, man. That's a, that sounds like there will be blood at the <laughs> the, the IWF event yeah. as well. A hundred percent. It was a it was a true slobber knocker. The slobber was knocked all over the place. Yeah. Um, I did. Uh, I, I did say that the the stick flew out of the. I just realized the stick flew out of the ring, and then somehow he got it. He just went out and got it. You know what I mean? Sam yeah. went out, went in and got the ring. Um, so yeah, the uh, the the the, um, the uh, rowdy Roddy Piper uh, remains the IWF World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, the next match. Uh, Disco Revival has surprisingly become quite a babyface in the IWF. He has fought for good and defended a lot of people who were being wronged by Commissioner Idell and others. On recent episodes of Beef, he was seen. He was. Uh, he has been seeing a sports psychologist to get ready for tonight, an Iron Man match with the possessed Kane. He knows he must take Kane to places he's never been before in order to finish whatever is making him act the way he is. Kane comes out again out of the steps. And Revival comes yep. out to a huge ovation doing his dancing. Uh, he's thanking the crowd, and he's waving, but you can see the fear in his eyes. This is a 30-minute Iron Man match with the most pinfalls winning, but Inferno is only worried about doing as much damage as possible. The bell rings, and Kane immediately gets out of the ring, going downstairs for something. Inferno suicide dives to try to stop him, but Kane hits him with an uppercut before picking him up and rolling him into the ring. Uh, Inferno's pretty beat up by this uppercut. Kane climbs back in with a sledgehammer, but he's hiding it from Inferno. And Inferno runs at him, and he slams the sledgehammer into Inferno's forehead, knocking him completely unconscious to a DQ, making it 1-0 Inferno. For the next 28 or so minutes, Kane is pinning Inferno over and over. When Inferno seems to start to wake up, he either gets chokeslam or or tombstoned or both, and never fully regains consciousness, uh, losing... 30 to 1 <laughs> because uh-huh. the fifth match in every IWF pay-per-view is the Vince Russo match. <laughs> uh, and I forget, I forget every single time. I avoided even calling it the fifth match this time. I was like, next yeah. match. Um, I, for, I forget every time and every time I'm like, okay, remember, this is the one <laughs> that's supposed to be the Vince Russo one. So, yeah, so... uh uh uh, no, nobody, nobody left happy with that one. Yeah. Kane just well, beat the dog it? shit out of it. Thirty to one. Thirty to one. Yeah. And they built up for like a, a couple months of Inferno, like going hey. to a sports psychologist and training. <laughs> I mean, a sports psychologist is designed to help you beat another man. That you is know true. what I mean. 
That is true. Not a seven foot demon. Cross dressing demon. demon. No. Uh, six match. Uh, this is the uh, Miss Jackie versus Commissioner Idell. Oh, this is the this is the big one. Yeah, Miss Jackie comes out to a huge reception. She's wearing an extravagant dress. When she gets to the ring, the dress the dress she tears the dress away, and she's wearing a bodysuit with King Slayer printed on it. Okay. Commissioner Idell comes out and nearly starts a riot. This is my favorite part. Yeah. He has a bucket of glitter and he's throwing it into the crowd, just getting it stuck on people for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the best heel move? Anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, at the wedding, the wedding venue lady yesterday that was yeah. walking us around was like, um, we don't allow glitter <laughs> for yeah. the wedding. Yeah. No, no rice, uh, no glitter. So, yeah. Yeah. So, people, yeah. people hate it. It's a yeah. wild inconvenience. He's got a bucket of glitter and he's just chucking it at the crowd. It's the best too because no one is, no one's ever going to be hurt by the glitter, but it is wildly inconvenient. Yeah. It sucks. It does. Yeah. Um, he takes his crown and cape off, and he reads uh, Jackie's bodysuit, and he just starts laughing. Uh, Commissioner Godwin is shown on the screen watching intently with Taz and Richards. The bell rings, and Idell rushes Jackie, overpowering her. Uh, he's holding her in the corner in a plum clinch, uh, swinging her back and forth, just showing his dominance, and occasionally mixing in a really big uh, knee to her face. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries to throw a flying triangle choke at, at the end. Uh, but Jackie catches him and doesn't go down. So she like catches him and doesn't like let him his back hit the ground so he can do the triangle. Yeah. And she slowly picks him back up, and she power bombs the shit out of him. Um, and he's on the ground, and she jumps over to the side, and she just starts soccer kicking him in the head. Um, and uh, Idell grabs her foot and he like ankle picks her, trips her down, and attempts to get full mount, but she bucks him off. And as they both get up, Jackie hits a huge head kick, knocking Idell unconscious. Uh, she pins him easily, and the roster, the roster rushes the ring with the crowd going wild. When she wakes up, uh, when he wakes up with everyone celebrating around him, Idell, wiping the tears from his eyes, lifts Jackie's hand up and leaves the arena. Okay, I imagine is this the Gabe Gonzaga? Mirko Krokop head kick where Krokop's leg just flops he, over yeah, to he the just, side. He just folded. Yeah, yeah. it's it's I, I kinda saw it as uh it all, almost like the Rousey one. Okay. Because they're kind of moving and Idell like gets up and then bang right in the head and yeah. just falls. She's over got the, you going she's got you going one way and she's going the other way. Yeah, his arms go stiff, yeah. he does a little fencing and shit. Um yeah. and uh so yeah. So the humbling uh, has occurred. <laughs> The hubris has been hubered. Yeah. You know? So this is, once again, I feel ultimately your point in every one of our booking shows is to prove that you 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 can you can get right up to be an Eric Bischoff, but at the end you got to eat the head kick. You did you every know? yeah. He did so many things right. Like Eric, yeah. the NWO could have been so good if they yeah. weren't. They just every fifth decision he made. <laughs> yeah. You know, or probably more more often than that. Every yeah. third decision he made yeah. uh, was like, "No, dude, like, you can't do this every time." Like, yeah. so uh, yeah, that's what it is. You get, you know, if if we're gonna do, we're gonna do at most a couple months of torturous asshole heel authority yeah. figure, and then it's gonna go really bad. Yeah. While it's... threatening to go really good for him, like. 
Right. He's going to bring the whole motherfucker down and he's going to get he's going to have his way in perpetuity and this is going to continue for another 6 months. So everybody's like, "Fuck, I hope Jackie wins this match." You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Jackie does win this match. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get the asses in the seats, man. That's yeah. how you get more than 312 people. You run a venue. <laughs> I mean, the high school, the Exeter High School holds more than 312 people. Yeah, I probably had so. five or 6,000 people in there. It was, it yeah. was packed to the brim, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, I don't want to overlook. I believe this means that I get to cherry pick a member of your roster. It does. You you get, yeah. you get, uh, you now, you now hold the, uh, the rights to, uh, Taz and Stevie Richards. Yep. And you get to pick one non-title, non-title holding member of uh, the Idel Wrestling Federation roster. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, shoot my shot right now mm-hmm. because um, I'm going to pick a man who, in your hubris, you did not even book on this show. Oh shit! This is one Eduardo Guerrero. <laughs> I was wondering if you would take that one. Fuck! Uh-huh. God damn it! You I tried to red. You tried to red herring me with Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I tried to figure out. Uh, I have to keep you. I have to keep you from doing the Guerrero, Benoit, or the Guerrero uh, Danielson match. Because <laughs> you can't top that shit. No, I have to block it. Dude, so. how good would that have been, Guerrero Danielson? Ooh, Goddamn. Uh, okay, yeah, Ed, Eddie's yours. Ooh man, and I got Malenko. Oh, it's gonna be. You, time. I think you drafted Benoit, didn't you? I did. I would like to announce. There will be no more Chris Benoit on my shows. He has been released. He has been released. We perpetuity. thought better of it. Yeah. Godwin uh, Championship Wrestling Federation 4, we thought better of it. Yeah. Well, because I was like starting to get where I was like, uh, now I'm having him win matches. I don't know. You know? I can't change the past. Yeah. But uh, And maybe in the intergalactic uh, web of time, I could just draft the 1997 uh, Chris Benoit, and it never occurs. But I can't. I already know about it. Yeah, you know. So, uh, and I, I'd like to point out, Commissioner Idell has had two matches. Yeah, he has lost both of those handily. Well, and he he admits to only beating uh, incapable opponents. Yeah, previously. I won very obviously fake squash matches against women and children. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, again, doing the doing the heel thing correctly, yeah. you know, and uh, like in mine, you you the, you have the heels, they run rough shot, they beat people, they win matches. Right now, uh, two uh, two of my titles are held by heels that are in factions. That's fine, but sometimes in the big match where there's where the stakes are just who wins the match, does good prevail over evil? Good's good's got to win. It can't be any screw job. And uh, Jeff Jarrett submitting to a branding iron that is not hot because he is a coward is the best way to like to humiliate Jeff Jarrett. I mean, he did get power bombed in tax, but also you, (laughs) uh, you know, I didn't want to do the actual fire. Uh, because Terry Funk has done that before, but I thought is it's so much better if it's he's he submits and it turns out that he's just afraid, you know. Yeah, the, yeah. The fear is hilarious. So yeah. like, uh, yeah, I'm I I I'm stoked for. I I think we both did a pretty good job here. 
Yeah, um, I like the uh, the updates for the Loverboy title. I have a really good stipulation for the next Loverboy title. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I it's it's hard to keep finding uh, new uh, matches for the because you don't want to just have like a straight up wrestling match for the Loverboy title. It doesn't seem to make sense. Right. So we did. The first one was uh, get get the other guy's mom's phone number. Yep. The second one was uh, uh, it was in the rain. It was in the rain, and it was a girl in a cage, uh, yep. a shark cage, and then this one was a robe match. I, yep. I have no idea what the next one's going to be, but hope maybe your stipulation will inform that a little bit. Oh, the stipulation is the match. Oh, okay, just cool. So you know. Okay, yeah. cool. But uh, yeah, and then I feel like uh, I crowned a new heavyweight champion, so now I have a heel dominant heel champion uh, invader that people. Oh can... yeah that people can chase. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was going to do some other stuff and I've tried to keep Sid from wrestling as little as possible. And I was like, I can't just keep injuring Sid. Like at some point (laughs) he's going to have to, he's going to have to power bomb a motherfucker. Yeah. He's going to have to win something. Um, and I keep seeing on Twitter, all the, I, I just see gifts of, uh, Sid power bombing people. And I'm like, damn, that looks cool, man. If it was just that all the time, Sid would be the most overdue in history. Well, and it's crazy. We've talked about it. Sid was always like super over. Sid has Sid heat, you know? He's not a a baby face. Sid is Sid. Sid is Sid. He's Sid as shit. That's it. So, uh, like Andrew said, I I really enjoy doing these. Hopefully people enjoy listening to them, but, uh, we'll, we'll keep circling back. I feel like, uh, this is a re- this revitalizes Andrew after I've made him watch uh, a bunch of wrestling in a row to let him do uh, or to to have the outlet of the booking shows. Oh feel yeah, like it's nice for you. I'm always stoked for a booking sh- booking show. I uh, I sit there with a half a grin. It took I dude my it was like two thousand it was like twenty five hundred words and over yeah. it was over six pages long. Could be a uh, Forbes article. And I started it like three today <laughs> yeah. i i came up with my match list i think saturday because i was like okay i have to i had to book it backwards like wrestlemania 5 the main event has to be this war games match with oh these guys. Yeah. yeah yeah so then how do i work it backwards and then how do i fill in the rest of the stuff and so uh yeah they're fun and then we watch more of the wrestling review shows so that we have more guys to draft <laughs> into the fake wrestling shows and it's just a, you know, it feeds itself. It's a good cycle. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I can't wait for the next booking show. Uh, this is the, uh, this is the, what the fourth booking show, something like that. Yeah. Um, um this is the follow up to, uh, what was yours called last time? There will be blood. There will be blood. And then, yeah. uh, Wrestlepocalypse, uh, supreme hu- supreme hubris in the face of Godwin, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. and then uh, yeah. So uh, Commissioner Idell was uh, f- fully humbled. Well, he should have been at least. Yeah, suitably chastened. Suitably chastened, and uh, we are we're, we're recording this in two parts. I just want to let you know how this how this is working. Uh, Dusty had an idea for what's he what he wants to do, uh, and he did, he pitched the idea to me. I'm not gonna tell you what it is because he's gonna reveal it to you right now. Um, and it was an idea that involves the Idell Wrestling Federation. So I gave him the reins 
he gets to point he gets to change the direction of of the Idel Wrestling Federation uh by booking uh, uh uh something to do with the Godwin Championship Wrestling Federation. So um without further ado, would you like to go? I would. Uh so Oh wait, yeah, so I didn't even follow, finish it. Uh, he he's gonna do his thing, and then I'm gonna book the follow up pay per view, and that's gonna be on the same podcast. So it'll be, but I'm gonna record it in two days. Yeah, Andrew has no idea what I've done. I no. only asked for a couple of uh, clarifications, uh, including the name of the last pay per view that he did, and then uh, whether or not either of us had drafted a particular wrestler. I hope I still have a wrestling organization. <laughs> yeah. Little- I almost told you, like, the one thing is you can't, like, fundamentally just completely blow up my wrestling organization. Because I quite like my wrestling organization. Yeah. Well, you gave me control. That is true. And I didn't didn't say that. That is true. Nope. You didn't speculate anything. So, (laughs) uh, I I had such a good time writing this before I get into it. Hopefully, it is enjoyable to listen to. Uh, We are live, my friend. At AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas, the big fucking stadium. Dude, I stood outside that building one time, and I was like, that's the craziest fucking building I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I've never my, been inside it, but it's a crazy building. My buddy went for a Dallas Cowboys game, and he's like, I nearly forgot that there's a football game. There's so much stuff you could do. <laughs> you could hate football and have a great time in this thing, just walking around, looking at everything. So yeah. uh, AT&T Stadium in Dallas there are 82,000 fans jam-packed this arena uh, for GCWFs, the usual suspects. Fuck yeah, dude. Am I, do I get to be Kaiser Sose? <laughs> you, you will have to see what happens, you know. Uh, it was, I knew it was you all along, Fredo, you know. So uh, following the events of Wrestlepocalypse, and Commissioner Idell's humiliation in Commissioner Godwin's hometown, it appears Idell has turned a new leaf. While consistently berating Godwin for continuing to run a, quote, wrestling show devoid of fun, Wednesday night beef has begun, or has begun to resume. Oh, shit. Was it Wednesday? It's on Wednesday, right? It is Friday night beef. Oh, Friday night beef. Damn it. So Friday night beef, uh, beef. has begun to resemble more of a traditional wrestling show. Miss Jackie has not endured abuse at the hands of the male talent. The Loverboy title is being defended in the arena in normal matches, and the union has not had to reprimand Commissioner Idell in weeks. When featured backstage, Commissioner Idell is taken to looking like Howard Hughes, muttering about Commissioner Godwin's conspiracies against him. All the wrestlers have taken to this new approach, except Disco Inferno, who wishes for things to be the way that they were. Oh, man. Because Disco yeah. Inferno's had it a little rough. <laughs> he got yeah, but you know he, he he likes fun. He got he got pinned for 28 minutes while being unconscious in an Iron Man match at WrestlePocalypse. <laughs> yeah, but he's you know he he's a disco though. dance machine. Yeah, and he understands so, art. He does. Uh, and uh, Howard Hughes look is you know your hair's all the way down to your shoulders. Your fingernails have have grown out. You're peeing in jars. You know, it's like uh, John Schwartzwelder in his office. Get out yeah. of my office. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and with that in mind, we're going to jump into the usual suspects. The first match is for the GCWF World Tag Team titles. We've got the Miracle Violence Connection, who are the champions of uh, Terry Gordy and Dr. Dusty Williams, 
taking on Sabu and Rob Van Dam. And Van Dam and Sabu have not been getting along, but they barely defeated Demolition in the number one contenders match on Saturday Night Slam uh, to get this match. And this, the match starts, and Van Dam and RVD can't even agree on who should start the match. So the Miracle Violence Connection jump their opponents. They start beating up Van Dam, and they've got him trapped in the ring, and they're running uh, spots on him, and Van Dam can't get to his corner. And every time he gets close, Sabu's on the apron and he's pumping up the fans trying to get them to get van damme pumped up to make this hot tag and finally terry gordy accidentally clotheslines williams uh and van damme extends his hand to sabu exhausted and right when van damme's hand is going to hit sabu's sabu drops off the apron classic i've had enough of your shit tag team move a la rick martell (laughs) A la Macho Man Randy Savage, <laughs> right off the apron, to the shock of the crowd. And Sabu watches as Van Dam starts to make a comeback. He's, uh, he's getting a little bit on uh, the Miracle Violence connection. He ends up getting Dr. Death in position for a five-star frog splash when Sabu returns to the apron and throws a fireball, a goddamn fireball. Not a fireball. <laughs> right into Rob Van Dam's face uh, and Dr. Death hits a doctor bomb after that for the win to in nine minutes and 30 seconds. This gets two stars because uh, it's not a actual tag team match. Just Van Dam trying to fend off an ass beating for about 10 minutes. What does, um, how's the crowd reacting? Oh, the fireball. Everyone is shocked. Okay. You know, and, and Van Dam is, he gets hit with the doctor bomb. He's covering his face. Sabu's, talking shit to the crowd as he as he walks back up you know they're throwing trash at him he's going uh, are you guys saying boo or sabu (laughs) that's right uh and the doctors come out to attend to van damme and they cover his face as he's stretchered out we go backstage and joey styles is with sabu and he's trying to interrogate him when bill alfonso shows up and says that's right daddy i'm back you know Sabu never forgets who his real friends are. He doesn't forget about loyalty. You thought you were done with me, Van Dam? Not by a long shot. And uh, tonight, whenever you're in the hospital getting skin grafts to co- to put your face back together, <laughs> you'll remember who the real star was all along, Daddy. Uh, Sabu and Alfonso leave. The $6 million Van Dam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can rebuild him. They can you know? rebuild him. It's just going to take a little bit of time. Uh our next match is for the GCWF light heavyweight title. We have Lance Storm versus Dean Malenko. Uh, because Malenko defeated Taka on Saturday Night Slam to become the number one contender. And uh, he's taking great offense to Lance Storm saying he's the greatest technical wrestler. Because all the greatest technical wrestlers come from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Is that where uh, Bret Hart is from? Yes. That's where Bret Hart's from. Man makes a good point. Yeah, you know I mean? Bret, Lance Storm, Chris Jericho. Well, Jericho's not from Calgary, but Owen. Owen, yeah. Where's so, ben, Where's old Benoit from? Uh, he was from. I think he was announced from Calgary. So, goddamn stuff. Ben, yeah, Benoit, the pro wrestling murderer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so these two have a technical masterpiece. Uh, they they trade they trade chain wrestling to start and it's a stalemate each time 
you know, the guys can't get an advantage on each other. Finally, Storm misses a springboard. Malenko chop blocks the knee and starts working it over. Uh, Landstorm avoids the cloverleaf into a small package, into a near fall. Uh, he goes up top, but Malenko cuts him off and hits a top rope gut buster for another near fall. And right, and after several reversals, Malenko picks the ankle, locks in the cloverleaf in the middle of the ring for the win to become the new GCWF light heavyweight champion at 15 minutes, 32 seconds. This got four and three quarter stars. And right after the match, Malenko celebrates, calling himself the greatest wrestler in the world. And all of a sudden, fucking Kurt Angle's music hits. <laughs> it's, uh... I assume that you enjoyed that reaction. You're on mute. Oh, so. shit. <laughs> yep. That's a, that's, a, uh, that's a number one draft pick theme song that just turned on right now. That's, yeah. And Angle uh, comes out and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're pretty good. Your dad, the great Malenko, also pretty good. But let me ask you a question. All of these uh, Canadians, you, you're from Florida. Any of you guys ever win a gold medal with a broken friggin' neck? Because I don't think so. So if it you, <laughs> yeah. Did so, he come uh, out? Did he come out with uh, the mouth guard? He did come out with the mouth guard. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's. Right. Uh, and, uh, he says, uh, "Don't worry, because I'll uh, I'll see you guys soon," and leaves the room. Uh, up next, we've got the first annual Call Your Shot ladder match. The winner of the ladder match gets to challenge for the world title anytime in the next year. But every month that you don't cash in the Call Your Shot uh, contract, you have to defend that that contract if you don't cash it in. Oh, is that is that so, a is that a Godwin original? Uh, it's a hybrid, so it's like kind of the money in the bank. But I thought. I like oh, it's that. cool if you have to defend it if you don't use it. I like the wrinkle. So yeah, I like the wrinkle. Um, Disco Inferno has been appearing on Saturday Night Slam in the months uh, for months, cutting promos about how boring the show is, and they should call it Saturday Night Sedative. Yeah. There's no singing, there's no dancing, no demons. What even is this show? It's <laughs> true. Uh, it's true. Uh, it's completely devoid of demons and disco dancing. That's true. So Commissioner Godwin. Of course, a sick of disco running his showdown, and he says he's the bigger man. And he reached out to Commissioner Idell, and after having to endure several off-color insults that he won't say on the air uh, for the benefit of the children in the crowd, he was able to learn that Disco's acting as a rogue agent. He's not there on Commissioner Idell's uh, on on his orders. He says, you know, if you're if you're so upset. And you actually want to prove that you're more than a comedy act? Guess what? You can wrestle for me in the GCWF. I won't take you from the IWF. I'm extending an olive branch. You can come wrestle on my show if you want. But know that the competition here will maybe be a little more stiff than uh, than you're used to. So, uh, and of course, Disco's trying to sow discord in the locker room and and recruit defectors and he goes to jeff jarrett and says come on jeff don't wouldn't wrestling be more fun don't you want to have more fun on your shows and he says aren't you tired of being treated like a second-rate talent you know commissioner godwin didn't even want you in the first place he had to take you and he's put you in all these matches don't you want to you know come come work for me and come work with us and i guarantee you'll have a little bit more fun and jarrett says you know the the gcwf it reminds me 
of the companies that I grew up watching, the wrestling that I grew up as a kid watching, and the companies my dad ran. And even though Commissioner Godwin uh, didn't want me initially, you know, he hasn't done wrong by me. He's put me in main event spots. He's let me earn my keep. And when I win the GCWF title, I'll know it's because I earned it. So we have the Call Your Shot ladder match, which is Rey Mysterio versus Jeff Jarrett versus Disco versus Mike Awesome versus Scott Hall versus Shawn Michaels. We got God six damn. guys. Real, real six quick, guys in this real match. Real quick, yeah. I, I, like, I like this because the first person I would have sent uh, Disco Inferno to try to recruit is goddamn Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I don't care about any of those other guys. I want Double J on the squad. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's uh And of course, this match is a complete spectacle. Everybody had to be in a qualifying match to win their spot in this match, which includes Disco, who surprisingly won his qualifying match by beating Takamishinoku, uh, who injured himself off a drop kick off the top rope, and Disco was able to pin him. So okay. Okay. Disco legit did end up in the match. But listen, he's he's a he's 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 a tough character. He's a yeah. tough cookie. If you're gonna uh, be if you're gonna dance like that, you better be tough. True. Uh, if you're gonna be dumb, you got to be tough. You yeah. know. Uh, Disco spends the entire match trying to hide on the floor. He's uh, constantly going under the ring. And he's hiding by the steps. He's smart. Uh, he he jumps into the crowd at one point and tries to sit in a seat and eat some popcorn with one of the fans. Uh, the, of course the match is filled with all of these crazy bumps. Uh, Mike awesome throws Ray Mysterio over the top rope with a power bomb through a table off the ladder. Ray's trying to climb the ladder. Awesome snatches him off of it. Power bombs him over the top rope through a table. Uh, Sean Michaels hits a moonsault onto everyone uh from the from the ladder to the floor and then the spot of the match is ray mysterio's on one side of the ladder jeff jarrett's on the other side climbing and ray climbs over his side of the ladder hooks his legs around jarrett and hits a hurricane rana off the ladder to the mat uh effectively eliminating both men Goddamn, Je- Je- jeff jarrett took that bump <laughs> yeah you had to be convinced but uh <laughs> The end of the match, Jeff Jarrett is finally climbing the ladder. Everybody else has been knocked out. And right as he reaches the top, Disco comes out from under the ring with a chair, hits Jeff Jarrett in the back, scurries up the ladder, and he snatches the contract. So he can gain a title match. (laughs) So he can earn a title match anytime within the next year. Uh, And that is... uh, 19 minutes and 30 seconds. That's a four and a quarter star match. That's got to be uh, the highest rated Disco Inferno match of all time. Oh, for sure. There's and no afterwards, way Disco's in the ring and he's saying, I did it. You thought I was a joke. You know, everybody thinks all I do is dance and sing and I'm worried about my pompadour. I just beat five of the best wrestlers in the world. And I did it my way, the Disco way. By being smarter than everyone else. Sure, I could take a power bomb like Rey Mysterio. Sure, I could get... Uh, outsiders edged to the floor. That's a bunch of stupidity. Why would I do any of that when I'm I'm going to be the next champion? Then no one can stop me, and I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do it for my best friend, Commissioner Andrew Idell. Brings a fucking tear to my eye, bro. <laughs> uh, and then someone informs him that the current champion is Big Van Vader. And uh, disc, disc goes, you know, there's, 
lot of um a lot of stuff can happen in a year you know there's a i might i i you say vader's the champion now you think i'm i'm stupid enough to try to cash in on big van vader did you not just see me win this ladder match you don't think that i've learned from commissioner idell that the the way to strike is to wait until your enemy is completely incapacitated some call it cowardice i call it that that's true bravery it's the disco way listen it, it, where's the lie I, you know you know uh up next our fourth match of the night we've got the steiner brothers taking on mankind and terry funk because i just thought man what a fun <laughs> what a fun time that would be what a match jesus yeah. christ uh this is a number one contenders match for the tag team title so the winners of this uh get to take on the miracle violence connection uh, and this match is complete chaos. Uh, all, nearly none of the action takes place in the ring. Uh, Scott belly to belly's mankind from the second rope on the outside uh, where Cactus goes to climb to do his elbow drop. Scott intercepts him and belly, belly, belly to belly's him off the second rope to the floor in what's the uh, even a sicker bump than anything from the ladder match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's devastating. And then Rick and Terry Funk fight off into the crowd uh, for several minutes. And nobody knows where they're at. They just fought backstage. And then they both reappear, and they're both completely bloody. And we have no idea what happened. You just, <laughs> something happened back there. And we may never know, you know. that's just two dogs going after it, bro. Yeah, it's a, it's a D.B. Cooper level mystery, what happened backstage. <laughs> uh, and Funk Pallor drives Rick on the floor. Mankind hits the elbow drop from the apron finally. Uh, Scott fights off both guys and in the last second desperation pull is able to hit uh, to pick up Terry Funk on his shoulders. Rick returns, hits the bulldog on Funk, and the Steiners are able to pick up the win. Uh, in 15 minutes and 22 seconds, this got three and three-quarter stars. It's... I keep muting because my my PC is loud, <laughs> yeah. and I don't. But uh, I'm on board. I like that one. Yeah, I was just looking at my roster of guys going. Oh, you know what would be kind of fun is uh, <laughs> that never happened, but it happened here. So, uh, our fifth match we have Eddie Guerrero versus Big Van Vader for the GCWF World Title, uh, and Eddie Guerrero, as everyone will remember, has recently come over to the GCWF based on my victory at Rex at Wrestlepocalypse. Uh, and since he's come over, yeah. he's been, a, <laughs> he's been a house of fire. He's gone undefeated in the months since he's come in, in spite of the fact that there is some hard feelings from the GCWF locker room because he initially came from the ideal wrestling federation. Uh, you know, we're, we are, a, we're a gang. People don't want anything to do with us. Yeah. But that's what separates us. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, so Vader's been just killing guys on TV, just jobbers every single week, throwing them, throwing them down with power bombs. Uh, and he defeated Mike Awesome, who, if everyone will remember from our last pay-per-view, won the number one contendership. Uh, he beat him on Saturday Night Slam two weeks ago in a hellacious main event that left Vader with an injured quad. So... Vader's coming out in his full gear, but you can clearly see that he's favoring the leg. Uh, and Eddie makes his entrance in the low rider, 
He's got the bags. He's hitting all the switches, and the crowd fucking loves Eddie Guerrero. Full babyface Eddie Guerrero here. Yeah, I like that. The, he was underutilized got... <laughs> in the G, in the IWF, so I'm glad I'm glad Eddie's having some success. Uh, he uses his speed early, of course, to avoid Vader while it, while trying to work the quad. You know, classic uh, MMA. You got to stay away from your bigger opponent, work the oh, injury. Yeah. Uh, but then, of course, Eddie gets caught by Vader coming off the uh, coming off the ropes, and Vader uses his size uh, with punches in the clinch and uh, in the corner to keep Eddie close so the story is you know he's as long as he can kind of wrap eddie up he's got the advantage because he's bigger and he's stronger and he's just beating eddie up just eddie's face is bloody bruised up from all these vader attacks uh vader goes for the power bomb but eddie reverses it into a ddt missing the frog splash and eating a power bomb so eddie's eddie's out he's got knocked out by this power bomb vader goes for the vader bomb when Disco appears in the aisleway, distracting Vader, talking shit, you're next, I'm going to be the champ, you're going to lose to a guy who dances, you think you're a big tough guy. Uh, this distraction causes Vader to fall off the ropes. And while whoa, the ref... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. And while the ref is distracted trying to get Disco out of the ring, Eddie hits Vader with the title and then hits the frog splash right as the referee turns around and Eddie Guerrero gets the pin and becomes the new GCWF champion. 17 minutes, 57 seconds. This gets four stars. I don't know, man. Sounds like I've got my, I've got my ear to the wall. Sounds like we're taking over. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, after the match, Eddie's celebrating. Wait, wait, sorry, we, we certainly aren't here to take part. No. Tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after the match, Eddie is celebrating when Vader attacks him from behind, leaving him late. So, of course, Disco runs to the ring and demands that the ref take his, his cash in for the title, uh, for the match. So the ref rings the bell. Disco immediately pins Eddie, who kicks out a two to a gigantic pop. Oh, man, I bet Disco was not too pleased about that. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> uh, Disco can't believe it, and he keeps trying to pin Eddie, but keeps getting uh, two counts that are further and further apart. Eddie, Eddie starts kicking out faster. And so then, of course, Eddie fires up. And he's coming back and he's got blood pouring down his face. And he starts slapping his chest. And, and Disco's backing up. Eddie takes over on him, hits the three amigos, and hits the brain buster. But as Eddie lifted Disco for the brain buster, his legs knocked the referee out. <laughs> so Eddie hits the brain buster. He goes up to the top rope, sets up from the frog splash, when out of the crowd, Jeff Jarrett appears and hits Eddie Guerrero with the guitar. Somebody pissed him off. <laughs> he hits Eddie with the guitar. He falls in the ring. Disco pins Eddie Guerrero in four minutes and 13 seconds. Jim Ross, wait a, wait a second. Wait, it can't, it can't be. Jim, Jim Cornette says, but it is, Jim. It is. Thanks to Jeff Jarrett, Disco Inferno is the GCWF World Heavyweight Champion. In a world, in a year that has been so improbable, <laughs> the impossible has happened. Uh, the, the, Disco wins the pit it. It's <laughs> <laughs> Down goes Guerrero. Down goes Guerrero. Uh, they, uh, Jarrett and Disco hug in the middle of the ring. 
to gigantic booze. They start beating Eddie up after the match. Rey Mysterio runs down to try to save him, but Kurt Angle runs down after him, attacks Rey from behind, th- throws him into the stairs, throws him in the ring, hits him with an angle slam, locks on the ankle lock before also hugging Disco and Jeff Jarrett. Well, Jarrett gets the mic remember. and he says, that's right, slap nuts. <laughs> we fooled you all. You think I want to work for a maniac like Commissioner Godwin? Uh, a man who would put me in matches with psychos like Mick Foley and Terry Funk? No, no, no. So old Double J started thinking. He picked up the phone, called an old friend. He puts his arm around Disco. So if we came up with a plan, you know, that's what I told him not to piss me off. And you know what he did? He went ahead and he pissed me off. But we couldn't have done this by ourselves. I can't take all the credit. So let me know. So let me tell you who was behind it all along. And uh, Pomp and Circumstance starts playing <laughs> over the loudspeaker. And down the aisle, we see a throne being carried by six men. And the camera pans up, and on the throne sits Commissioner Idell in a brand new custom suit, haircut, looking fresh, looking fit. He's and, back, uh, baby. <laughs> the they put down, they put down the crown, they put down the the, the throne, and uh, he gets in the ring. But he makes sure before he gets in the ring to brush off his new Yeezys. He doesn't want you know. Uh, you got yeah. You know I gotta, I got a stun <laughs> on him. Yeah. We just won the That's... we just won the championship. <laughs> he grabs the he grabs the mic and he says, Commissioner Godwin. You dumb bastard. <laughs> let, you let absolutely me... suck. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me tell you something. Actually, first, can you get a shot of these goddamn Yeezys I wore just for this occasion? <laughs> and he, uh, Disco and Jeff Jarrett grab the cameraman and they force him down all the way to the mat <laughs> to get a close-up of the Yeezys. You thought you broke me? You thought I turned over a new leaf? You're a bigger mark than I ever imagined. But sadly, you're going to have to hear about all this that happened tomorrow. And uh, the Jumbotron comes on, and it shows Commissioner Godwin laid out backstage. And, uh, of course, Disco and Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle, they all feign surprise. And uh, Commissioner Idell puts the mic back up and he goes, Oh, no, what happened here? Oh, man, Re- real wrestling's a dangerous business, isn't it? Well, anyway... Now I got your title thanks to my main man, Disco's ingenious plan. And oh, uh, in the event that you want to come after me for all this, I loosened the purse strings and I hired the best goddamn wrestler in the world, Kurt Angle, to keep my interest intact. And uh, oh, what, one more thing. And Commissioner Idell very deliberately lifts up his boot, lifts up those Yeezys, kicks Eddie Guerrero right in the face while he's, while he's struggling to get up. He says... And you better not have gotten any blood on my shoes. But, uh, you know, if you thought I was bad before, you ain't seen nothing yet. Let's go, boys. Later, Marks. And uh, <laughs> Commissioner Idell, Double J, Disco. Double, Commissioner Idell, Double J, and Disco with the title leave together. Uh, and JR comes on the microphone and says, Ladies and gentlemen, I've been uh, informed that, unfortunately, we had two other matches scheduled tonight. But uh, Commissioner Idell has bought the rest of the pay-per-view window and is shutting down the show. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, 
It's unprecedented. I've never heard of such a thing, but uh, be sure to tune in on Saturday night. Does Saturday night slip? The microphone cuts out. And the, the lasting image of the show is Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio laying in the ring as the show goes to black. <laughs> what what do I play instead of instead of the I I play uh I play on loop Aaron Boone hitting his home run to beat the, the Red Sox in two thousand three. <laughs> yeah. Or uh man getting hit by football. Yeah. Uh just just a, I, I put together a mixtape of my favorite things happening. In yep. history, uh, George Bush puking on the Japanese prime minister. <laughs> Mike uh, Meyer's face when Kanye says that George Bush doesn't care about black people. Uh, <laughs> and as you'll notice, the fifth match of our pay-per-view was Eddie Guerrero versus Vader because the fifth match Thank in every guy tell wrestling pay-per-view is the Vince Russo booking special. I appreciate that. Thank yep. you. I was wondering if you were going to work in a Vince Russo match and, uh, yep. I think it needed one. You know what I mean? And that's the, the show. Like the Peru, like the uh, proverbial dickhead Phoenix, Commissioner Idell has risen from the ashes. <laughs> I'm left in shambles. Disco Inferno's the champion of my company. Uh, <laughs> double J has double-crossed me because I pissed him off. I got to figure out who, who knocked you out backstage. I got yeah. to figure that out. Because um, yeah. I don't do the dirty work, right? Commissioner Idell does not do his own dirty work. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but okay, I've, uh, I've I feel like this is going to be an ongoing thing because I don't, I feel like I cannot be the one to write the resolution to the right. to the invasion. <laughs> um, but just know we're here, right? <laughs> we, we have we're arrived. Take, we're taking over, and uh, as you'll notice, as opposed to the WWF invasion. Turns out, you got the fucking best of me in this one, and your guys went over. So it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't end with uh, you winning and me yeah. shitting my pants. <laughs> right, I don't throw you in a dumpster at the end after thwarting all of your plans. An uh, an unbelievably tall dumpster. <laughs> yeah. a gorilla press slam you into the dumpster. <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, that's the the there's there's gonna be no between me you and I arguing about who should win this or who should look good in this. We're just right. gonna like it's gonna be tough to get us both like one of us to agree to look good at the end of this. <laughs> right. It's a it's a classic heel versus heel story. Yeah, you uh, gotta find you gotta find the uh, find out what happens next on uh, the I I don't know I I didn't name my pay per view yet right because. Uh, oh, IWF insurgency. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. That's what it is. Yeah, I feel like I left you a lot of meat on the bone. Yeah. Hopefully. And, uh, some, yeah, some twists so, and turns. Yeah. So I, in, instead of the, instead of the, uh, well, there'll, there'll be a little bit of the montage stuff in the rest of the pay-per-view window, but it's mostly just going to be, uh, a, a poster for my next show. That's smart but marketing, just, you know, but just like, just like a black screen. <laughs> like my last one uh see you next time on iwf insurgency yeah. you could go the old uh james bond route and do uh <laughs> commissioner idell will return in iwf yeah, insurgency. that's true yeah that's true with double J, J jeff jarrett yep. kurt angle disco yep. inferno new new champion disco inferno oh i'm gonna have your belt on my show fuck yeah <laughs> yep that's uh 
it's you know sometimes you got to eat it and i was uh i was too kind uh, initially you know yeah that's that, that's, <laughs> that's where you my sh- downfall came you, sh- you show too much uh too much grace you, you left, ca- g- gave me a, gave me a rope i wanted to be a cowboy D- dusty godwin <laughs> yep that's you know that's my bad so we'll see we'll see what happens i uh that's part one andrew now knows what i did i have no idea what he's gonna do so i'm gonna be equally surprised i don't know uh, what i'm gonna do i i gotta i gotta think about this i got i gotta think about uh i i uh anyway i was i was gonna say something but i'll 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 put it on put it on the thing uh yeah so i will wax (laughs) i will the the good thing for you listening is you don't have to wait in like two minutes you're gonna find out what i did yeah and like I, 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 I personally, I don't know what the type of masterpiece I'm about to weave. <laughs> you got to play uh, yakety sax to split up the two, the two days. Uh, I got to do something. Or whatever the, uh, the, the song is from the Simpsons when they have technical difficulties. Oh yeah. Or I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll just do a voiceover. Maybe I'll do a voiceover. Yeah. Godwin fucking fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in any case, uh, like Andrew said, we'll be back. Uh, we don't know. So this is, I suppose, the end of part one. This is the end of part one. We love you all. Uh, we will be back. See ya. All right. So we are, uh, it's a week out, a week later, right? Didn't we do this last Saturday? We did do it last Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're, we're a week later, a uh, week wiser, I think. Uh, I finished writing, well, I wrote my entire thing today. Uh, we are, uh, it's been a wild week as you can see. Um, but we are ready. We're ready to find out the fallout of Godwin championship wrestling federation. Uh, hold on. The usual suspects. I believe it was called the usual suspects. See, it was 10 minutes for these people. I had to wait a week and remember that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, ever since Disco Revival won the GCWF title, he's been the bell of the ball at yeah. Idell Wrestling Federation. Commissioner Idell had a second, albeit smaller, throne installed in the arena right next to his, complete with a small stand on which to place his title belt. It's got little tiny spotlights on it. <laughs> you know what uh-huh. I mean? Um, and then, uh, a little, a little disco ball, um, he never wrestles on beef, though. Wait, sorry. He never wrestles on beef. Uh, <laughs> but at the end of each night, there's a small ceremony in which Disco Revival is given his show money. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and a, little, a, little, a little touch on top, you know what I mean? Uh, Idell has been treating his wrestlers very well, and they are all in on his takeover of GCWF. Dusty Rhodes has been wearing an army helmet at every taping. It's adorable. Uh, the Road Warriors, still the leaders of a, of a now healthy union, have begun guarding Commissioner Idell in a showing of solidarity between the labor and the, uh, the, the owner, right? Yeah. We must come together if we are going to win this war, which we will. Uh, so there, that leads us to IWF4, insurgency. And the tagline is, uh, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got them. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, 
This is taking place at Fort Bragg <laughs> in North Carolina, yeah. uh, the largest and most secure military base in the United States. Uh, the ring is lit. I don't know if it's the most secure. I'm just we're just saying that. In yeah. the, thing. the ring is lit up by spotlights from the ground and from circling helicopters. Uh, <laughs> these are really good spotlight guys. They're they're from the helicopter, keeping it on the thing. There are snipers and towers all around the place. After the initial helicopter shot of the ring and everything, the feed cuts to a shot right behind a sniper in the sniper's nest, and you can see right next to him a picture of Commissioner Idell and Vader. I mean, Commissioner Godwin and Vader, the two, his two targets. If you see these two faces, <laughs> yeah. you are your shoot to kill. You know what I mean? Yeah, you've got a green um, light. Uh, the, the crowd who are, the, uh, who are service members... Uh, are are just going fucking ape shit, dog. They're they're huge IWF fans. Yeah. Um, War pigs starts playing over the loudspeaker, and Ooh. and here comes Commissioner Idell. Instead of the normal gorilla position leading into the ramp, all wrestlers are enter- entering out of barracks. Right. Okay. Commissioner Idell is carried by wrestlers on like a cot, like a but it's like fancy one, you know. Yeah. Uh, with Disco Inferno flanking with the GCWF title belt. Uh, Idell gets into the ring, salutes the guys who carried him, and grabs a microphone. These are his first public com- comments following IWF's usual sp- suspects. I mean, uh, GCWF's usual suspects pay-per-view. The crowd, all soldiers, popped huge for the commissioner. Ape shit. Uh, for some reason, service members and cops really liked this guy. That's because he backs the blue. He does right? back the blue. He definitely yeah. backs the blue. Big, big donations. <laughs> big <laughs> donations. Yeah. Uh, you guys didn't think I was... Oh, he, did, he grabs the microphone. You guys didn't think I was totally going to change, did you? Just as you can't turn wolf into... Uh, just as you can't turn a wolf into a wiener dog, you can't turn a conqueror into a public servant, and you can't turn Commissioner Idell into one of these. And the Idellavision screen shows a picture of Commissioner Godwin on the floor beaten up. Uh, yes, I lost fair and square to Miss Jackie. Let's not forget she's a martial arts expert, and I'd say perhaps the toughest woman on the planet. Jackie did teach me something, though. I need to take care of my guys. Watching them root against me hurt more than any head kick I can eat, and that head kick, by the way, hurt like shit. My first order of business is to give every wrestler on my roster a 15% raise. Every wolf needs a pack, and I lost touch with that. Now, we don't have as many matches on this show, but we do have some ceremonies we need to get out of the way, starting with the fourth class of the Idell Wrestling Federation Hall of Fame. Let's get that going. We've got a little bit of a smaller class this time. And as per usual, I forgot to queue up my song. Uh, can I give you credit for the Idellavision? <laughs> I don't you. know if, I've, if you've used that phrase before. I've probably given you credit for it before if you have. Uh, but it deserves credit each time. I appreciate that, and uh, yeah, I think I I featured it on uh, on uh, Wrestlepocalypse, uh, Wrestlepocalypse hubris, uh, arrogance in the eyes of Godwin. Yeah, <laughs> um, semicolon. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. The fourth class of the IWF Hall of Fame: Ravishing Rick Rude, the Big Boss Man, Honky Tonk Man. And your head- headliner. I got another song queuing up. Fuck. <laughs> and your headliner. 
And as with my baby tonight starts playing, <laughs> goddamn Double J Jeff Jarrett walks out from behind the bat. The, the crowd's singing the song. The yeah. crowd knows the song. We gave out singles like EPs yeah. uh, to all service members after uh, after the GCWF fiasco, right? Yeah. And, now uh, is that is that J E double F J A double R E double T? That is F-J? the one and only. The very same. J E double F J A double R E double T. Yeah. Double J Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Uh, he's wearing the J- double J hat, obviously, in the rhinestones. Yeah. Um, he uh, he comes out with a gu- his guitar to a giant pop. He's relishing in the crowd reaction, knowing that he's found his new home, right? Yeah. He comes in and grabs the microphone. North Carolina, how the heck are you? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I've never been better. I've been over there watching all this fun for too long. And I'm happy I was able to give my good buddy Revival a nice little gift on the way out. And uh, and uh, disco revival kind of like rubs his rubs the belt. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and now, the IWF is complete. And of course, last month at the Usual Suspects, we showed you that you better not piss us off. <laughs> the crowd loves it, man. Yeah. Loves it. Uh, Commissioner Idell says, "I'd like you guys to stay in the ring for a little while longer. We have one more ceremony to attend to, and I got something important to do." So. Uh, I de- I television shows and I didn't have a song for this, but imagine a sad song. I television uh, shows a, a screen that says "In Memoriam," yeah. right? And um, everything gets a little somber. You know, some of the lights turn red, um, and uh, it fades into a picture of Vince McMahon <laughs> with Idell bowing his head and uh, Double J taking off his Double J hat, obviously. Yeah. And uh, McMahon's on the screen for like five seconds, and it goes away. <laughs> And uh, Idell does the before before it goes away. Idell does the like throat slitting, like cut it out. Like all right, fucking this enough gesture. Um, Idell has the mic and he goes. Now I'd like to invite invite the rest of my roster to the ring for our final installment before match before our matches tonight. Uh, I've got something very important to do. Uh, the, the roster comes out of the barracks. Everybody looking happy and well fed, but not sure what's about to happen. I said we were going to have fewer matches tonight, but that was a bit of a fib. We are actually going to likely set a record for the most wrestling matches on a single two-hour wrestling pay-per-view in the history of the world. And I'm pretty confident about that. Yeah. Who wants to go first? He says with a, with a menacing smile on his face. New IWF signee Michael P.S. Hayes raises his hand. <laughs> Looking uh-huh. a bit confused, but ready to go, right? Idell motions him up. A referee gets into the ring. Idell and Jarrett leave the ring, leaving only Disco Revival and Hayes. Uh, the bell rings. Revival slowly walks towards Hayes and lays down. Hayes, confused, covers Revival and is immediately handed the GCWF title. <laughs> uh-huh. He holds it in the air. His first major singles championship ever. Uh... Idell then touches Dusty Rhodes' shoulder, pointing to the ring. Rhodes gets in the ring. Hayes, knowing what's happening, uh, now knowing what's happening, lays down. Dusty pins him. Dusty Rhodes is the new GCWF <laughs> champion. This takes about, in all, 20 to 25 minutes. But eventually, every single GCWF wrestler on the roster can now say, 
that they held the GCWF title. The last guy to have it, Jeff Jarrett, Double J, lays down for a revival who recaptures his championship. (laughs) Idell then promises that the night will end with Inferno's title being defended once more. So now we've got a match. Buffalo Bagwell has had a bit of an uneventful reign as the Loverboy champion, right? Yeah. Uh, com- com- based on Dusty's booking, Commissioner Idell has for some reason been booking these as normal matches. <laughs> Maybe to insinuate that he was going to be a normal booker from here on out. Tonight is different, though. The Loverboy title will be decided by a pose off on a flatbed trailer going through the streets of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yeah. Buff well, comes- I think it, it was more the, in your depression. You could not think of Loverboy stipulations. Yeah, it just didn't feel like it. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'll take that. Uh, but he's back, baby. Yeah, he's back hard. <laughs> that's full. That's full bore. You know? But Buff comes out already oiled up in a robe with his signature ring flexing entrance, which is one of my favorite <laughs> things. The Buff arms coming out of the ring. Yeah. Um, from the barracks, ravishing Rick Rude comes out with Bobby Heenan. Both of them looking a bit nervous because they had just been informed of the moving vehicle aspect of this com- competition. Uh, as they're walking out, he keeps going, this is dangerous! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's, he's very worried about what's going on. Um, by, uh, I almost said Bobby Roode. Uh, <laughs> Rick Roode takes the microphone and says, now listen, I have a lot of respect for each and every service member in this great nation, but I can't for the life of me comprehend how sick it must make you to fight for the freedom of every inbred loser sweat hog wrestling fan in America. <laughs> and uh, so Heenan takes Rude's robe off and starts applying oil to him yep. uh, to get him ready. Heenan insists that he must inspect the flatbed for safety before this competition is to for his client, you know. Um, so uh, on his way up, uh, he, he slyly because he. he uh, he's, he climbs up and he, he walks past um, uh, Buff Love Bagwell's spot before he gets to Rick Rude's spot. And he slyly pours his oil all over the, the floor uh, um. as he's walking up there. Um, and he declares he declares it safe enough for his client to partake because uh, Rude really wants this title. Uh Bagwell, by the way, didn't notice because he's distracted because he's too busy Googling the word bussy after hearing it on the Twitter page that he definitely runs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the two wrestlers take their places, and as the wheels start moving, Bagwell notices the oil and yells, Hey! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the thing makes it a couple of corners with Rude confidently posing and Bagwell just trying to stay on his feet. Finally, Bagwell loses his footing and slides past Rude onto the pavement. Losing the Loverboy title by disqualification. I mean, those are the breaks, you know? Yeah, them's, them's the breaks. So, uh, Ravishing Rick Rude is your new uh, uh, IWF Loverboy champion. And, it, and it, nay, it, nay has a man ever been more suited it for is, a championship. It is, 100%. And, it's, and, and uh, this has historically been a tough, uh, a tough belt to um, defend. So, we'll see how he does. Um, match two. This is a heavy one. All right. Edge disappeared off of TV after losing the Loverboy title at, at WrestlePocalypse. Uh, at WrestlePocalypse, uh, hubris, supreme arrogance in the face of Goblin. Um, on last week, on, on last week's episode of Beef, uh, he returned with short hair and a bunch of fire to mostly flaccidity. <laughs> sound, sound familiar? 
Um, he said that losing the Loverboy title sent him down a spiral into hell. Not figurative hell, literal hell. And the devil sent him <laughs> with a mission to send back the demonic spirit that has possessed Cain. The devil misses him. Yeah. Or her. I think it's a female spirit. That's why, that's why it became Karen for a little bit. Right, right, right. Only then can be edge can edge be relieved of the terrors that have attached to them, themselves to his very soul. So he's got like thetans, like in Scientology almost. Yeah. Um, when he announced this on beef, uh, Cain started to emerge from the steps. You know how he normally comes out from the steps. The steps open yeah. up. But uh, something was like pulling him back down from under the steps, like trying to pull him back into hell. You know. Yeah. Um, he fought to get free and just ran out of the arena. <laughs> uh, so at insurgency. Edge enters without pyro. He's wearing a trench coat and looks like this is all that he's been able to think about. Obviously, he's fighting for his goddamn soul. Um, yeah. He's fighting for his goddamn. Um, <laughs> Kane does not come out of the steps. He's learned his lesson. Uh, he enters from the darkness behind the barracks. He just walks out. Um, yeah. And he's walking slowly with his head down. He gets into the ring, and Edge slides out of the ring, pulling a crossbow out from under the apron, like a big-ass <laughs> crossbow. Okay. I mean, how else do you kill a demon but with a crossbow? You know what I mean? That's huh? very – yeah. Play on words. Cross, you know, <laughs> bow made out of a cross. Um, yeah. so once Edge gets back into the ring, uh, he's like putting the, uh, he's putting the the uh, the bow, the arrow into the, I don't know, the quiver. I don't know the words. Um, it's he gets a bolt. in the ring. He's getting it ready. Bolt, yeah, sure. Um, and uh, uh, <laughs> as soon as he gets in, though, Kane rushes him. Um, and uh, Edge like shoots the shot, and Kane and misses, and Kane just grabs the crossbow and breaks it with his bare hands in half. That is the problem if you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna take your shot with a crossbow and miss a demon. It ain't, it ain't no fun when the rabbit's got the gun. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, the two start fighting, and a rabid edge starts to get a bit tired because he is like fucking tooth and nail. He's fighting a fucking demon, you know? Yeah. Um, after Kane clothesline over the ropes, they both end up outside the ring. Edge gets a chair and smashes Kane in the forehead, wobbling him a little bit. Edge then lines up and runs and try and tries the spear, but when his shoulder makes contact with Kane, it's like tackling a like a like a telephone pole. Like he just hits him and drops straight to the ground. Kane doesn't even like flinch, you know. Uh -huh. um, Edge falls to the ground, exhausted and injured. Kane gets the chair and lands three giant shots to the back of Edge's head on the ground, and uh, and takes off back into the darkness. So, uh, yeah, that's it's a tough one, uh, I guess. <laughs> I guess uh, uh, nobody wins, but Kane gets to keep his demon spirit, you know? We're going to call it a no contest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, match three. Bret Hart, as the reigning best wrestler in the world champion, is looking for a new challenge. I have fought tooth and nail against the best of the best, and though there have been some close calls, none of them could beat me. Perhaps it's genetic. Maybe I need someone who shares the Hart name to come and try to take this title from me. On the episode of Beef following Wrestlepocalypse, Brett gets into the ring into the cam and looks in the camera and says, Owen, I know you're going to hear this. I'm not doing this because I want to fight you. I'm doing this for wrestling. Come face me at Insurgency. I'll be there waiting for you whether you answer or not. You don't have Owen Hart, do you? I do not have Owen Hart. Okay, no. good. I, I now have Owen Hart. Um, <laughs> no response from Owen. Right. Brett hears nothing. Brett is doing the press conferences alone. They're doing, like, the training. That's how you do it for the best wrestler in the world title. Um, nobody knows if Owen's going to show up to this match. Um, but Brett keeps telling everyone he knows his brother will understand the importance of a match like this, and there's no way he'd stand him up. 
at urge at insurgency uh ladies and gentlemen we got him um <laughs> hart enters with an american flag but his jacket has the canadian flag over the heart uh he gets in the ring and stands there nothing he's adjusting his hair he's looking around he's still confident he's going to see his brother eventually he sits down starting to look disappointed after being in the ring for four or five minutes of silence a helicopter that was previously dark shines its spotlight right next to the entrance barracks, and Owen Hart is standing there in full fatigues, complete with the camo makeup on his face. Ooh. Standing there stone serious, looking at his brother. He starts sprinting to the ring, removing his fatigues, and re reveals a green singlet circling the ring and fist-bumping bread on his way by. The match starts, and it's a classic. They start slow, feeling each other out and working the crowd. Finally, Owen gets Brett in the corner, laying some huge body shots on him before getting him up on the ropes for a huge suplex to the middle of the ring for a near fall. Brett rolls out of the ring to get his wits about him before taking the steps back up and re-entering. Brett blocks an Owen punch and starts to work, work really fast with his hands, something we don't often see from him. He throws Owen into the ropes and hits him flush with a jumping elbow, which causes a gash in Owen's forehead. The two are exhausted at this point. Brett pulls Owen into the corner, and there's a minutes-long struggle in which Brett is trying to get Owen to the top of the turnbuckle. He finally pulls him up with one big yank, and they both lose balance, and they flip backwards over the turnbuckle onto the ground. The ref starts counting. When he gets to seven, Brett starts to get up. Owen sees this and uses every ounce of his, ounce of his strength, to, uh, he, every ounce of strength he has left, to grab Brett's foot as he attempts to get black, climb back into the ring. Brett finally gets loose at 9.5, but it's too late, and the match ends in a double countout. Brett collapses in exhaustion and pain. The brothers walk back to the barracks without saying much to each other, but the, the crowd is uh, losing their fucking goddamns. Um, oh, yeah. So, uh, next match. Okay. <laughs> That's a... Owen, Owen Brett, I mean, you're never going to be upset at the... Uh, no, at the, and it was, a, it was a slobber knocker. You know what I mean? The oh, fans, yeah. The fans love it. Um. It was, uh, I don't know that there's a bad Brett and Owen match in this or any other universe. It's impossible. I mean, it's impossible. Yeah. Uh, eight, eight, 18 minutes that one was. Oh, I like this one, this one, this next match. Right. In changing his approach to booking, Commissioner Idell decided to start a tag team division. But of course, being the IWF, a little different. It's the best damn yeah. tag team uh, format in wrestling. Every non-title tag match in the IWF has a 10-minute time limit. Every one of them. Okay. Every title match, every t tag team title match has a limit of 16 minutes and 23 seconds. You know why 1623? 16 minutes and 23 is the length of the Heart Foundation versus the Brain Busters at SummerSlam 1989. <laughs> okay. There will also eventually be a six-man tag belt. And all six-man matches, even title matches, have a 10-minute time limit. Okay. Uh, double DQ if a non-title match reaches its limit, and if a title match reaches its time limit, the belt is vacated. You don't fuck um, around in the IWF. Yeah. I don't want these long-ass tag team matches. No, <laughs> there's no, there's no 22-minute no. uh, six-man tags. Go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> the inaugural IWF tag team champions will be decided in insurgency. Ooh, new signees. The Dudley boys. Oh, God damn it. Emerge from the back, not wearing their usual camo. Because they, they don't want they don't want any they don't want anybody to think they support the troops. You know what I mean? Right. They're 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 straight heels. Yeah. On TV last week they're asked about the honor 
wrestling at Fort Bragg. They said, yeah, they should be honored that we're wrestling there. But honestly, <laughs> I can see myself in the Army in another life. In that life, of course, I can't fight like I can in this life. I feel like the Army is a great fallback for those who can't cut it under the bright lights in the ring. Uh, <laughs> so that was Bubba Ray? That was Bubba Ray, yeah. For yeah. sure, that was Bubba Ray. Um, their opponents are the newly formed faction of Disco Revival and Double J Jeff Jarrett with, hon- with the Honky Tonk Man. They call themselves Southern Boogie. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, they come down to a huge ovation. The announcers can't believe it as Disco is set to wrestle in the main event tonight, defending his GCWF title. They get to the ring, and the Dudleys get right after it. They go straight under the ring and get to the tables, as this can't be a long match, and every title match is no DQ, even tag matches. Uh, okay. The tables are in the ring, but nobody is hurt, so these guys are just going after each other because nobody's going to be laying on the shit. This match is 100%, 100 miles an hour from start to finish, and nobody can keep track of who the legal man is. <laughs> Revival is on a table with Bubba Ray getting ready to jump on him in the corner, and Double J Jeff Jarrett is on the table with his guitar in one hand, but he's limp otherwise. He's like on his back with his guitar hanging back. Yeah. The Dudleys jump off the corners. Revival moves, and Bubba goes straight through the table. Jarrett moves and smokes Devon with a guitar on his way down. They both pin the Dudley boys and win the tag titles at six minutes, making Disco Revival a double champ. So it's Jeff Jarrett and Disco are the team. Yeah, they're the team. If they if okay. they go if they go three man tag, they the Honky Tonk Man joins. Okay. But uh, the 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 tag team, the two man tag team, is Revival and uh, and Double J. Okay, and they're Honky the Tonk Man's now. there though, huh? Right. <clears throat> He's there for moral support. Yeah. yeah. And and they're they're like. Babyface heels, you know what I mean? Because they're fucking. Yeah. It's Disco Revival, Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> and Honky Tonk Man. They're only yeah. babyfaces because of this whole fucking invasion angle. But otherwise, they're gonna be the greatest goddamn heel tag team in the yeah. in the history. Um, that moves us to our main event. Okay. Commissioner Idell's in the ring to announce the final match. He says that for about the thirtieth time tonight, the GCWF title <laughs> will be contested. Uh-huh. Coming to the ring, a two-time GCWF champion and current IWF tag team champion, <laughs> Disco Revival. Yeah. yeah. Disco comes out with JJ and Honky Tonk Man eating up the crowd. They are just, oh, man. They're just the, the, yeah. cool, the cool kids on campus. And his opponent, Idell, slowly puts the microphone down, starts unbuttoning his dress shirt to reveal... A singlet. <laughs> Idell puts puts his uh he he reaches his hand out and somebody hands him some headgear, puts it on, all mm-hmm. uh fucking Rick Steiner. And uh, the crowd starts to understand where this is going. <laughs> Idell completely out of his clothes, sa- shakes hands with Revival and the bell rings. The two circle each other for a second. Idell slides down, putting his hands between Revival's legs, grabs him in a fireman's carry, throws him on the ground, covers and pins. Making Commissioner Andrew Idell <laughs> the champion yeah. of the Godwin Championship Wrestling Federation. He's holding the belt, looking at it on his knees, and just laughing maniacally as the show ends. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> I, you know, it's uh, I gave you, I gave you all the bullets. You know, I can't, 
I can't uh, blame you for loading the gun. Yeah. Know? So I was, I was, uh, when, when we were, I think, I think it was during the show last week, I thought of the idea of giving everybody the belt. <laughs> Cause it's like the most disrespectful thing I could have yeah. done for your belt. It hurts uh, my feelings that my belt, my belt lineage <laughs> is so tamp is so tampered with. Now. Yeah. The, the, the lineal heavyweight champion is like a, that's a really loaded thing now. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, Miss Jackie and fucking uh, uh, Spike Dudley have been the champion. Yeah, it's... I don't even think I had Spike Dudley. I just drafted Spike Dudley. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, and then I was like, do I do I give Idell the title? <laughs> I I kind of have to give Idell the title. Uh, yeah. So I figured, you know, give give Revival and Jeff Jarrett like make them still because they're still like they're almost like the outsiders. They're like the main characters in this whole invasion, right? Yeah. So they still have to be involved. But I just thought it'd be really funny to have Idell be the champion. Well, in the long history of promoters who have also been champion. You yeah, know, that is true. You have, you have Vince. You're now in elite company with the two Vinces, you know, Russo, yeah, I, Russo and McMahon. I feel like I did mine the best way. Because and but they they I'm lucky because I had another organization's belt <laughs> because yeah. I I just had the guy lay down for me <laughs> yeah so that's but you know if if you do a tribute to Vince on your show winning the world title <laughs> yeah, that is true the sort of the the God best... damn it I shouldn't have done a singlet I should have had that weird cut off black shirt that Vince always wears <laughs> yeah the with the dress pants. You know, you know how funny you look if you're like being as skinny as me, and <laughs> cut off sleeves. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, I but I had to do it. I had to take the title. I I think this will this will create good theater. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what you do with it. Yeah. Uh, if you figure. want, we might want to have like a discussion session to like decide how we want to end this because we we want to uh you know we want to at least get one more pay-per-view apiece yeah and you know what, what wouldn't wouldn't you know who's gonna it's it's a wouldn't you know who won the pony but it's gonna be a wouldn't you know who got who fucking ate a bunch of shit at the end of this <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well uh, i think i have an idea already for the okay. next for the next show, I have to run it. I have to run it by you. Yeah, but. that's the thing. If we coordinate just a, li- we don't have to coordinate a lot because I still want to be surprised. Yeah. But if we maybe a little bit of coordination might help us do this correct, you know. Yeah. So. Or or we could do it nothing. We could do it blind, and you could just fucking if if you think you're okay, just this is what you do. Formulate your idea and think to yourself: Does he need to know? Like, do we need? Do I need to run this by him? If you don't, yeah. and you think that we can just keep going with it, I trust you. We'll do that. Okay, I like that. I think. I've got a, I've got a decent handle on what uh, Commissioner Idell, to be clear, the made-up wrestling character. Thank you. What his, what his uh, motives are. Yeah. You know where I can where I can take it over. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's an all-timer. You know, I I feel like he's, uh, a, he's a slippery one. You know. I just <laughs> I re-listened to Wrestlepocalypse to to make sure that I didn't like because I I every week I forget who's on my roster so I yeah. like that's why every week it's like completely new guys except for <laughs> Bret Hart and whoever my heavyweight champion is who currently is Rowdy Roddy Piper who wasn't on this show right so like and the Sandman <laughs> and the Sandman yeah. yeah so like but uh, uh the the wrestling the our booking ones are the only ones that I keep the notes for 
so that I can yeah. remember what I did last time. I got it. I kept my notes for like that's the problem though. Like I kept my notes for Wrestlepocalypse, but Wrestlepocalypse I didn't like. I it was the same thing where I was just like, okay, I know I have these fucking guys. I got fucking Edge. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. like, uh, I got I got to look up the people who I've actually drafted. I forgot who my announcers are. I know I've got Dusty Rhodes. I can't remember who the other one is, so I didn't mention them. Yeah. And the like, IW, the IWF is more uh, is more booked on concepts than actual wrestlers. You got it's a it's a party, baby. I'm a yeah. I'm a I'm a four wrestler promotion. You know what yeah. I mean? But we 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 write movies. Well, it's like a lover you know lover boy title concept. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No dis no disqualification in the main event. Oh fuck! Concept. I forgot to tell you. God damn it! Uh, fuck! Uh, hold on. Let me. Uh, I Idel Idel's in the middle of the ring. On his knees, yeah. laughing maniacally with the belt, because the fifth match in every IWF time, uh, pay-per-view is the yep. Vince Russo match. Fuck! Yeah, I, I, I should have written that in the notes. That's that's how you make sure to see that concept. Strong concept. Yeah, you can plug plug anybody into those concepts. That's why I. Uh, that's the only reason that I had five matches is because like I knew I wanted the Vince Russo match to be <laughs> Idell winning the title. Yeah. But, uh, fuck, I wish I would have said it on the main thing because people probably turned off by now. But uh, <laughs> it's all right. For those of you who stayed, you got a nice little nugget. Uh, where we leave off now is Dusty Godwin. Uh, I mean, uh, Commissioner Godwin uh, is running his next GCWF pay-per-view. They are not in possession of their title belt. And uh, and uh, we, we have to see how they lick their wounds, basically. It's it's true, yes. So, uh, <laughs> I am presenting GCWF. What happens in Vegas is the, okay, okay. the name of the show. What's that? Isn't that an Ashton Kutcher movie? <laughs> it is. It is indeed. <laughs> uh, also, popular acronym that I don't know if you've heard. There are some jokes about how not everything that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Very funny. That is funny. It's also not an acronym, though. <laughs> or what a, a saying, I guess. <laughs> With... You're not an acronym. <laughs> well, that is true. That is yeah. true. <laughs> Thank How you. How about that? <laughs> Take that. Uh, so anyway, uh, in the weeks after IWF, we got him. Uh, <laughs> Commissioner Godwin <laughs> has been trying to negotiate the return of his world title from Idell. But every time Godwin tries to put Idell in a match, the champion simply states... I choose not to wrestle. <laughs> I choose not to wrestle. It's it's an inside joke with all the Seinfeld fans in the crowd, but it, it works. Uh, Commissioner Godwin feeling that stripping the title from his champion would only further damage his title, uh, which has already suffered enough, is really left with no option. Uh, I'm, I'm out on a I'm out on a wire. I can't strip you of the belt because that would hurt the lineage that's already been severely damaged. You need you need somebody to beat me for it. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the GCWF is in shambles as uh, many of the wrestlers are questioning the leadership of Commissioner Godwin and how he could allow Jeff Jarrett and Disco Inferno to infiltrate the company and steal the world title. Uh, one man who is particularly upset, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who's been running rampant on both Saturday Night Slam and Friday Night Beef, uh, <laughs> fighting anyone that he can get his hands on. Listen. He's welcome on beef. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> right. He's, uh, but he's there in an unofficial capacity. He's just, uh, he's just mad. You know, he, he was the champion and now 
the belt that had once bore his name is a joke uh, and he can't deal with that. So uh, finally, Commissioner Godwin has had enough and states at the NGM Grand, he is challenging Commissioner Idell to appear. And he says, I've challenged your pride. I've challenged your manhood. I've challenged your ability. And that got me nowhere. So now I'm appealing to your sense of spectacle. <laughs> I'll let you put Stone Cold Steve Austin in any match you want. But if he wins, I get to name the stipulation. This is one night only because what happens in Vegas only happens in Vegas. I'm changing the, the, the slogan. Um, <laughs> you're going to get, get sued by Vegas. Uh, they can bring it. But uh, I, I can only, when you said I, I, I'm trying to appeal to your sense of spectacle, uh, <laughs> I, the first thought was my one weakness. <laughs> yep, it is. Uh, and so as part of the agreement for Commissioner Idell to agree, he's demanded certain things be put on his rider. So our show opens. We're at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's a it's a spectacle unlike any other. There's a giant curtain to the right of the ring setup. Uh, we're at we've got a sellout. Uh, but as we open the show, Commissioner Idell has demanded that we open with the Idell Parade of Champions. <laughs> oh, Rick Rude, Jeff Jarrett. Disco Inferno and the commissioner himself come out as confetti falls from the ceiling and we are the champions plays over the loudspeaker. <laughs> Idell could be heard mentioning how expensive this song was to license, but how that's not his problem because Godwin had to pay for it. I, and I want to add a couple things. I, I'm throwing the glitter like I was in the first one. I'm throwing the yeah. glitter on the crowd. Uh, and uh, we take so long to get to get down the ramp that we have to play We Are the Champions twice. <laughs> it restarts. Yeah, it's like, uh, have you ever heard live? They, they used to do like a punk version of We Are the Champions that was like way faster. Queen did? Yeah, like they would open the show with like a, a fast version of it, and then they would end the show with like the... Oh, really? I haven't heard the fast one. Yeah, it's interesting. So, uh, yeah, it's played like two and a half times... And every time it plays, I've got to pay <laughs> for, it to, <laughs> for it to play again. So, uh, Once the Parade of Champions is over, we start the show official with uh, our first match, which is Rob Van Dam versus Sabu with Bill Alfonso. And as you'll recall, at our last pay-per-view, mm -hmm. uh, Sabu turned on Rob Van Dam and threw a goddamn fireball <laughs> in his face. Uh, fucking Sabu is fiery, man. Yeah, so Van Dam has returned after uh, months of recovery from his injuries uh, at the hands of Sabu and the Fireball. So the match <clears> starts, <throat> and Van Dam uh, is a step off early. He's missing all of his attacks, while Sabu is crisp uh, and takes over hitting a springboard leg drop and grounding Van Dam with a camel clutch. Uh, Sabu misses a moonsault, allowing Van Dam to hit his offense the classics the rolling thunder and a split leg and moonsault for a two count uh, van dam goes up top for the sprawl for the frog splash when bill alfonso grabs his leg and van dam falls to the mat allowing sabu to hit a triple jump moonsault and steal the pin at 13 minutes and 22 seconds and this got three and a half stars that's awesome uh that fucking alfonso man <laughs> oh and he's been blowing the whistle even though actually he can't blow the whistle because one of the 
demands that you put on was uh no whistle because Thank it hurts you. your because it hurts your ears it hurts my ears bro <laughs> i struggle with those sounds yeah. it hurt i i hated it on the tv I, I in person that would fucking kill me yeah uh andrew used to, when we would go for walks when we worked at the same place if a car was too loud it would it would really rattle you oh okay? it makes me so mad like if if you're listening and you have a loud car we hate you like yeah Unless, unless it's another, even the other loud car guys hate you because they're like, that doesn't sound exactly like my car. My car's got the wall and this car's got the wall. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, nobody likes you. If you but even like, car. even even emergency vehicles that have to be loud, he would just be like, does that siren have to be that fucking loud? Yeah, we need to we need to find out a better way. They if if you if they need you to get out of the way, there's a there's an alert system in your car. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. hey, there's a there's a fucking we don't need that type of fucking noise in our lives. Yeah. I'm like a that. dog on July 4th. <laughs> get on that, Elon Musk. Do some good. Yeah, for, man. For once. I, don't, I don't need these things, man. I my I do that thing where like my shoulders go up. Like, yeah. the, God damn, you know, what is that? What is that? Yeah, there's a. You are. You're like a. You're like a small dog that's been, <laughs> that's been uh, snuck up on. You know. I I was uh, uh I was I went to my brother's house one time, Jacob, and uh, he lives in Arkansas, and he uh, he has he had a at the time like a twelve year old son. And 12 year old boys just randomly are just like, you know, and I don't know what he, I can't remember what he was doing. He was like singing a song or something, but he did it like that. Just randomly. We were sitting there quiet and randomly this kid's yelling. I went, Hey, 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 we're not going to do that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I flinched and like, and I I felt so bad afterwards because like, uh, I I knew that like, I know the kid better now, but like, uh, he's, he's, I, I love him, but like, uh, I had only like, that was one of the first times that I'd only seen him like three or four times in my life at that time. So like, yeah. I wasn't in a place to discipline or, or like get onto this kid, but I was like, Hey, we're not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> How about we don't do that? Let's, well, let's play the sit here quietly game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, anyway. Uh, so our second match is a four way elimination match for the GCWF light heavyweight title. Uh, it's Lance Storm versus Dean Malenko versus Rey Mysterio versus Taka Mishinoku. Ooh, uh, that's a good match. And this is Commissioner Godwin booking this match saying, you know, just because my world title is in shambles, I can still prove that I have the best wrestling show because it's still deeply important that I prove <laughs> that my wrestling show is good. And uh, uh, Commissioner Idell makes the jerk-off motion. Right. <laughs> So uh, this match is pure lunacy. Uh, it's just filled with high spots, guys falling in and out of the ring. Uh, Malenko eliminates Takamishinoku after a top rope gut buster. Uh, Ray and Lance Storm have a back and forth sequence that ends with Ray drop kicking Lance Storm into Dean Malenko, who falls out of the ring, and then Lance gets hit with the six one nine splash combo. Because wouldn't you know when? Uh, or whatever Ray drop kicked Landstorm, he landed right on that second rope. Oh yeah. man, it's crazy how often that happens for Ray. <laughs> Every single match, yeah. I never see it happen to anybody else. Nobody but... else lands on that second rope. Nope. So <laughs> they we're just down... stay there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're down to Dean Malenko and Ray, and of course Dean, uh, his strategy is to tie uh, Ray up in submissions and ground him. 
but Ray, after he makes it to the ropes on a clover leaf, uh, gets set up for the gut buster off the top. He avoids that and then reverses it into a top rope Hurricane Rana to win the GCWF light heavyweight title in 19 minutes and 17 seconds. And this got four and a quarter stars. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So I know how to book wrestling. Whatever, right? man. <laughs> so do you have the, um, do you have the, do you have the best wrestler in the world? You know? <laughs> no, unfortunately I do not. I've, I've, have, I've have matches for that every, every show. <laughs> it's true. Uh, up next, the road warriors come out and they say that they're happy with this change in direction. The IWF wrestlers are enjoying the new commissioner and hell, they both got to be world champion for a minute. So what do they got to complain <laughs> about? You know? Uh, and now they've come to Vegas and they're looking for a fight. And so at the top of the ramp, the miracle violence connection appear and say, they don't care about politics, but if somebody wants to fight, they are always ready to fight. Uh, and this is where commissioner Idell runs out and says, actually, as part of my appearance here, um, I'm going to demand that this title be not that does not be about championships, and that this match be made a Las Vegas street fight where falls count anywhere. Uh, <laughs> says now make that match, coward Godwin. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm out of here. So of course, my hands are tied. I have to make this a Las Vegas street fight. <laughs> so our third match is the Road Warriors versus the Miracle Violence Connection. Uh, and immediately, both teams are brawling on the floor. Uh, Animal power bombs Terry, or power slams Terry Gordy through the timekeeper's table. Uh, Dr. Death uses one of the spikes from the Road Warriors' shoulder pads to cut Hawk open in the ring. Fuck he, yeah, like, dude. breaks the spike off. This is wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dr. Death. Uh, oh, then Gordy clotheslines Animal over the guardrail, and they fight into the crowd. Like, the camera can barely keep up with what's happening. Yeah. It's just four dudes just kicking the shit out of each other. Uh, both teams brawl onto the casino floor amongst the fans. So now we're in the casino. Hell yeah. Uh, Dr. Death slams Hawk's head into a slot machine, but Hawk no-sells it as coins fall from the slot machine <laughs> yeah. because... There's a jackpot that was. Hit. I was, I was going to ask if they, if, please say it hit a jackpot. Yeah, of course it did. What am I, an amateur? Yeah. Uh, Dr. Death and Gordy double team animal and hit him with a doctor bomb through a blackjack table that people were actively playing blackjack at. Fuck yeah, before, dude. <laughs> before animal got power bombed. And it. blackjack Bradshaw was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Bradshaws blackjack. were there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hawk climbs onto a, a row of slot machines and hits a double clothesline onto both the Miracle Violence Connection, pinning Terry Gordy to end this bloody brawl at 15 minutes and 47 seconds. This gets five stars, my friend. It sounds it's like five stars. It's a classic match. I got five stars in a jackpot. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Somebody's going home happy. Yeah. Not Terry Gordy, but somebody is. Poor Terry Gordy. Uh, He's four... always in the doo-doo. Yeah, someday he'll be in the Alligator Natives. Today is not the day. Uh, our fourth match is Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle. Uh, okay. This match, this match came about because Bret knows what it's like to be screwed over uh, by by the commissioner or the owner of a company, mm -hmm. and uh, he says that he knows Angle is the true power protecting the commissioner and calls Idella paper champion. 
uh, and Idel doesn't take too kindly to that. Bret Hart called me a paper champion. <laughs> yeah, my best wrestler in the world called me a paper champion. Well, he's on my he's on my show now. I'm pissed. You you took Bret Hart. <laughs> I'm taking Bret Hart. Dude. You took my best wrestler in the world. <laughs> no, I forgot. Actually, I thought I had Bret Hart. I have Eddie Guerrero. But anyway, they have this match because <laughs> uh, I because I booked it as such. Okay. Oh, Brett's on my team because you screwed me over. That's why. Uh, so he might work for you, but I'm able. But I was able to convince him that he needs to wrestle. <laughs> okay. So that's how that. All right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm perusing your, uh, your, your, uh, your roster. I can tell you that. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, uh, Angle wants. He's my to only good wrestler. <laughs> no, he still works for you. He's just opposed to you because you, <laughs> you screwed over the wrestlers. All right. All right. So. Uh, he says that while uh, Brett might Angle says that while Brett might have graduated the dungeon, Angle is the true greatest wrestler in the world. So both men agree to have a match to prove who's the best, where there are no rope breaks, and the only way to win is by uh, tap out or knockout. So okay. uh, each guy gets to bring a corner man to the ring with him. Angle brings Brett's brother Owen out because, of course, he does. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and then I am the second for Brett the Hitman Hart in this instance. So uh, Brett and Angle have a masterful match full of reversals and takedowns. Angle is continually frustrated by Brett's ability to get out of all of his holds. And one uh, once on the break from the referee uh, in the corner, he goes to the eyes. And then Angle takes over with suplexes, working on Brett's neck, uh, hits a bunch of Germans before Brett... It's finally able to reverse him, and Brett hits all his classic moves, the leg sweep, the backbreaker, uh, and when he goes for the sharpshooter, Owen jumps up on the apron, which allows Angle to chop block Brett's knee and lock in the ankle lock. Uh, Brett fights it off, uh, gets his own sharpshooter, but he can't hold it because his ankle's all fucked up. Mm-hmm. The ankle lock. So Angle's able to get the ankle lock locked in a second time, and Great Vines the leg. So now Brett can't move and he can't use the ropes to break the hold. And Angle's just cranking on his ankle. Mm-hmm. And he's facing Commissioner Godwin. And he's telling him, don't throw the towel in. I, I'm not going to tap out. I don't care. And uh, after a few seconds of this, we hear an audible snap of Bret Hart's ankle. And based on that, finally, after being locked in it, Commissioner Godwin has to throw in the towel, which gives Kurt Angle the victory. Angle and Owen celebrate around Brett, who everybody fears has a broken ankle. The paramedics come out to cart Brett off, and he's still yelling at Godwin, who's apologizing profusely. Like, what am I going to do, man? Like, you're, you can't go anywhere. Your ankle's fucking broken. Kurt Angle got you this time. You know, he cheated, but he got you. So... Angle gets on the mic, starts yelling about how he's the greatest wrestler in the world. He's crippled, he's crippled Bret Hart and has proved that America produces the greatest wrestlers in the world. When Eddie Guerrero attacks Owen and Angle, grabbing the mic and saying he was screwed out of his title by Angle, and if Angle is American wrestling, it doesn't matter because he doesn't have Latino heat. Mm-hmm. And Eddie says he's coming for Angle. He's going to whoop his ass. So you took my one good wrestler. Yeah. You snapped his leg in half. <laughs> To be fair, yeah, I, for, I forgot that he was your wrestler. He's been so. on like he's been on every every. He's like the only guy that's been on every Idol Wrestling Federation pay per view except for Kane, sure, and Disco Revival. I forgot. 
Um, take two. You take two of my guys for okay. for Bret Hart. I uh, <laughs> I'm hurting now. I'm hurting. Uh, I gotta figure out. <laughs> All right. All right. You know we adapt. Yeah. You know what I mean. Well, and, I, and figure... I still contend. He did not tap. I well, I figure I booked you a great rematch. You you screw jobbed. <laughs> You screw jobbed a, a great rematch in fucking a year and a half when his fucking leg comes gets glued back together. Nah, it's wrestling. His ankle's not really broken. You know there was works. an audible snap. Yeah, <laughs> some guy in the back with a bamboo stick. <laughs> yeah, kendo sticked it. <laughs> this is truly uh, my fault. Why I shouldn't book my shows? I'm early in the morning. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna book around this. All right, I'm gonna book around this. I'm gonna fucking, you know, Steve Austin's gonna die in the in my in my. Uh... <laughs> uh, so now, but God, he's broken in half. He's actually gonna be broken in half. Yeah, he's he was too low yet again. <laughs> yes. uh, just keeps so... just keeps just uh, Owen Hart versus Steve Austin, a pile driver match. <laughs> <laughs> just an inverted pallet. For, first guy to get pile drove pile driven. Eight times <laughs> loses. Yeah. Uh, so before our main event, GCWF world champion Andrew Idell makes his way to the ring, stating it feels so good to be the champion. You know, he gets to call his own shots, travel first class, make all the media appearances. And because that Mark Godwin's so worried about his precious title, he doesn't even have to wrestle. Uh, but he is right that there's one thing that he loves just about as much as being champion. And it's the and it's a good spectacle, so he actually he says I know everybody thinks that I'm only in it for the show that I'm not some kind of wrestling historian but I went back through the books to look through the the to look through the annals and find the most ludicrous ridiculous wrestling spectacle I could find for the main event tonight, but I don't want to announce it alone, ladies and gentlemen. I have a special invited guest for the evening. The greatest WCW champion of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. David Arquette. Listen, you want a show? I'm bringing a show. <laughs> yeah. And with that, David Arquette in his full fucking Elvis gear uh, <laughs> makes his way to the ring with Jared and Disco, waving to the fans and slapping hands as he gets in the ring. Uh, he gets in the ring, hitting all four corners like he's Steve Austin before bowing down and kissing Idell's feet. Uh, <laughs> hey, David, it's great to have you here. Now, if the camera could vo- can join me just a little to my right, I'd like to unveil our main event, the Doomsday Cage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a curtain drops, and the gigantic three-tiered cage is revealed. You know, uh, and Idell says, you know, this cost a pretty penny. To get this thing out of storage, uh, you know how much it costs? Doesn't matter. Neither do I. Godwin has to pay for this thing. Uh, and tonight, for one night only, using Commissioner Godwin's checkbook, I've signed the uh, classic team from Uncensored 96 to form the Alliance to End Dusty Mania. <laughs> so is uh, Z Gangsta, what, what was Zeus's name? Our main event, <laughs> Doomsday Cage, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the Alliance to End Dustin Mania, which is Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Ming, the Barbarian, Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan, Lex Luger, The Final Solution, and of course, 
is a gangster. That's his name. Okay. I, 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 I thought that was his name. Okay. Okay. So if Commissioner Godwin's team wins, if Steve Austin is able to win, he gets to captain a Survivor Series team of his choice against a Survivor Series team featuring Commissioner Idell and his choice of wrestlers. Okay. And if Commissioner Idell gets pinned, whoever pins him becomes the world champion. Okay. So Austin has to beat all these all these motherfuckers mm-hmm. to try to get his belt back. Goddamn so, rattlesnake. Yeah. So I'm 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 coming with a fucking gun to that situation. <laughs> uh, Austin has to work his way from the top of the cage to the bottom, defeating all of his opponents along the way. Classic doomsday cage. Yeah. Uh, Austin comes out seemingly unaffected by this announcement. He enters at the top of the cage as the alliance to end Dustamania enter. At the top tier, Austin faces off against Flair and Anderson, who double-team him, throwing him into the cage, busting him open immediately. But then Flair goes to throw him into the cage. It gets reversed. He hits a stunner on Arn Anderson, pins Arn Anderson, moves on to the next cage. Okay. Then the next cage, he's got to fight Ming and the Barbarian. Fucking he Ming. throws powder. <laughs> he throws powder immediately into both of their faces, hits stunners on both, pins the Barbarian, Moves on to the to the lateral cage, where he's got to face the Taskmaster and Lex Luger. Of course, Austin hits a press, a Luthez press on Luger. Gets up, hits the stunner on Sullivan, makes it to the final level. While Commissioner Idell's losing his shit in the ring, because <laughs> he and, and his entourage are watching from inside of the ring. Fucking get him! Get out of there! <laughs> uh, on the bottom level, though, everybody catches up with Austin. As Jarrett, Arquette, Disco, and Idell make their way to the cage. The Alliance and Dustamania are all taking shots at Austin, who's fighting out valiantly, but he's overwhelmed. Idell has the mic as the gangster and the final solution, uh, or ultimate solution. Lee. Uh, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> oh, uh, man, this has been a rough one. Yeah. Uh, hold Austin and slaps him around and says, Why'd you sign up for this match? This is the worst idea. This is a worse idea than any movie that Zig Gangster has ever been involved in, except for Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you. He says, I'm done with this. And he grabs Jared's guitar, ready to hit Austin when the lights go out. And hopefully, I have this music cue. The lights are out. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> and okay. out comes the Sandman. Uh, making his taking his sweet time. Really, they could have pinned Steve Austin in the meantime. Yeah, but everybody is, of course, enamored with the Sandman's entrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes out. He starts swinging the kendo stick, beating the shit out of the Alliance to end Dustamania. Uh, and but even the Sandman, it's not enough to beat ten guys. You know. Yeah. So they 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 eventually take the Sandman down, and Idell. What the fuck is this? <laughs> My own guys are rallying against me. And of course, the Sandman, you know, spits spits at Idell and says, you know, I want to be the champion. I respect Steve Austin. I don't give a shit about all this that's going on. You know, I, I, I want to be respected. I gave you three title matches. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, he stole his gimmick from, <laughs> even though Steve stole his gimmick from the Sandman, he respects Steve. Yeah. So he's out here trying to trying to help out. Idell 
finally has control of the situation again. They wipe out Sandman with the guitar. They're getting ready to hit Steve with a guitar again. When, can you believe it, the lights go out a second time. Then the, the lights come back on. They're red. And who appears from under the ring? It's the fiend, Bray Wyatt. Oh, Jesus Christ. He hits the spider, the upside down spider pose. Back bending ass bitch. Everybody's so terrified that Austin's able to hit the Stone Cold Stunner on Ric Flair and pin Ric Flair because in every Doomsday match, it must be Ric Flair who eats the pinfall. We should have made him champ first. Yeah, 24 minutes and 11 seconds. Idell leaves the ring screaming, Is that a goddamn demon yep. that I just saw in the ring? Yep. Uh, the Fiend. Gets on the mic, says that he's heard all the shit that Idell's talked about him. That's why he had to come here. He had to see him face to face. And now he's going to be on the Survivor Series team that Idell has to face. Sweet. Go off the air. Steve Austin and the Fiend in the ring. Sandman handing beers out to everyone. By the way, Sandman still works for you. He just, he's the Sandman. No, yeah, he's 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 fired. He's gonna be immediately fired. <laughs> it's a wild card, you know. At the at the at the, in the, the beginning of the next show. So you 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 took Owen, Brett, and Sandman, and you snapped Brett's leg. In <laughs> no, I didn't take Owen. Owen uh, seconded Kurt Angle. Oh, okay. Kurt, Ang- Kurt Angle's your guy. Okay, okay, okay. I fucking I'm, gave you Kurt Angle at the last show. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm gonna. Uh, did you give me Kurt Angle? Yeah, I forgot about that. He double he he double crossed. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay, okay. I've got I've got Kurt Angle, and and the end, he is now the best wrestler in the world. So, <laughs> sure. um, okay. So I got to book a Survivor Series match, which is as we know, my favorite kind of match. <laughs> it's true. Uh, for uh, so if. If somebody other than Commissioner, I'd, well, it's a Survivor Series match, so if 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 uh, the whole team has to be eliminated, so uh, what other, if unless you win, what if Commissioner Idell gets pinned first? Then that guy's the champ until, and then if that guy gets pinned, whoever okay. pins him, okay, champ. okay, okay, okay. So whoever whoever's the last person with the belt mm-hmm. is now the champion. Okay. So if there are like three guys on the team, and this is four by four, four four versus four, four versus four, you get the team names, you get a, you get it all. Okay. And it's like three months away. Brett could be back by then. No, you know. (laughs) No, he's he's dead. Brett's dead. (laughs) I don't fucking. I shoot dead horses in the IW. Injured horses in the IWF. You know what I mean? Look, I had to ratchet the stakes up. Things have gotta things have gotta <laughs> be important, you know. Yeah, I um I uh I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do. I, I I've got some ideas. I've got Plus some I forgot ideas. again, I forgot Brett was your wrestler. I thought I was really hurting myself. I've uh, it's, it's, <laughs> so it's just funny because like I said, he's been on every show. Uh you know. He's my best wrestler in the world. <laughs> it was early. I was trying to make the best match possible. Uh, I'm, st- I'm using everybody. You use, you use two of my guys for the best match possible. Who's the better wrestling show? Huh? <laughs> huh? Huh? Yeah. But um, okay. Those of you listening, uh, that is the first half of our fifth installment. I have to now uh, 
think about what I'm gonna do to this motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 we, we gotta. Um, I don't want to give anything away. I was gonna say something. I'm not gonna give it away. But uh, also, you don't have to book the Survivor Series. You can book a show in between if you want, or you can book the Survivor Series. Which no, it's gonna be the well. It's not gonna be a Survivor Series. It's it's gonna be a Survivor or, Series match. Yeah, you can book the Survivor Series match if you want, or you can do a different show leading up to that one. No, it's gonna be the main event of my next show for okay. sure. Uh, just because I don't want to, I don't want to do a buffer match where I'm like, in three years, I'm gonna. That would be funny. That would be a, a commissioner. He didn't say when I have to do it. Yeah, uh, that's true. And I just hold up your title for like years, yep. and they start to go, man, I don't think this is a work. Like, I feel like Commissioner Idell actually has Commissioner Godwin's title. Yeah. And then, I really don't want my title devalued. G- GCWF <laughs> is just in sh- like no t- no champion for years. Yeah, no heavyweight champion. We got a good light heavyweight division. You, you'll, pretty... you'll start start having like a a paperweight champion title. Yeah. Pretty pretty sick light heavyweight division, but we have no heavyweight champion. <laughs> uh, okay, well, as much as I want to uh, just absolutely destroy your uh, your wrestling promotion, well, let's get this let's 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 get this Survivor Series match done. Uh, we'll do that. That's that's what to look forward to in the in the match that I'm gonna. Uh, I mean, the show that I'm gonna break down in like ten minutes, but uh, it'll be like. I don't know. Whenever we do it, maybe Monday. Yeah, probably Monday. Okay. Well, so Monday in nice. our in our lives, it'll be the normal Saturday release that you're listening to right now. So I don't know. I don't know why I have to. Uh, yeah. Sunday you listen release. To Eric Bisch- you listen to the Eric Bischoff one. Then after that one, there'll be this one. And there'll so, be this one that you're already yeah. listening to. So, um, love you guys. And yeah. uh, Andrew, drop drop the socials at the top. Brad Hart's dead. Sandman's for- a traitor. Hashtag <laughs> hashtag pray for Brett. Yeah. So yeah. It, Fucking Sandman ass bitch. Uh, <laughs> I gave him three fucking. He doesn't. He didn't deserve three fucking title fights. Look, you man. lost. Listen, you lost. You know, <laughs> he, he couldn't Steve beat Austin. Piper. Yeah, I know he did, and he did really like Steve Austin and uh, the the one night stand when he kept like yeah. trying to get up to like all drunk trying to talk to Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah. He's a... Here's a beer, goddammit. Get away from get me. Get away from me. Somebody got this fucking freak yeah, <laughs> away from this, me. Get this lush away from me. <laughs> fucking so. poor man's me. Uh, <laughs> but not not selling out WrestleMania ass me. <laughs> anyway, Andrew dropped the socials at the top. Can't wait to see what diabolical things are in store for my poor wrestlers. In yeah. The we'll be uh, we'll be we'll be right back. Yeah. All right, you bastard. <laughs> uh huh. Look, I'm ready to take my medicine. I the, told the, you the chips are stacked against me. <laughs> the deck is stacked against me. I don't know what the uh-huh. what the phrase is. I'm tired. Uh, uh, you've 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 painted me into a corner, and I had to book my way out of it. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, don't make, me book, don't make me book my way out of it. Uh, the follow up to GCWF: What Happens in Vegas is. The Idell Wrestling Federation presents Heat Machine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Heat Machine. Live from a newly constructed giant-ass arena in Death Valley, California. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's not exactly an arena. It's outdoors, and it's at night. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a heat machine. <laughs> it's an amphitheater, I believe is what those are called. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. 
they called it the giant ass new whatever I called it or before. That's what yeah. they call it. Um, our show opens with uh, Tony Schiavone uh, and Dusty Rhodes sitting there looking nervous, right? And Shivani says, for the first time in its storied history, the world's hottest wrestling company is coming at you live from the hottest place on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Tony Shivani, and a lot has gone on in the wrestling world since the IWF invasion of the Godwin Championship Wrestling Federation. Also, the Sandman has been fired. <laughs> okay. And he probably, uh, he probably knew that was coming. This is not the first time the Sandman's been fired. Yeah, he's not there. He's not there. Yeah. Um Dusty Rhodes uh, chimes in. Yeah, Tony, this is crazy. Our fearless leader, Commissioner Idell, organized the coup like no other and became a champion of a major, perhaps though lesser, wrestling organization. <laughs> what am I? What I am struggling with though is the condition of Brett the Hitman Hawk. And Shivani says, "Yes, unfortunately, inexplic inexplicably, Brett defended his best wrestler in the world belt against fellow IWF wrestler Kurt Angle in the last GCWF pay per view." Thus, thus far, no updates have been given on Brett's condition, but I just got word that we have him on the line. Brett, how are you doing, and why did that match even take place? Brett goes, well, Tony, I'm not doing too hot. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like I wrestled Goldberg again. Uh, thankfully, the doctors were able to save my leg, but it looks like I'll be on the shelf for a while. I'm not sure what happened. I was relaxing at home in Canada, and I woke up in the ring enduring the worst pain of my life. Some, something happened, and somebody is going to lose their ass for this. Shivani says, well, Brett, rest up, and thank you for your time. Speaking of time, we don't have much of it. Our main event tonight is a Survivor Series match for the GCWF, GCWF World Heavyweight title, currently held by our very own beloved Commissioner Idell. Many of the participants are already decided, but the rest will be announced right before the match. Let's get to the action-packed event we have planned. First match. Ravishing Rick Rude has been living the life as the Loverboy champion. It's like the title was created for him. He's been parading the belt around everywhere he goes, and he just started a quote-unquote real manification subscription service, su subscription service in which he teaches men how to do real men things like work out, tan, and curl their hair. Um, Dusty, if you can unmute, because when you laugh, the, the people need to hear it. You know what I mean? I don't want to yeah. hear like, I don't want to sound like I'm bombing here, you know? No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the three things he knows best. Those are the three yeah. things he knows yeah, best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you sign up, you become one of Rude's dudes. <laughs> uh, I, I also love it because that does legitimately sound like a early 90s wrestling product that they could sell. Oh, yeah. Know? And uh, uh, you want to go from sweat hog to ravishing? Here's how. And then it's a subscription box service. You know? my, and my favorite thing about it is uh, it's actually just a really annoying multi-level marketing scheme. It's <laughs> yep. a multi-level marketing heel gimmick is hilarious. That's yeah. He's just trying to constantly get three friends. Yeah, he's just <laughs> so, trying to get the other wrestlers to yeah, do it. So, to join his stable. Man, I've seen you've been down on your luck. <laughs> uh, so Don't then, you want to be your own boss, brother? Yeah. So, uh, uh, forgotten IWF, uh, roster member, Brian Pillman showed up on last week's beef rabid as ever. He says rude may be ripped, but he doesn't have the numbers to claim the lover boy title. He holds up his little <laughs> black book when he says it. Okay. Um, he also says rude can teach a man how to tan, but he doesn't know shit about how to dress and challenges rude to an outfit off for the belt. 
The crowd will decide the winner via decibel meter. Okay. Which is always the, it's the worst way to decide a winner, but that's 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 what Pillman yeah. came up with, so we're going with it. Well, he's crazy. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> he's rabid. Um so uh there is a runway built and Pillman comes out first. He's wearing his classic number, multicolored jeans, nice sneakers, black vest, tiger t-shirt. Look. Uh, it's a great look. It's a really yeah. good look. It's hard to beat. Yeah. Rude comes out with Heenan and he's just dressed like he normally does. <laughs> he's wearing a robe. <laughs> <laughs> he, he uh he he comes out and he he says, "Why why would I do anything different? You sweat hogs wives don't want a shirt to cover up this." <laughs> and he slowly takes off his robe and he's wearing pants with Brian Pillman's face on the ass and uh and uh uh, he's he's doing the hip swivel thing with his hands on his head, and the crowd can't help because they're so annoyed by the multi-level marketing thing. They they can't help but boo so loud that Rude wins. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is based solely on decibel. It's only decibel. They don't care about the yeah. tone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, Ravishing Rick Rude retains the Loverboy Championship title. Um, our next match is for the tag titles. Southern Boogie has had a good go since winning the IWF tag team belts. They have defended twice on beef against Robert, uh, against Jobbers, who Commissioner Idell quietly fi- fired after the matches. Um, they have been asking for a new challenge for a while, and Jarrett said he has unfinished business with the slap nuts over at GCWF. Furnace and LaFon entered to booze from the crowd. It's Doug Furnace and Phil LaFon. Uh, Revival and Jeff Jarrett come out to the newly released single Southern Boogie off their hit studio album Tennessee Nights and Angel Flights. <laughs> Can I ask a question? What's up? Did Jimmy Hart and JJ McGuire help write? Of course. Uh, Southern Boogie. Yeah, and it was saying it was saying by uh, by the Honky Tonk Man, but he's not on the cover. Um, right. <laughs> I just love Tennessee Nights and Angel Flights. Uh, <laughs> The match starts and Furnace and LaFon are dominating. They're hitting two-man spots and working so clean, very clearly having been a tag team for a long time. Disco Revival and Double J are exhausted, shocked by the level of wrestling that they are facing. Suddenly, a spotlight shines in on one of the walkways uh, up in the in the stands, uh-huh. revealing the Honky Tonk Man with a microphone. And Honky Tonk's like, you know, I ain't never seen a crowd like this one. And he's doing that like Elvis thing when like you walk through the crowd, like talk to people with music playing in the background. Yeah, so like many beautiful that. people out here in Death Valley. It's like Engelbert Humperdinck. You know what yeah, I mean? Ve- Vegas, Elvis. Yeah, was, exactly. Yeah. Doing um, crowd work. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, mama? And all that shit. Yeah. And uh, uh, Furnace and Fawn look up having no clue what the hell is happening. Um, just wrestlers. As That's soon as- the- <laughs> As soon as they turn around and see the honky tonk man up in the crowd with a, like a really bright spotlight on him yeah. and all the fucking sequins on his jacket and shit. Uh, Double J and Revival roll out of the ring. Jarrett comes up with a co- guitar. Rival comes up. Revival comes up with a disco ball. They smoke the Frenchman in the head. <laughs> and the legal man Revival pins Philophon to retain the title at eight minutes and 14 seconds. Um, and as soon as contact is made with the head, the spotlight turns off and uh, Honky Tonk Man just starts, uh, just stops talking and starts jogging down the stairs towards the <laughs> ring. His work was done. Um, so yeah, they were tamed. Um, so this this next one is the uh, the follow up match to uh, the, this is the the rest the best wrestler in the world. <laughs> we get to find out Pre- what happens here. Previously held by Bret Hart. Previously held by broken ass Bret Hart. 
before his leg was savagely broken. Kurt Angle is fresh off his best wrestler in the world win over Bret Hart at the GCWF pay-per-view. And he said he doesn't know how he feels about it. To be honest, I don't remember agreeing to the match. And I don't remember the match itself. It's like I was in a trance. I'm happy to be the champ and I'm over the moon that I won it against a competitor like Bret, but I don't feel like I was there. It's the strangest feeling in the world. I don't even know why Brett was there. We both work for this organization. It makes no sense. Commissioner Idell is furious that his champion was hurt in the way that he was, but will acknowledge Angle as the champ if he takes out one of the competition. So he offered the match to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, of shit. course, accepted, even though he is due to wrestle in the main event. <laughs> God damn it, Steve. <laughs> Austin comes out to massive booze. He's flipping <laughs> off the crowd and nearly getting into fights with attendees. People are throwing trash at him. Probably because in the promos, Commissioner Idell said that they should throw trash at him. <laughs> you know, seems fair. <laughs> Angle comes out an American hero. Uh, people are a little weird about the Bret Hart thing, but uh, they they always love Angle and they got to root for their guy. He's an IWF guy, you know. Yeah. Um, people are bowing and yelling, "They suck." <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, the match starts. Austin hits the ropes and drops Angle, forcing him into a corner and stopping a mud hole in him. Austin escapes out the bottom before running to the other side of the ring to re-enter. He grabs a single leg and gets Austin to the mat, sitting in his guard and pummeling him with punches. Austin starts throwing punches back from the bottom, and they're just brawling now, just beating the shit out of each other. Um, Angle finally gets up, and both men are bleeding. Angle runs in for the angle slam, but Austin pushes him off. Angle turns around and he comes as he comes back, and Austin kicks him in the gut and hits the stunner. Austin covers, but Angle kicks out at 2.5. He's laying down, and Austin grabs the ankle lock. Austin is spitting and cussing and and screaming at him. Wait, Austin grabs the ankle lock? Austin grabs the ankle lock. Oh, okay. And Angle is screaming in agony. Uh, This this persists for about 10, 15 seconds. And if you're looking closely and paying attention, Angle's eyes briefly light up red, and he kicks Austin off. They just like flash, you know? Yeah. Uh, Austin hits the ropes. Angle gets up, grabs Austin into an angle slam, but doesn't cover him. Grabs a leg, locks in the submission, immediately snapping Steve Austin's leg. <laughs> no! Retaining uh, well, I... the best wrestler in the belt in the world title belt. Well, I probably had that coming. Yeah, you That's, did. You know, yeah, I could have yeah. shot him in the streets. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, Austin could probably be back. You know what I mean? He'll fucking wrestle. Yeah. I almost put him in the main event, but I, yeah. I, I tried to figure out. I, I think I found a better story. You know. Uh huh. Um, so next, but the next uh, match, the IWF title has not been uh, defended in a while. Um, we didn't it defended an insurgency, and champion right. Roddy Piper was angry that he didn't get to retain his title uh, to to defend his title there but he understood there's more important things afoot sure got to have the parade of champions you got to have the parade of champions and the and yeah. the, the in memoriam yeah <laughs> uh he's just ready to get his hands on somebody again he said that since he didn't he didn't get his chance he should be able to call his next shot he realized that someone was on the roster that hadn't really been used much commissioner Idell gave him his wish and his title defense at heat machine will be against Ric Flair. Uh, that's right. You do you do have like a sneaky, impressive roster if you can remember who everybody is. And if everybody had intact legs, yeah, it'd be dip. Sure, be dip. yeah. Um, 
The crowd loves. I, I looked back at our at our post when I posted what happened in the draft. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, I Flair." Uh, the crowd loves Piper, and Flair has already been shitting. Has been steady shitting on him. This is my favorite. Rick Flair <laughs> says that. Uh, Rick Flair says that Roddy Piper only wears a skirt because he can't afford a whole dress. <laughs> that's that's a good line. That's also a very that is a Flair line. If Flair was if if they, these guys were still going, I'd be chasing yeah. those guys down to try to sell them that joke. <laughs> yeah. uh, the the match starts and Piper looks like a man who was just let out of a cage. He's biting Flair, slamming his head into the turnbuckle, and he's like holding him down, like rubbing his face into the into the canvas, like rubbing his face into the ground. Yeah. Uh, Fla- Flair, of course, is obviously just bumping around like crazy, begging Piper for forgiveness for all the terrible things he said about him. <laughs> Piper goes under the apron and retrieves a pipe. But when he lo- looks back up into the ring, Flair's gone. The crowd can see that Flair is sneaking around the ring in Piper's direction. He grabs an electrical cord from one of the announcer's tables and starts strangling Piper from behind with it. Uh, Piper is desperately fi- fighting while trying to hit Flair in the head with a pipe behind him. <laughs> Until he goes limp. The referee lift, lifts the arm once. It falls. Lifts it a second time. Same thing. It falls. He lifts it a third time. And as he lets go, uh, Ric Flair lets go of Roddy Piper's lifeless body. And it crumbles to the ground. With the referee calling it a technical submission. In seven minutes. Wow. Ric Flair is the new. Idell Wrestling Federation World Heavyweight Champion. I mean, you're just going from strength to strength, you know? Yeah. Sandman to Piper to Flair. Listen. That's yeah. <laughs> look, I'm jealous of that uh that title lineage. Never mind. I know. I know. Well yeah. if you think about it, Sandman, Piper, and Flair have also been GCWF champions. <laughs> it's true. Dual champions. Yeah. Uh so uh uh it, it was a quick match because Flair got like a one up on him. He got the rope. he got he 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 found the yeah. cord, you know what I mean? <clears throat> So this this brings us to our main event. We are skipping. Well, you I you we are skipping the Vince Russo match. Oh, okay. There there are very important things happening. Okay? Yep. Um Commissioner Idell. Uh, no, wait, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, okay. So Commissioner Idell comes out with the belt wearing a Versace robe. <laughs> He says that after the horrifically unfortunate event surrounding Steve Austin's ankle, he said, and he says horrifically unfortunate. He does the, uh, yeah. the finger quotes. Austin has to be replaced. And incidentally, an IWF staple recently requested his release, and his bitch ass is now on the loser squad, which, by the way, is the name of Godwin's team. Oh, great. So, uh, Idell, Idell like gets rid of the mic and like runs backstage because he's got a wardrobe change. Um, Vader, the fiend, and Commissioner Godwin wearing the Andre singlet. Yeah, come out to some funny tuba music. And the crowd is shooting spit wads at them because it was spit wad shooter giveaway night. What is that? The the Brewers brawl, the ten cent beer night. Yeah, and there was a a disco disco demolition night where they put a bunch of disco albums in a big old big old box and blew it up, and the fucking crowd tore the tore the field apart. Yeah. Anyway, I think that was coincidentally also ten cent beer night. I think they ran the same. No, they were done by the same guy. 
Oh, okay. I believe that's what it is. Uh, yeah. Bill Vec, who was on, he's the he's the guy he he ran the White Sox. He's the guy that got him to play in shorts for a couple games. <laughs> he used like different colored baseballs sometimes and shit. Anyway, um, Bill Vec was a, a maniac. Uh, he, he would have fit right in. Um, he's a visionary, yeah. So Vader, the fiend, Commissioner Godwin, were in the Andre singlet. Come out to some funny tuba music, spitwats. They look pissed and ready to go though. They get in the ring and they have no idea who their fourth guy is. Suddenly. Organ music fills the arena, and the steps in one of the corners start to slowly open as Kane has emerged <laughs> as the turncoat sack of shit who will be the fourth <laughs> member of the loser squad. It's got to be Kane. It's got to be Kane. Um, you know what? I'm going to go on record. I don't trust Kane. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Warren G's Regulators starts playing over the loudspeaker. Uh-huh. And Angle, Disco Revival, and Double Double J start walking to the ring. Cocksure, yeah. just fucking ripping and roaring, ready to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Angle's got that little fucking cowboy hat on because it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, Idell emerges, riding the biggest goddamn thoroughbred horse you've ever seen in your life, <laughs> with with the belt hung gently over the horse's neck. Uh, Idell has adopted a bit of a cowboy aesthetic, wearing all black with a nice Stetson hat. And the shiny black boots with spurs. Interesting. Interesting. He gets to the ring and he take it takes him like a few minutes to get out of all of his clothes. <laughs> sure. Um Shivani goes, ladies and gentlemen, we are in a golden age of wrestling in which each month one particular organization changes our minds as to what the most consequential match in the history of professional wrestling is. <laughs> it feels like hyperbole at this point, so I'm not gonna say it. Let's just sit back and watch history unfold. So the, the bell rings. Commissioner Idell and Commissioner Godwin start in the ring. This seems personal to them. They're looking at each other. They're they're drooling. They're foaming at the mouth, yeah, ready to fuck. It's your, it's your ass, dude. Ready to get going. They circle each other for a while, like very yeah. odd. Like they want to fuck each other up, but they're very clearly nervous. Yeah. Um, nobody wants to jump in. They finally tie up, and Godwin immediately grabs a headlock. Idell pushes him against the rope. Godwin comes back and ducks a clothesline, and they stare at each other and walk to their corners, <laughs> tagging in Revival and The Fiend. <laughs> you know what I mean? They give it a yep. shot. Yep. We wrestle, you know? Uh, I like it. I hear hitting the ropes hurts. <laughs> That's yeah. not interesting. Uh, I, I bruise easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Revival is trying to dance to not show how afraid he is in front of The Fiend, but The Fiend is just staring at him. <laughs> Revival throws a punch and lands it. No sell. Head kick, no sell. He runs in the ropes, comes back with a clothesline. Moves him a bit, but barely. The Fiend grabs Revival, kisses his forehead, hits Sister Abigail, because I don't know what the Fiend's finisher is. So Sister Abigail. Oh, he does it still? <laughs> yeah, okay. His yeah. Sister Abigail pins Revival quickly. Goes in and tags Vader. So Revival is gone, unfortunately. Broke my heart. Jarrett's next. He comes in. He can move Vader a bit more than the Fiend was moving. Um, and Vader's reacting. Avoiding a bit, surprised that Jared is getting to him. Vader gets Jared into the corner, starts pummeling him with punches. Uh, those weird worked punches that he uses. Uh, Jared collapses. Vader gets on the second rope for the ba- Vader bomb, but is kicked in the head by his teammate Kane. God damn it, Kane. <laughs> Jared is able to get out from under him, thank God, and confused, <laughs> pins Vader. Yeah. The Fiend runs in and rushes Jared. Kind of looking at Kane, like, what the fuck was that? Uh, Jarrett tries to get to his corner, but can't. Um, he, he he went towards Idell, and Idell was not reaching his hand out. 
Not um, against a demon. Not against a goddamn demon. <laughs> the guy's got you, he's, he's got a Slipknot mask on. <laughs> what do you think, slap nuts? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the fiend pulls him by his foot and looks to his corner where Commissioner Godwin has the guitar. Uh, he throws yep. it in. The fiend hits hits uh, Jarrett with it until it's only splinters. He beats the dog shit out of Jeff Jarrett with his guitar. Pins Jarrett easily. So now we've got uh, Commissioner Idell and uh, Kurt Angle versus uh, uh, The Fiend, you, and Kane. Well, I guess Commissioner Godwin is not literally you. Yeah. Angle gets into the ring afraid. He's 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 a he's a goddamn hero, but a demon, and, you know. And, and there's a demon, and then another demon, and like, he doesn't know about what's going on with this other. De- he thinks the right. other demons on his team, but he's a demon. <laughs> the fiend uh, does the dumb backbend horseshit and starts walking around, allowing Angle to get in position and grab an ankle lock. Nothing. He doesn't seem to have the strength he had against Austin and Hart. He looks Kane and says, "Help me, damn it!" Kane doesn't move. <laughs> The Fiend kicks Angle off, knocking Commissioner Idell off the apron. Angle is looking at the Commissioner, and the Fiend rolls him up, pinning him for like 10 seconds while staring directly at Kane. Uh, Kane to, uh, uh, so Angle's eliminated. Idell slowly gets up, realizing he's the only person left on his team, mm-hmm. and he starts to try to leave. <laughs> he's had enough. A fair response, yeah. The Fiend won't let him. The Fiend jumps over the over the apron, grabs Idell, throws his bitch ass back into the ring. Idell is screaming for Kane's assistance. What are you doing? This is why you're here. <laughs> Desperate and afraid, he goes to the ropes and asks for something, anything to use. Someone throws him a chair, and as he turns around, the Fiend kicks the chair into his face and knocks Commissioner Idell out cold in the middle of the ring. The Fiend, a bit of a showman, does the dumb horseshit backbend thing over Commissioner Idell's lifeless body. Yeah. Really fucking watching that replay, fucking Idell's going to really struggle with that. Yeah. Um, he was not even, seemingly not thinking about what Kane had done earlier. Sure. So while he's doing that, Kane turns to Commissioner Godwin, pushes him off the apron climbs into the ring as the fiend gets up and hits the fiend with a massive boot to the face. He picks the fiend up and choke slams him followed by a tombstone. Just fucks this boy up. Yeah. Uh, Godwin can be heard off camera yelling, no, not like this. (laughs) Kane tosses the fiend out of the ring, stares at Godwin cage side for a while. Gets down and pins Commissioner Idell, winning yep. the GCWF World Heavyweight title. He approaches Commissioner Godwin, reaches his hand out, and shakes his hand. Oh, okay. And Shivani comes on the on the on the microphone. What a turn of events, ladies and gentlemen! I can't believe what I've seen tonight. I think Kane knew this all along. Starting at what happens in Vegas. He made Hart wrestle Angle. Neither of those guys even remembered that match. He made Angle cripple him to destabilize the belt. (laughs) And he knew that Commissioner Idell, in his pride, would give the shot to Austin. 
he made Austin get crippled by Angle to get himself into the match. He convinced yeah. Commissioner Idell he'd help his team, and he double-crossed him to take the belt back to GCWF. I've seen a lot of things in wrestling. <laughs> I can't believe what I just saw. It's sickening. We'll cover it all this Friday on Beef! And then the... Uh, <laughs> then it cuts. The show ends. Well, you know, I'm happy to welcome uh, Kane in open arms to Saturday Night Slam. Just letting you know. Bit of a wild card. <laughs> Seems that way, yeah. Yeah. That's uh he's been a real nuisance for a long yeah, time. D- demonic influence all over the all over the show. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I really thought you were gonna have uh a little kid come out and sing to distract the fiend <laughs> in the main event. No, I was trying to figure out, I was like, okay, so Kane obviously made those two guys wrestle at gcwf because otherwise it makes no sense one of the, they're right. possessed there has to be other reason there has to be like a nefarious reason for this to have happened yeah. it's like okay so what if <laughs> we <laughs> fuck up austin kane gets in the main event yeah wins the time he, he double crosses he double crosses a double cross yeah kid <laughs> fool me once shame on you fool yeah. me twice I won't get fooled again. It's got to be Kane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, you know what? Uh, commendable, you know? I, yes. really, I really I really didn't have any idea where it was going. Yeah. You know, and the, the one thing I will tell you, uh, the one commando- request. Con- canandable. The, eh, mm. that's, that's, tr- that's rough. Uh, the, Edit the, that off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, the one thing I ask. Is that uh uh well never mind I was gonna ask like Kane doesn't go back on that handshake before your pay per view oh yeah that's fine and, like you can do whatever you want with that handshake my yeah. my vision was that it means that he's on your side but you can do right. whatever you want with it because it look, kind of left it open yeah that's <laughs> well now I got two demons on my side I know you're the demon that's... squad and, yeah. Uh, and I, uh, I no longer have the belt. I got back bent. I got back bent on. Yeah. I don't have a demon. My best wrestler in the world legs broken in half. Yep. I mean, you got Kurt Angle. Yeah, but he's apparently susceptible to this goddamn demon. <laughs> he only yeah, won oh, it because yeah. the demon made him win it. You know what I right. mean? That's a really that's a long con from old uh, from old Kane. It's crazy. You think yeah. he's stupid, but apparently he's he's a he's, yeah. he's Kaiser Sose. I was gonna say Kane's or Sose. <laughs> That's better. Yeah. That's better. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Don't edit that off the podcast. <laughs> Keep that on. Uh I yeah, I think it's it's like in a movie with a twit like in Fight Club, where you're like, Well, I guess all of this works <laughs> if you go back and you and you really track it. Uh you know, but it's it has it's one of those things where a lot of happenstance has to go Kane's way. Also, I guess he has demon powers, so he has demon uh, powers. That's yeah. the thing. And he it, they were established before all these things. He's got he's, he has mind control powers. So like we can we can suspect that it, it makes sense for Idell to give the shot to Austin because that's only the only thing that would because Idell's like cocky as shit and he thinks. Yeah. He probably had a feeling that that, that this that this fucking demon was helping him, um, but uh, yeah, if if that doesn't make sense right. to you, fine. Kane made him do it. There you go. Right. 
Because Kane's Kane's can possess well, anybody. A, it is the the hubris uh, of Commissioner Idell to who would ever double cross you? You know. Yeah, I'm the shit. Yeah, yeah you're. I gave everybody 15% raises. Say goodbye to that. You're not going to get that yeah. at GCWF. <laughs> yeah, 15% raises, and everybody gets to be the champion. Yeah, so, and I gave him a belt. That's true. Yeah. I wonder who pinned him that night. Who pinned Kane? When when uh, when everybody got the belt. Oh, I just figured it was like whoever showed up to the building, you just write down their names, and you're like, okay, Hawk was here first. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> then Flair showed up, and you just run down the thing, <laughs> you know. Uh, Kane had car trouble. He's in the middle of the list. Somebody, you know? somebody was nervous. Somebody was nervous. It was uh it was animal. Yeah, <laughs> it was somebody. Somebody's worried Kane's gonna shoot on him. Keep the belt, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, uses demon powers. <laughs> that's um, why you need your heavy hitter out there, you know. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's wonderful. So, that's a good starting point for the next time we <laughs> we run we run back the booking shows. Uh, I gotta uh, figure out. I gotta figure out like what phase of Commissioner Idell this is gonna lead to. Yeah, you're just constantly, constant reinvention, man. Just a you bunch know? of different. Is the a man for a, for a man who's not very humble? Yeah. He's sure he's sure been humbled quite a few times. That's he's he is himself a karma chameleon. He is. You know? Yeah. Uh, he got caught I by think, the karma police. Yeah. <laughs> I think this might. Uh, does this does this put a bow on the invasion angle? I think you kind of decide that. Okay. Okay. Like I'm down for whatever uh, because uh, uh, it and it makes it kind of makes sense too because like we have like established uh, like I took who did I end up with? I ended up with Jarrett and did I, I don't know if I got angle from the invasion? Did I? I got him from the invasion. I did. I think. Yeah, because I? I yeah I wrote him in as a guy that joined your squad. So, so. I ended up with Jared and Angle. You ended up with Kane, the Demon Kane. Yeah, not to be confused and, with Dean Kane. No, <laughs> I only want Demon Kane. Yeah, I don't want, yeah. Um, uh, unless I'm looking for the best television actor to play Superman, in which case I'll invite Dean Kane to my yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you can do like a almost like a invasion debrief show and I'll do the same, or you can do a surprise. They're not stopping. Right. Shit's still do. on. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, depends on how I feel like commissioner Idell takes uh, this crushing defeat, you know? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Probably not. Well, I not Well, probably yeah. Not well, so I'll have to work on that. Put that on the back burner. Cause I believe next week uh, is midnight express primer week. Yes, that's where we're going next, right? Oh yeah. man, you're <laughs> it's it's gonna look real eighties up in there, you know. Listen, I I think I like that stuff. We'll see, but like, I'm excited because I hear too much. I hear so much about the Midnight Express and uh, that th that they were a great tag team. That they had a lot of heat. That they uh, was it the Rock and Roll Express that they always wrestled against back in the day. Yeah. It was uh, the the rock and roll was like one of their main nemesis, the Fantastics. Yeah. Uh the Road Warriors. Only bummer is like a lot of the major accomplishments that they had as a team are not you can't find e them. They're not easily found. Yeah. Like there's a really shitty uh like cam video of them winning the world tag team titles, but it's like shot from a fan in the crowd. There's they did it at, at like a house show. 
Oh, shit. Was it the NWA so, titles? Is that what it was? Yeah, the NWA tag titles. They did it at a house show? Yeah. What Because uh, <laughs> uh, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard were leaving. And it was like, we got to fucking do it. Oh, uh, we got to get the belt <laughs> off them immediately. Yeah. yeah. And okay. so... But there, I've I've primed up uh, some really great matches. I feel like uh, not all of them are great. And I tried to pick the best, like middle ground between really good wrestling matches and like important things. Because the scaffold match is on the list of matches we're watching. Scaffold match is a not a good match, but it's very important to the history of the team. Jimmy, you fell fast. <laughs> Jimmy, you fell fast. Now you'll see. You'll see how fast you fell. Uh, oh no i've seen it recently it, he fell pretty fast he did uh, the idea we'll talk about it next week but yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. that dusty Rhodes thought yeah that big him. bubba could just catch him <laughs> yeah really makes me wonder like dusty Rhodes is so smart about so many things but clearly <laughs> newton's laws were not something that he was overly familiar with daddy i'm a i'm an optimist yeah <laughs> i'm an but optometrist I'm, a... I'm an optometrist daddy that I don't know nothing about this gravity. <laughs> That's what you think. I only make movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In Mad Max, they would have caught him. Uh, so, so anyway, you see that big week. bastard, Big Bubba. 